Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 19, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? So, Justin, how's it been going? Pretty good. So, did you uh, hear Lost is back on? I heard. Yeah, it's it's about time, right? Yeah, it is. What Long you, time coming. What have you been doing in the interim while uh, we were patiently waiting for Lost to return? Oh, not much. Just uh, living, not really thinking about Lost very much. Uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of been on the back burner. Watched a few other shows, you know. Um. Well, I've been uh, doing a little research in fertility treatments myself. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a sister who uh, is trying to have a baby, so mm. I've been uh, trying to help her out. You know, it's her life's goal, and, you know, trying to right. help her because, you know, she's, like, dying of cancer, so, you know, it'd be yeah. good if she had a baby, you know. Yeah, because then yeah, kid wouldn't have a mom, and yeah, yeah. that's always good for kids. It's great for kids, and, well, you know, really, I just want to be an uncle, so... Yeah, that's all it's all about the mom. The mom wants a baby. Fuck the baby, right? Yeah. Oh, who cares about the baby? Yeah. Right. That's Claire's motto. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's start talking about. Uh, wow, it, that would have been cool if we actually wrote that and did it. But uh, off the top of our heads, that's pretty good. Hey. Yeah, um, that's why. <laughs> let's. Uh, that was funny. Let's talk about uh, this this pretty pretty damn good episode. Uh, not in Portland. Not in Portland. Now, as we always love to discuss the titles, the first yes. my first question. I was going to do some research, but I'm like, eh. And um, I'll just ask you: was was not in Portland the original title for this episode? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I ha- I've known that this episode was called Not in Portland, and I guess the. The uh, spoiler community has known that this episode was called Not in Portland since probably last November. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was a, a part of that spoiler community because I, I did look to see what the t- episode was called. Um, but I, I didn't remember it was called Not in Portland. And so when I saw that this was called Not in Portland, I, th- I just sort of thought that... Um, I knew there. I thought the original title was like something something Portland. <laughs> this is a horrible story, and uh, <laughs> my point is, uh, when I found out the t- the episode was called Not in Portland, I thought the creators had changed it because everybody knew it was called whatever I thought Portland, and then I thought they changed it, but I guess they didn't. So never mind. No, it's always been that. But um, when I originally heard the title, I thought. You know, wow, that's a weird title. I figured it was just going to be one of those titles. I don't know. It, it never occurred to me what it ends up meaning. It never would have occurred to me. Yeah, I guess that's part of my my point was that I, even though it was called not in Portland when I when I first saw it a, you know, a couple months ago, I thought it was still going to be in Portland. And so when the episode wasn't in Portland, I thought the creators changed it or something, but. Anyway, yeah. See, uh, when 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 story, it first Grandpa. started and they showed Miami, I thought it's in Miami. That's not important. Like I thought that was it. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess that was part. That's part of what I mean too. Is that I thought like they were like, "Hey, fans, you thought it was going to be in Portland, but it's not." Oh, I see. You thought it was a whole. Yeah, yeah I thought it was. Know. It had something to do with the fact that people knew what the episode was called and had preconceptions. But uh, no, it's about a whole other thing, which we'll get into. Indeed. Um. Not exactly in Portland. 
Not exactly. They're a little, little offshore. <laughs> Although somehow our, our our crew members still get to do backpacking trips, um, which I guess yeah, they do. Yeah, we have to talk about that. Um, okay. That's um, a, that's actually oh boy. Oh boy. We'll get there. Well, um, before we start on the episode, I just want to say uh, welcome back to all the fans, new and old, and um, I know uh, I'll speak for Justin and, and myself and say that uh, we're, we're eager for the last part of this season, 18 straight weeks of Lost is going to be cool. You get 18 straight weeks of the Lost Lowdown, which uh, some might say is even better, and um I think it's going to be fun, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy our season two recap, uh, the lost, lost lowdown episodes, as they sort of were. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, and so let's get into it. Yeah, those uh, those are were recorded pretty swiftly right before season yeah. three started, and uh, they were. It was good to have something to throw out there during the break. Um, so, you know, hopefully hopefully it was interesting, uh, even though we didn't quite know what was going on yet. Yeah, I, it was, like Justin said, it was recorded, you know, that's, you know, last summer before season three started. So we didn't know a lot of things. And so I'm sure some of our speculations were pretty laughable. Um, but uh, anyway, um, let's talk about this episode. And uh, the first thing I wanted to mention, just because it's the first thing you see in this episode, uh, because... You know, they, the first thing they do is they recap, you know, last time on Lost. Um, right. And uh, one of the things that stood out was, you know, Jack says, you know, he's, he's talking to Ben. He says, um, I'll, you know, speaking of the tumor, I'll get it out and I'll keep you alive, you know. And I, I, I highlighted that line because it's sort of literally what he does. I mean, obviously at the end, by the end of this episode, he does get the tumor out. But the, but the idea of keeping him alive made me think of the fact that, you know, Jack has him on a table, you know, with his kidney sack cut, you know, and sort of just lingering there, but he's still alive, you know what I mean? So I mm. thought, I was wondering if that line was sort of signifying what he was planning to do. Oh. Well, as opposed to just, I'll keep you alive because you won't die, because the tumor won't be there. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I'll get it out, and, like, I'll keep you alive is is a very str- sort of weird thing to kind of say, you know, as opposed yeah. to, I'll get it out and you'll live, or I'll get it out and blah, 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 but it's, I'll keep you alive. Like, yeah. You know. But do you think, do you think <clears throat> Ben's going to give him credit for holding to his word, even though he, uh... Um, you know, at this point, I think it's going to be, like Juliet said at the end, it's going to be more about what they want to do with Jack at this point, because, um, uh, I think, I think there's, I think we're going to be lending to other bigger issues now. I mean, and specifically in terms of Ben, though, to answer your question, um, I don't know. It's, it's almost a moot point by now. I mean, what else can they do to Jack? You know? It is, but uh, maybe a slightly different question. Maybe I should save this for later, but um, a slightly different question would be if he if he hadn't done that, if he had simply performed a surgery and that's it, do you think they'd let him go? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. Well, in which case, it doesn't matter what he did. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they would have. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Ben would have upheld his agreement, although he claims to be a gentleman, <laughs> which we'll talk about shortly. Um, 
Because some of the things he's done has been very gentlemanly. Indeed, um, yes. So, okay, the first scene, we find a very sad Juliet crying on the beach. Uh, she's upset about something. She's uh, sad a lot. She's sad a lot. Maybe that should be her new name, Sad a Lot. <laughs> and, no. Uh, crappy name, but okay. A, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty crappy, but it's appropriate. Sad a lot. Sad a lot. Mrs. Satellite, <laughs> you're Satellite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, and then uh, okay, so she's crying on the beach, blah blah blah, and then she she she's walk she goes into this like whatever house or I don't know it's where her sister lives, which is a very strange looking place because the like hallway looked like it was like like a cement hallway, you know, very drab and sort of um, utilitarian, I guess. Uh, but anyway, we, we, we see Ethan sort of walk down the hallway and, and give a unanswered hello. Yeah. And it was very strange to see Ethan, because uh, he looks very weird with, uh, I don't, is it, is it his hair's longer or something in this episode? He just looks all kinds of weird. Yeah, his hair's longer. I think he's gained a little weight. Yeah, he just looks pudgy and hippie-ish and, I don't know, it's very weird, but... Uh, not the not the feral machine that once beat Jack up to hell. So. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we we meet Juliet's sister uh, Rachel, and you know Rachel sort of just you know looks like she's just had chemo or has undergone cancer therapy, which we find that to be true. Uh, or I guess we don't know that she has cancer, right? Yeah, they don't they don't say it specifically. But, they don't say um, it specifically, but but you uh, know, not having hair. I mean, that's a standard thing. Uh, and so we we find that Juliet is giving her some uh, illicit fertility treatments. Now, I'd like to say, and we're going to talk about this more, but uh, you know, since th- this idea that Juliet's sister is sick, um, but we don't know what it is, and Juliet is a fertility doctor. Um, maybe, uh, maybe her sickness has something to do with, uh, you know, her uterus or something, you know, maybe she has uter, you know, cancer in her uterus or fallopian tubes or something like that. And, and that's, you know, maybe uh, my point is maybe her cancer is specifically in her reproductive system, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of helps Juliet become more, uh, effective in the treatment of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, one of the I'd first, I'd like to mention, oh, okay. um, I think uh, in this first scene, they're they're kind of pulling um, pulling this trick that they've done before, but sort of in reverse. They they show her, they show Juliet on the beach, and then they have her walk through this building that's you know dingy. The lights are flickering, and Ethan walks by, and uh, you mm-hmm. know I feel like they're they're trying to make us think, hey, you know maybe this is the island, maybe this is yeah. you know some station on the island, and she's you know, doing some duty or whatever in the past. I mean, everything you see, you know, up to the point where she opens a window really could have been on the island. I agree. I didn't, I actually didn't think that, that they were actually on the island. Um, although I, that, that sort of is the point, I, I think, behind that really drab hallway. Because it was, like I said, didn't seem like a hallway in any sort of apartment building or something like that. But um, Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the way she opened that window and was talking about Miami, it was very, like, grand, like, the grand reveal. But uh, they didn't fool me because I just sort of assumed that uh, they, that, that this was a flashback, so I, I wasn't thinking that. But, um, 
And they didn't fool me just because I knew that the flashback wasn't on the island. Oh. But I think if I hadn't known, I, w- I could have been fooled that, that it was a, sort of an on-the-island flashback kind of thing at yeah. first. Plus, oh, I was just going to say, plus the way Ethan said hello was very, like, I don't know you, hello type hello, you know? It, it, di- it didn't seem like they knew each other when he said that, so that's why I was thinking this was before they met, so. Yeah, and it was. It was. Um, but then a question I have is what is what is Ethan doing there? He's just he's doing rec- he's doing research basically. I mean, what we one of the big things we find out is that Dharma, or I should specifically say the uh, the Middleos company, mm-hmm. uh, has been you know uh, you know involved in, in in finding out everything they can about Juliet. Um, so I think he's just sort of there. Uh, Seeing what's going on with her life, I mean, maybe for all we know, he could have broken in while his sis- while her sister was sleeping and snooped around or something. Maybe he just came from her sister's room. I don't know, but um, I think he was just sort of there because the the whole Middleos company uh, in what is it the Middleos Middleos Bioscience. Oh yeah, the Middleos whatever company is um, is you know just doing uh, research on her. So. You mean her sister? No, I mean Juliet and everything. Oh, Juliet. Okay, so so he's just sort of he's there because Juliet's there. Yeah, exactly. And he's they're they're sort of following her and keeping up with what she's doing. Yeah. Okay. Because in, in light of the ending, I thought it was it made that scene made me think that she was in some sort of facility and that Ethan, you know, maybe they weren't friendly, but they sort of knew each other well enough to say hi. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, and so I thought it was weird later on when he did when she he didn't really like she almost recognized him but you know she didn't know him mm-hmm. so um, so he was just sort of following okay I mean it did it did really seem like the sister was was in some sort of facility um, uh, it, it was kind of strange and one of the things I know I mean I've never been to Miami but one of the things I noticed when they when they opened the window was how it looked like you know the place that they were was sort of outside of everything. You know, it look. You know, when when she opens the window, you see like the whole city and everything, and it seems mm-hmm. like they were separate from that. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were at. I mean, I don't know where the where the research lab is that Juliet works at. I don't know if the sister lives there at the. At, you know, it could be some sort of compound that they that they work and live at too. So I don't know. Um, see, I got the sense it was just supposed to be an apartment building, and like she, they talked about living on the beach. What was the line? I yeah. Well, she says. You know, the sister's like, oh, I don't want to move. I like living on the beach. And then Juliet says, we're in Miami. Everywhere is the beach or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think they're... I don't know what they want us to believe. I think there's sort of... It's, there's enough evidence to believe it's an apartment building and enough evidence to believe it's sort of some sort of compound. So, I don't know. Oh, that that reminds me. I, ha- I have a New Year's resolution for laws. Uh-oh. And I just wanna, I just wanna bring it up. This is my New Year's resolution. From now on, I'm going to let myself. I, I I'm. I, everything's gonna stay the same. We'll discuss everything, whatever. But just for my own mental well-being, I'm going to now believe stuff that I think I should believe. That's just my <laughs> resolution. And how are you gonna control that? What do you mean? Like, how do you decide what you're supposed to believe, and then how do you go about believing that? Did I say what I'm supposed to believe? Yeah. I, what I mean is, I'm going to believe stuff that 
I feel like they want me to believe. Well, okay, same thing. I mean, How it's a you... judgment call. Okay, so you just basically what, what, saying... I, I, what I'm saying is I'm going to believe what I feel like I should believe. Oh, okay. And so, well, I guess because in the past when I watched the show, I second guess and, and then third guess and fourth guess every thing. Something comes up and I say, okay, that means that, but then I want to say, well, what if blah, blah, blah's lying and what if, you know whatever, and I will still entertain those things, but I'm going to believe what I think I should believe initially. That's just that's just a new new thing for me. Well, you realize you're setting yourself up to be deceived, though, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I do, I do, but I think I think it'll help me somehow if, if I just sort of come down on one side and, okay. and you know, and don't uh, whatever, waffle around. So, what does that mean in terms of are they in an apartment building or are they in some sort of compound? You know what? I <laughs> I, I didn't have a gut reaction. I, the first time I watched it, I thought it was a compound. The second time, I thought it was an apartment building. So fifty fifty. I guess I don't have. I guess I don't have a way to come down on that one. All right. Well, it looks like your New Year's resolution is off to a great start. It is. <laughs> wow. I really thought it was going to help. You know what? No, no, no. I'm going to come. I'm going to go down with apartment building. All right. That's that's going to be because that was that was what I thought when when I watch it and when I read the lines. That that seems seems stronger to me. So that's what that's the way I'm going. All right. What do you mm-hmm. say? Do you have a so preference? so that means? Oh, in terms of that, yeah. um, I don't have a preference. I don't mind waffling around. I like sitting on fences. So okay. Um, it, you know, I think that's that's. I guess that's a part of it. I'm going to take a stand on everything. The only thing that makes me that makes me think it's not a compound because you know when we see her at in the sort of lab area and stuff like that, um, that you know. You know that could be part of the compound too, but when but when you know uh, her ex husband comes out of the office, you know whatever, and gets hit, you know that seems like a very public place, blah blah blah. And if he's coming out of the same offices where the labs are, then that sort of I, you know then that makes me think the labs aren't at the compound, which makes me think there's no compound. So unless his office is at a, a different place, then I uh, let's see. If his office is at a different place, I think it's an apartment building. If his office is at the where the labs are, then I think the labs are part of a compound, and I think they're the compound. So, okay. So I I have no way to tell. Uh, <laughs> a few uh, conditional statements there, but okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, and I stand firm on those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So the the other thing I want to mention about this scene because we've talked a lot and not about a lot about this scene. Is uh, just the the weird the weirdness of Juliet taking out her little fertility drug kit, mm-hmm. and she's about to like stick her sister when her sister's sleeping, and I'm like, you know what? That's really gonna wake her up. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, are you really gonna like do that while she's sleep? Because I mean, if someone sticks you with a needle while you're sleeping, you're gonna sort of instinctually slap at wherever the pain Nature's is coming alarm from. Clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> If there's one thing evolution has uh, inbred in humans, it's the the willingness to wake up quickly when being <laughs> when stuck being by a needle. Stabbed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not really good form. Yeah, I mean it's really a writing thing. I mean, obviously she she really wouldn't do that, but it, it, the way it plays off, it seems like if her sister didn't sort of con- you know uh, just sort of wake up uh, at the same time, she would have just like stuck her. Yeah. Um, 
And so, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know if you found this out when you were doing your uh, forum research, or should I say research, um, if I was British. And um, did, you, did, you, did you find out if the, uh, the plane that flew by in that, in that opening scene had a, was that an oceanic plane? I did not find out. However, this transcript claims that it was. I, I mean, from what I saw, it looked like it had the oceanic symbol, and it's like, what other symbol would they have on there? Because yeah, you know, it can't be a, a real airliner symbol because they, you know, for copyright reasons, I right. think so. It should be like when they've done that before. I remember that that episode with Locke and his dad. His dad, yeah. The plane flew by. I was like, sort of the same shot because that plane was really low and it passed by at exactly the right time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah it, it makes sense that it should have been, but I really just couldn't see it. Like I just, it was dark. It was, it was dark. Hard, it was hard for me to, and I didn't, I didn't try to look at it because you know, really, even if whether it is or not, I mean, you know. Now, what's interesting about about Juliet's backstory taking place in in Miami is that um, that's where Sawyer was, right? Uh, well, no, Kate was in Miami. Sorry, Kate, and Sawyer was around Florida somewhere. Yeah, Sawyer was somewhere in Florida, but I don't think Miami. Yeah, Kate, Kate was in Miami. Are yeah, because sure? the husband worked for the Miami Dade Police. Really? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I remember that. On his car. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that means uh, they may have been there at the same time. Yeah, presumably. Uh, now, here's a question: um, What was Juliet crying about in the beginning of the episode? Um, I'm assuming that she was crying about. Her sister, I guess. Okay, so just like she was crying that her sister is sick, or her she was crying. I mean, maybe something to do with the fact that she's stealing this medication and she feels like ethic, ethically uneasy yes. about that. I think I think it's a combination. I think it's everything having to do with that situation. The 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 fact that her her sister had cancer and she's you know kind of not in great shape, and then you know she's having. To, steal these drugs to try to make her pregnant and she's really not even sure if this is going to work and you know yeah she could you know have some problems she probably feels bad about it on some level and she's not sure what effect it's going to have completely and so you know I, I think I feel like it's that situation I, I can't imagine what else it is um anything you think to do with the ex-husband like you think she's crying about any of that or I don't know um I don't think so. At, at least, I mean, except for the fact that, you know, he's he's not happy when he finds out about it. Yeah. You know, but nothing like personal. I mean, I guess it's possible, but I I got the sense that they've been, you know, um, I guess you don't say broken up when they were married. What do you say? Divorced. Well, they are definitely broken up. Uh, <laughs> the most broken up you can be in a marriage. It seems too mild. Uh, yeah, divorced. Uh, I, I got the sense that it had, you know, been enough time that she wasn't that upset about it anymore. But, um, okay. And she seemed very emotional about... And not only that, there was that, there was that later scene with the sister when she, when she says... Um, oh, God, what did she say? 
Um, did you, oh, did now you, you watch tell... the episode? What? <laughs> Nothing. Now you can tell that bastard ex-husband of yours what he can do with his ethics. Yeah, I thought that was a weird line. Not that I want to jump ahead that far, but that was a weird line, I thought, because it's like, did, I guess, I mean, I guess we're supposed to assume that Juliet told the sister what the husband told, the ex-husband told her, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, the way she said it, 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 at least to me, it came off like, like she just sort of knew that somehow, like maybe she was, you know, part of some evil plot, I don't know. <laughs> that's just I think me. it's possible there's like a deleted scene there. Oh, uh, okay. Where where they actually talk about it. That that would be my guess because I, I I do assume that that Juliet told her that you know her hus- her ex husband knew and yeah. and she might get in trouble for it and she might have to whatever to yeah you know and then when she says it they cut to Juliet and she looks not happy about that statement. So yeah, um, I guess that's part, actually that look sort of made me think like, how did you know that? That's what I got from that look. I got from that look that you know, don't remind me of you know, <laughs> I, I don't feel good about what I've done. Yeah. Please don't rub it in my face. <laughs> that's a very uh, you know, she's a very good actress. Uh, one look can uh, make you think many things. She um, is very good. I agree. Um, no, I, and, and I do seriously mean she's good. I, I actually this episode actually make me made me like her a lot a lot more actually. Getting to see the contrast between the Juliet we know on the island and the past Juliet because you yeah. know she she came off as this really strong willed like take no prisoners type person and I guess she sort of is that person now. But yeah, uh, but back then, man, she was you know sort of normal and fragile and you know. It's probably very fragile. Yeah. Very mousy, sort of. <laughs> mousy is a perfect term for her. <laughs> She's mousy and a mousy blonde. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, I, I'm assuming that whatever's happened in the intervening years has turned her into the, the Juliet we know now. The three years, two months, and 28 days, or whatever? Yes. <laughs> um. And I did want to mention, you know, a little while ago you just said that uh, you don't think, you think her divorce from her husband was, you know, she's not that upset about it anymore, but, but uh, she did cry when her husband died, uh, her, I'm sorry, ex-husband died. Um, yeah. So that does seem like she's still, I mean, obviously, you know, she's not going to hate him, you know, just because they're divorced, but, um, I don't know, maybe that means it was, the divorce wasn't that uh, long ago or something, you know. Especially since, you know, the 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 ex is with that was with that younger girl and that mm-hmm. seemed to be a big deal about that and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think she had moved on to the extent that that situation didn't bother her somewhat. I thought she was crying because um because of the circumstances. You know, he he got hit by a bus right in front of her and she had just said you he could get hit by a bus. Like I, I thought it was. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't even recall her saying that. <laughs> I'm. Oh, oh, oh! Joking. You're doing the lie. Oh, yeah. I'm doing the lie. What? Well, Sorry. I don't even I was recall like, you man, saying that. Man, you need that. to watch it again. That's a key thing. No, that um, was that was a very funny line, which we'll talk about soon. Did you? Did you? I don't even. Did you say that? I don't. You know what? I was busy. You know, I don't even know what I was doing. I think my cell phone was ringing. I like, you know, I had a lot on my plate. 
Oh god, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But okay. uh, but I got the sense it was it was those circum like if if he had died um, of natural causes or, or something, I feel like it wouldn't have been the same sort of shattering experience. She might have still cried, but I thought it was more intense because of the situation. Well, I'll buy that. I thought it was interesting that she was the one who went to identify the body. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, guess, I thought that was kind of odd. But I mean, maybe because she was sort of there at the scene, too, maybe, and she... Yeah, you know, but, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why that really... Because usually you just bring in a family member or something. Well, and maybe, you know, maybe in whatever medical whatever, she's she's still listed as his, like, contact or, or yeah, next of kin or whatever. So uh, anyway, bet, let's let's move on to the next scene because we spent like twenty or thirty minutes on this first scene. Well, you know, we 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 struck out a bit on other scenes. Yeah, um, but you know, scenes. that's what we do at the Lost Lowdown. We talk about everything until you don't want to hear about Lost anymore. <laughs> that's our goal. Uh, luckily, every scene doesn't bring up this much. No, it won't. And a lot of this is because we haven't podcasted in a while. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so the next scene, we, we, we flash forward or whatever, or we have the, the present, sort of present scene of Jack in the surgery room picking up from where uh, I do left off and Jack telling Kate to run and leave. Kate, damn it, run! <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we see Kate and Sawyer escaping, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Juliet tells the uh, the other little nurse guy, um, or whatever he was, a surgical assistant, I don't know. And uh, orderly, to, yeah, I don't know, to go get, <laughs> uh, to go get uh, Kate and Sawyer, and and if he has to kill them because she knows that Jack won't let Ben just die. And I'm like, oh really? Do you really know that, Juliet? Like, I really, you know, like I said in previous podcasts, I really hate that idea. That the others just know these people so well, and they know exactly what they're going to do. And you know what? Son proved them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, son shot old crazy. What's her name? Uh, Colleen. Colleen. Yeah, crazy Colleen. <laughs> son did prove them wrong. Son Although them wrong. I have to give an assist to the engine for starting up. I will definitely give the assist to the engine uh, and the gun for actually. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that too. But I, I wonder if the engine hadn't started up, if she would have done that. You I, know what? The sun is a glass ballerina. And yeah. she's, that means she's hard as ice, and she can pivot very well. I Not know. glass, though. Ice. Hard as ice. What? Nothing. What did I say? <laughs> You said hard as ice. Well, I said she's she's glass, which is hard as ice, but not really. Oh, okay. That I was trying to take the expression the other direction. I see. Sorry. Anyway, we'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> no, we won't. So anyway, I just don't like when when they're like, "Oh, you really won't." And I guess she was right because Jack, you know, sort of did eventually. You know, uh, I mean, although we, they did strike a strike a deal, but he did so bend back up. But what do you think? I mean, I think he would have let him die. I, I, at least that's what I I want to believe that after all this shit, after uh, everything that's happened, like, you know, if they really weren't gonna let Jack and Sawyer, I'm sorry, uh, Kate and Sawyer escape, and if they actually killed them. Uh, that I think Jack would have let Ben die. 
I I don't think so. I, I, I actually agree with Juliet. I don't see Jack letting Ben die. I don't think he has it in him. Wow. Then he's a he needs some balls. I think I think he I think it's just it's too fundamental to his um see it like 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 uh, uh Colleen was saying, Oh son, you're not a killer but you know it's it, this is a different situation because it's it's Jack's occupation and it and it has this this very strong um, ethical underpinning and I I think it's it's such an extreme violation for him to intentionally kill someone in surgery that uh, uh, I don't think he could really do it I think he could leave, leave it to the last second and then say okay well it didn't work um, so even if even if they kill Kate I mean Sawyer you know whatever in terms of Jack but um, that line did appear in this episode though yeah, take Sawyer and uh, all that. that yeah. Line. Yeah. The the much talked about line. Yeah. <laughs> what about Sawyer? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I I just I just can't believe it if they if they actually killed Kate that he would still just sew up Ben and like just be willing to be captured and, and held in that cage for however who knows how long. Like that's just the motivation behind that is just so strange to me that after all that time and all he's been through and they kill Kate like he's See, just, just going to go do it I think it's a situation like if he if he had a gun or something like I could see him shooting Ben I just doing a surgery I just I can't see him doing that it just doesn't Well he already I mean he already you know cut the sack you know which I think yeah what you know sort of bent his ethics in the first place yeah and then and I, I could see him like just standing back and not. I mean, I guess that's that's the hard part, is standing back and not. That's the hard him. part. I think that's what's gonna like. If he could kill him and boom, it's done. I think you know before he had time to feel bad about it. I think he could he could go through with it. But I think in this situation, he he wouldn't be able to. Although I do want to say that um, uh, if if they did kill Kate and he, you know, like you said went ahead and sewed up Ben anyway, if things happened the same, he would have, you know, made that mistake, and without hearing that story from Kate, probably wouldn't have been able to fix it. So Ben would have yeah, died anyway. Yeah, true. The story did help, so... Yeah. Yeah. But he, he made that mistake... God, it was, it was a long chain of events that led to that mistake. I, I got the sense he messed up because he was talking to Tom, and, yeah. you know, if things had gone as they were originally, Tom wouldn't have been in there at all, and, you know... It, it was, uh, but you're right. Who knows? Who knows? But I know. I, but I guess I, I guess I sort of agree with Juliet on a fundamental level that that he he wouldn't have intentionally. I mean, he he may have accidentally killed him. That happens. Yeah. But I don't see him just standing back. Man, I wish they would just kill Ben. I'm tired of him. I'm tired really? of his lies. No, I mean. I mean, obviously, they're they're gearing up to to sort of reveal who's really in charge and the people above Ben and stuff like that. But um, you know, which which is fine. But I just I am sort of getting tired of Ben. I think he's 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 a good character, but I think he only has like he really only has one note. You know what I mean? He's like Charlie. I don't know. He just has this, this one note, and after a while, you know, it's like okay, I I know I get your character. I know what you're gonna do. I know what you're all about. And I mean, obviously, we don't know his backstory, but I mean, I, I sort of get his character to the point where it just sort of bores me to see him sometimes. Uh, but 
So yeah. I'm 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 hoping that they get rid of him soon or or sort of put the focus on who's ever above him. See, no, I don't think I I think um, I think he has to live because I think the the bin that we're seeing has an explanation, and I think he has to get a backstory before they're going to kill him. So I don't see them killing him. If they kill him at all, I don't think it's going to be until maybe the finale. Mm-hmm. I I don't think there's any way they're letting that go. See, until... I don't I don't see, uh, you know I don't think we have to have a backstory from. I think it makes sense to get a backstory, but I can see them not giving a backstory. It just it just depends on where they're going. You know, it depends on what they're trying to tell, and if you know, I think there's other ways to figure out Ben's backstory with, and he can still be dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there are, but I don't think they want to kill him. I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they do either. No, they love him. So, and I like I. He was great in season two. Yeah. And I really liked him at the beginning of season three. But I know what you mean. He is kind of a one note character. Um, I guess I guess for me it's sort of like, you know, in any movie where you have this this enigmatic villain who, you know, seems to be controlling all sorts of things and whatever, they usually don't have a, a lot of scenes. It, it adds to their mystery that they only show up, yeah. you know, a few times. And, and you know, it, it makes them seem, I don't know, more important. Like, the longer they hang around, the more boring they get. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's exactly. happening to him. Like, he's hung around for so long that he his his mystique is gone. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think that that makes him sort of less, you know. But I think a flat to me a flashback for him would be very interesting because I think we finally get to see him sort of uh, <laughs> where he's coming from. Mommy, I'm gonna go play in the bear cave. Oh God! <laughs> wow, there's a reference. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ben. I gotta take my toy with me. <laughs> Oh god. So, all right. The next scene um ba 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 we see Julia. And and I oh, and I actually want sorry. to talk about that. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You want to talk about what? But I want to talk about Ben in terms of how he relates to what we find out in this episode later. Oh, yes. Yes. Because I think there's some questions there. So anyway, go ahead. There's also some questions in this next scene. Oh, oh, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. One more thing. Uh, I wasn't even looking at my notes. Uh, uh, if you have to kill them, um, that line. Mm-hmm. Now you know she says, "Oh, you won't, you won't let them die." But it's a weird situation because, first of all, she wanted him to kill Ben. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's that's a little weird to begin with. Second of all, you know. She didn't need to say that. The the kill him if yeah. you have to. Yeah, she did need to say that. She could have easily said, "Get him back." Yeah, you know. Um, she could even say, "Don't kill him unless you have to." You know, if you phrase it a little bit, the way she phrases it makes yeah. it sound stronger. Well, yeah. Do, are you saying? Because I sort of think from that she's basically trying to set set it up to where Jack will kill Ben. You know, because it's basically she's saying. Kill him if you have to, because you know if if they kill if if they kill Kate and Sawyer, that's going to add to Jack wanting to let Ben die, and then and then if she's telling Jack, 
oh, I know you're not going to do it, then that's sort of also making him sort of want to do it. Right. So it seems like she's sort of stacking the cards in her favor in terms of wanting Ben to die. Maybe that's what that whole line's okay. about. Okay. All right. Now that now it made, like, it was completely, it made no sense to me. All right. If you put it that way, then the idea is when she talks to Ben and he says, you can go home, blah, 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 then she says, okay, fine. You know, Ben will live. I'll go help. You know, Kate mm-hmm. Sawyer and uh, and then Jack can do the surgery and never mind all that other nonsense. Yeah. Okay. That makes right. sense. Yeah, it does. That's it a good does. point, though. That that line is very. I mean, the Lost writers are very picky. I think in terms of how they phrase things. There's a couple other phrases in here that I picked out uh, because uh, they they're very specific. As 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 we'll talk about more. Yeah, I guess the point was it's phrased positively. If you have to, kill them, as opposed to don't kill them unless mm-hmm. you have to, where the emphasis is don't kill them. Yeah. You know, it's it's it makes it a stronger, more more emphasis on killing them than not. So anyway. Exactly. Um, the next scene, uh, we find Juliet stealing the fertility drugs, uh, and then, you know, she sort of hides when Doc... Uh, I'm sorry... She oh no 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 she's walking down the uh, walking to go steal the drugs and she gets a call confirming the appointment with uh, the one Doctor Alpert right and uh, and then she goes into the lab and then she sort of hides when her ex uh, Edmund uh, Burke comes in and um, she should have turned her cell phone off uh, well you know let's talk about that but. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to mention uh, that, you know, in the days before cell phones, this scene would have played a lot differently. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it's really interesting just to think of how, you know, th- you know, not only our lives have changed, but, you know, how stories have changed now that we have cell phones. Because, you know, 20 years ago, Juliet would have potentially just hid there, and then the couple would have left, and then she would have been, wouldn't have been found out. But now that she has a cell phone, like, it rang, and, uh... Yeah, it's like, it's just a loud, hello, I'm here. Yeah, and you know what? I just want to say, she's really bad at being stealthy, man. <laughs> like, like, she, like, she's like, oh, shit, my cell phone went off, and she, like, slowly tries to crawl away, and it's like, <laughs> no, that, that wasn't gonna work. And then, like, her story was silly, like... Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I, I missed, wrote some lab results, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm in here at night working in the dark. <laughs> her her story bad. Like, she should have said, I left my cell phone here. I just came to get it. Yeah. Like, duh, does that not make sense? And then it would explain, you know, why her cell phone was there. It would have, like, taken the emphasis off. You know, anyway. Um, it was a bad story. The other thing I thought was pretty funny when, you know, her cell phone goes off and she starts crawling away and then he turns and looks around the little table and sees he sees her and he goes hello Juliet you know but he doesn't see her face he only like sees her butt crawling away (laughs) (laughs) so I just thought it was funny that he could tell it's her just from looking at her backside (laughs) he's just like oh I know that caboose anywhere (laughs) hello Juliet But uh, that fanny's unmistakable. The signature <laughs> Juliet ass. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. I don't think the writers meant it to come off that way, but that's how it came off. It's like, that couldn't be anybody else. Almost like he's talking to it. Hello, Juliet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Why, Edmund, nice to see you again. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, did you have anything else on this little scene? It was ridiculous. I mean, in that situation, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You're you're just so caught. You yeah. Know? And I've been in those situations before where you don't know <laughs> what to do, like how to. Like it seems like there's pretty much no way to not make yourself look ridiculous. Yeah. So unless you say you left your cell phone there and you just you know. It's still weird. She's she's kneeling it down there and the lights are off. It's still a little she, weird. She you know she could just say she dropped <laughs> it under the table and that's why she was kneeling to get it. Uh, I mean I've seen stuff like that where like people were under a desk or something you know and then the guy comes in whose office it is and they they pop up and go oh I just dropped my whatever and I just you know they sort of play it off you know she didn't like play it off very well no she didn't she didn't yeah she was like oh you caught me um I'm just uh stealing samples I mean uh (laughs) yeah no she was bad alright you wanna go to the next scene Yes. Okay, so we cut back to the surgery room with Ben and the whole gang, and um, Juliet tells Jack that, you know, you didn't think this through. We're not on your island. We're on a smaller island two miles offshore. And uh, it was weird because, like, you know, I get, you know, as a as a writer of sorts, I get hung up on what they say and how they say it. And, and she says, you didn't think this through. And I'm like, well, he did think it through. He just didn't have all the information. Yeah. But, um... So, okay, then then Jack, uh, you know, lets out Juliet's big secret that she wanted Ben dead, and then Tom sends Juliet, you know, tells her to leave, and, and she's like, don't let him fool you. He'll never let a patient just die. And I'm like, just die? It's a weird line. He'll never let a patient just die. Like, how's that different than he'll never let a patient die? Um... Oh, I don't know. I guess the emphasis is on he'll never let them just die without doing anything else. Mm. That makes sense. Okay. And I didn't have any big things about this episode, so, I mean, about this scene, so. You got anything? Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was interesting and probably will have some sort of ramification in the future that Jack uh, decides to out Juliet's plan. Yeah. Um... And obviously, Ben overhears this, uh, so that's uh, going to be some sort of problem uh, to come. But uh, and I, I was wondering if he was going to going to go for that. Um, but I guess I guess if Ben's holding her there, maybe he'll just sort of understand. I don't know. Well, I don't know, <laughs> and that's a question I want to talk about: is when did Ben actually regain consciousness? Because I don't know if he overheard. The, the plot about Juliet in this scene or if he overheard it you know when Pickett I'm sorry when Tom asked him again did Jack really want I mean sorry did Juliet really want Ben dead I think I think we're supposed to believe that's when Ben overheard it yeah 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 you're right but anyway but the point is he knows the point is he knows um, that's, that's what I yeah so the next scene we get uh Kate and Sawyer escaping and uh they figure out they need a boat, and Kate goes, there's got to be a boat. How else do they get back and forth? And I guess our answer is they have a submarine or something. Uh, at least that's what a lot of people think. Um, yeah. And uh, Well, they have, the, they have the line about the sub. It's pretty much undeniable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that line. Um, 
<clears throat> and then Kate radios Jack for help and blah blah blah. And then um, that's when Pickett and the gang start shooting. And I uh, love how they shoot like they shoot the <laughs> yeah the radio right out of her hand. And I'm like, yeah. man, that's some sharp shooting skills right there. I know, no and entry the, to her hand. Just... And no, and the bullet didn't even go in her hand, man. No. I'm like that was awesome. Just just enough to destroy the walkie-talkie of no other damage. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I'm like, man, who's ever doing that? They should be winning sharpshooting prizes somewhere. I don't know. <sighs> I wonder if that was Pickett. Maybe it was Pickett. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I sort of assumed it was Pickett, but I don't know what we're supposed to believe. Yeah. There was a guy was... with a rifle, though. Maybe it was supposed to be the rifle guy. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, and then, um, then they, okay, then the next scene is they're still running and Kate falls down and I'm thinking, she's such a mole. She's just <laughs> trying to slow Sawyer down. <laughs> oh, God. Kate uh, is so not a mole. Oh, uh, man, one day when she turns out to be a mole, you're going to be so wrong. I, <laughs> and so, you know what, uh, you know, they can so easily make Kate a mole because they're going to have a scene, like, they could totally have a scene where, where she's like, oh, she tells Sawyer, like, yeah, I'm a mole, blah, 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 and Sawyer goes, out of everything that we've been through the last however many days and months and blah 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 and how could you be a mole and she goes it was all part of the plan and then that's <laughs> it that's all they need is one throwaway line that's all oh they god. need oh god all part of the plan huh all part of the plan god yeah no fucking way do you Dude. really think I could love you James <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did. I know what you did. I know who you really are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Enough yeah, of no. lost theater. Um, I I I, I want to go on record with something. Uh-oh. I refuse to believe that anyone who was on the plane is a mole. I agree. That's just yeah. <laughs> Except for Kate. Except for Kate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think she's a mole, but I just thought it was funny how she sort of fell down. And, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, in, in dire situations, Kate's the one who fucks everything up. Yeah, yeah. And Although, like, I got to give her credit. She was pretty proactive in this episode. Oh, no, no. She was pretty proactive. Blow his kneecap off. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. Just give me it. Just get it. I'll do it. Enough with the conscience. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway. So but she hits him with the rifle, and uh, and it was her idea to do the whole thing they did, and you know. That's why she's a mole. That's why she's a mole because she knew it would work because <laughs> they worked it out ahead of time. Exactly. And, oh boy, here we go. See, she knew that Aldo didn't even have a kneecap, so. <laughs> <laughs> she knew. Aldo you know? didn't have a kneecap. No, because really... she was she was aiming at his right leg, and she knows he's missing a kneecap on the right leg. So you know. You That's can't a really unique um, thing to be. <laughs> He's just got like a, like a. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to think about what's there. A calf that just sort of dangles. There. I don't know. Just kind of a flappy little thing. It's part of the island mystery on how his his uh, his his two parts of his legs stay together. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Um, so. All oh, right. Alex uh, Alex comes to the rescue again with her slingshot. Just I, when you think, you know, Sawyer's bullets run out of gun... Shit. Sawyer's <laughs> gun runs out of bullets, and... Uh, uh, what are they going like, to do? Yeah. You know, they're done for, and then the, the deus ex 
Alex comes exactly, in with exactly. her little slingshot. You know, and, uh, uh, I, I took the liberty to look up what the word Alex means, and guess what it means? Um, I have no idea. It means protector of mankind. <laughs> it means man's defender or warrior. Really? So it's very fitting that her name is Alex. Uh, yeah, I thought that was. I you know I was like let me let me look up because I was like why is her name Alex? You know why? What is there any significance behind that? And look, she fucking protects them the whole time. She does. Um, Just for a little something in return. And since we're talking about names, Edmund uh, means something sort of interesting. Um, it means, as soon as I find where I wrote it... Ooh, where'd it go? Oh, the name Edmund means guardian of prosperity or riches. So, uh, really? he's seemingly the guardian in terms of, um, not that he's protecting the riches or, or prosperity, which I would interpret, uh, interpret as the, the fertility drugs... But mm-hmm. he is, you know, he's sort of like the threshold guardian. He's the person you got to get past to get what you want. Yeah. So that name's kind of fitting, too. <clears throat> it is. Very good, very and good. And he got past her very quickly, very easily, with the bus. So, okay, Alex comes to the rescue, blah, 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 and they hide in the little bunker thing that she, like, built. <laughs> which, how did she build that? And nobody she, knew, man. What, yeah, what is she doing that she's building this, like... <laughs> It's completely ridiculous. And, like, is that boat supposed to be hers, too? Like, I guess she built the boat, man. Does she just, like, build shit in her spare time and <sighs> and just walk around and it's just like, oh, Alex. Yeah, Alex, look at you building a boat. Oh, that's so sweet. And, like, it wasn't even, it didn't even look very good. Like, they could see Pickett really clearly through a hole. Like, like from the top, <laughs> it looked good. But when they're in there, I'm like, man, how do they not see that? Like, well, it was just, like, a couple of leaves around these obvious, like, poles. Well, I think the, I think the, I think when you're in it, you know, you're sort of under the leaves and you're in shadow. So I don't think Pickett would have really seen it. My big concern was if Pickett, like, walks on top of that thing, yeah. you know, his foot's going to go through the hole and, like, he's going to know something's up. Yeah, that that would not withstand walking at no, all. No. I wouldn't. mean, to me, it just seemed like if you looked at it for a second, it would be clear it wasn't normal ground. Yeah, it, it was it was a little strange. I, I, think, they, I think they sort of tailored that, uh, uh, the sort of uh, uh, leaves and stuff on top for that shot when they're looking out. Because I remember when they closed it, it looked pretty good when the, we had the sort of top view of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It, it looked pretty good, but I think when, when they have that uh, reverse shot of them looking out, I think they had to, like, make it more, you know, move it a little bit so they could we could get the good shot of Pickett. Yeah. A little suspense. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we flash back to the room, uh, the surgery room. Yeah. I, <sighs> Let, let me just dwell on this for just a second longer. Okay. Um, when, when do you think Alex did, did that? When do you think she... Well, um, good question. You know, the, the strange thing is, I think Alex... I would have to say, in general, she did it when... Um, during her adventure to try to rescue Carl. Um, I think, you know... Uh, my, my question is, like... How long? I mean, it seems like it would take a long time to dig a hole that was, you know, it looked at least like six feet deep or something like that. Maybe like four feet deep or something. Yeah. Because they were kind of crouching. 
but like you know um you know four feet by like what four by four or four by five or something like that and and uh you know that was a pretty big hole and then you have to fashion the bamboo and tie the leaf i mean that was a big that was a big job you yeah. know, and, and, and the idea that they just happened to be sort of in the right area, sort of, you know, relatively close by, because they sort of ran right to it. Uh, I don't know. It, it's a, it's all very contrived. I would have to say, though, sh- that the only reason to build that is, you know, to sort of obviously hide. And she would only really need to hide when she's sort of on her adventures to save Carl. So I think she, she built the boat and, 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 and that little bunker, hidden bunker thing, um... I would have to say however long Carl's been gone, you know. You know the weird. The other weird thing is, maybe maybe I should maybe I should save it for when we get to the Carl scene. Mm-hmm. But I wonder when they when the Carl end up over there. You know, I got the impression they were only there because of Jack Kane Sawyer. You know, they decided to take them there. But there's also this Carl business. You know, when did that did that happen before? I mean, like Carl was there, I guess, when when Sawyer was put in the cage originally. So I guess he was already there, but um, I don't know. I just I I wonder what the what the uh, timeline is. Why would they take him there? You know, I was it just like we're gonna be here anyway. We'll bring him over, or did they really bring? Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying because it's like well. Like if they they obviously planned to kidnap you know the you know Jack Sawyer and Kate and they you know in planning they would have to have thought where were they going to put them and you know why why put Sawyer in a cage next to Carl you know it seems like if they knew they were going to put Sawyer in that cage why would they leave Carl there um, you know and then you know then we have the, that that strange line from Alex that someone wasn't even supposed to be in the cage you know either oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, either, you're either, either Kate wasn't supposed to be in the cage or Carl wasn't supposed to be in the cage. Yeah, um, but I I sort of want to believe that um, that that Carl got put in that cage right before or sort of during the whole kidnapping of Kate and Jack and Sawyer um, because obviously whatever Carl did, uh, they're trying to. It seems like they're. We'll talk about that more. But it seems like they're trying to fix him. Yeah, and um, and I think uh, I think it was pretty recent that uh, that Carl got taken. I would even say you know the the day before or the day of or something. But it's like you think they could they could have had other places they could have locked Carl up at than than that cage. That's the thing. It, it seemed odd to sort of mix up these problems. You know, obviously the the Carl thing is an inside problem mm-hmm. and the, you know, the yeah. Jack and Sawyer thing is an outside problem. Yeah, and you don't want, like, Carl talking to, to Sawyer. Yeah, I know. Exactly. You know, especially That's... if he, you know, if he's against the others and he's going to tell them stuff. And I guess right. what we're supposed to believe is that, you know, they sort of put Carl in the cage to maybe, you know, teach him a lesson or to whatever, you know, to make him do a little time because of whatever he did and since he tried to escape, that's when they escalated it to the the brainwashing. Yeah. They were like, okay, right. well, he's he's not gonna whatever. We're gonna have to take a, you know proactive measures here. Or something. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the Alex building that bunker thing, I thought was. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, like a lot of things on the show, it might come down to well, you know, they wanted to write it in and don't think about it that much. Yeah. 
And I, you know, I sort of wanted to believe that she didn't she didn't build it herself, that she just sort of knew it was there, maybe somebody else built it, but you know, she takes credit for it when Sawyer questions her about it, so She does, but then she with her line it almost it almost seems like maybe she had help or I don't know. Oh, she did say, yeah, this and basket weaving. Because, I mean, obviously she's not taking basket weaving, so maybe she's like, obviously I didn't build this. Yeah, that's the thing. You could take that line to be like, yeah, I did this hole, and, and then I built a arc, and then I... You know, yeah, and, and I made some baskets. You want one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It almost makes it seem like, no, I didn't build it. Or yeah. maybe it could be, yeah, I built it. Shut up. That's so, <laughs> according to your New Year's resolution, uh, which one are you going to decide to uh, believe? Um, I'm going to go with She Built It. Okay. Alrighty. So, the next scene, um, we go back to the surgery room, and, uh, you know, Tom asked, uh, Tom asked Jack if Juliet really wanted him dead, and blah, blah, blah. Ben wakes up. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, and I do want to take credit for knowing, because I knew, um... That's one of the things. You didn't that just say who knew for no reason. No, I didn't. <laughs> I knew because um, that's one of the things I thought was was going to happen. Uh, I think I think I guess we I said that in the last podcast for I do. And, and you uh, might have heard me saying, "No way, that's ever going to happen." Yeah, someone didn't want to believe me, and uh, I'm not right that often. But when I am, uh, especially about something so absurd. <laughs> Uh, I need to take credit. So yeah, that's um, the thing. If if you said if you said you know Claire's gonna whine about the baby, it wouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, to, to gloat about it. But uh, you know, uh, in this case, yeah, you, you get some credit definitely. Yeah, and I think I I didn't go back and listen, but I think I specifically said that like Ben was gonna wake up and having just overheard that Juliet wanted him dead. So yeah, it's very specific. Um, From a writing perspective, it makes sense. I think. Yeah. To yeah. do that. It definitely does, which is why I thought that. Because it's like, you know, how else are they going to sort of solve this situation? You know, they need to get Ben in, into the mix, so. Um, it also g- gave me the impression that, you know, Ben is Ben is unaffected by such silly things as general anesthesia. He, he'll, he'll, have, he'll be slightly groggy, but he's pretty much the same Ben as he is without the anesthesia. Yeah, I, I just think... You know, I, I, I'll go with what they what they claim that, you know, I'm a I'm a surgeon, not an anesthesiologist, um, which, you know, doesn't mean a lot, but I, I like the line. Uh, but, um, uh, sorry, I'm losing my point. Um, I think I just, they threw that in there because they wanted to address, well, why did he wake up? What's going on? Well, I just think, you know, I think, like I said before, that, you know, that obviously he's not, since he's not in pain... I, I just think, like, if he's awake, he's not under general anesthesia. Like, I mean, I'm not an anesthesiologist either, so... But it's like, if you're under anesthesia, you're under anesthesia. And and if you're not feeling pain, then, then like, you should be under it and you shouldn't be conscious, you know? Especially since, like, his organs are exposed on the table. So my my point was I thought uh, that Jack would have just sort of given him local... I mean, maybe he, maybe he has both. Maybe he screwed up on the general... And then gave him some local anesthesia on you know on the operating field, and um, and that's why he's not feeling any pain. But but he's awake because Jack didn't give him enough general or something. So yeah, I I think it might be possible to wake up during general anesthesia and not, you know, you're you're still under anesthesia. You're just conscious. 
but you but you're still you, you know you, pain is is being suppressed throughout your body. But it seems like you would still feel pain, though. I mean, it might not be as much, but it seems like you would still feel pain, right? I mean, I don't know. It's just speculation. Well, you know, he he asks him, so I guess you know the possibilities there. But um, I'm I'm thinking, you know, I think occasionally it happens. People are under anesthesia and they and they wake up for some period of time. Uh, it's actually happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you don't really feel anything when it happened to me. I was extremely out of it, much more than he is. But uh, uh, but I think it's possible, at least, that he wouldn't feel pain and you know be conscious under general anesthesia. But then, if you don't if you don't get more of the anesthesia, you're going to just increasingly get back to normal, right? Yeah, yeah. So it seems like at some point he's going to have to give him something. Or else he's going to start crying. At some point, yeah. I mean, when he wakes up, it's probably going to hurt like a bitch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Ben says, uh, he wakes up and he says, Well, someone, please, get me Juliet. <laughs> oh, that was a really weird line. And then he goes, um, you know, and then he just wants to talk to her one gen. Come on, Jack. One gentleman to another. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? One gentleman to another? How dare you say that, sir? How dare you? thought that was weird. It is a really ridiculous thing to say. I don't know. It's like, come on, Jack. Come on. As, as, as one man who's never hurt or imprisoned anyone who fell on this island from a plane crash who happened to be a spinal surgeon to another. It's like, okay, wait. One doesn't apply to one of us. <laughs> one man who's in charge of a secretive group that lives on a remote island that kidnapped a bunch of kids from a group of people who crashed on the island and then decided to go infiltrate their group and take somebody else's name of a guy who died for a reason that we don't understand. And <laughs> then he ended up blah, blah, blah to another. Yeah, to another, and it's like, uh, you know, that doesn't apply to both of us, buddy. Hold on, man, wait a second. I don't think I did a few of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack's like, what? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. that's, that's, I don't know what, I, that was a weird line. I, um, uh, And I, I guess, I guess it's supposed to say, even through all of this, like, he still has this warped view of his own ethics. He does, and I and I I want to address that, um, uh, in light of the scene with Carl. Okay. I think I feel like it's relevant somehow. So anyway. And I want to mention, um, I guess it's the next scene, the next couple. Okay. The next scene, blah blah blah. Juliet's in the lab, and uh, she gets the, uh, the 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 young Miss Thing comes and tells them that Edmund wants to see her. And uh, I love when she's like, do you work here? Like, why are you walking around talking to me? <laughs> do you work here? And she's like, oh, I'm in a research assistant. Of course you are. Yeah. Of course you are. Uh, oh, Edmund wants to see me, does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Who are you again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. And uh, next scene is Edmund's office, and he, you know, basically wants in on the experiment and uh, the, you know, the test that she's doing on the sister, her sister. And um, I really like that line when he says, um, let me find it. 
Uh, oh, he goes, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you collaborate with me, you know, then this will be viewed as cutting-edge science. And I just, I like, I mean, I don't know what other word he would have used, but I like the word collaborate because, you know, a lot of times uh, that's a, you know, a pejorative word, you know, and like you know, any sort of like war situation or anything like that, you know, being a collaborator is bad. So I just liked when he said, if you collaborate with me, because it's like, you know, sort of working with the opposing forces, you know. Oh, that's interesting. I never would have interpreted that word that way because um, in the academic world, it's always used in that way. That yeah. Yeah, I know, I, and I get that, and that's why I was like, I don't, I don't know what other word he would have used because that's really what it is in terms of their science, and that's is, what people say. Yeah, exactly. But uh, in this, but in this situation, it just seems like you know, he, the devil saying, "Hey, come work with me," you know. Yeah. And it's like you know, she would be a collaborator because she's working. You're right. Him. I mean, he's 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 saying, "Look, what you're doing is unethical," but. If you give me a little credit for it, we can let that slide. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it's like, well, you know, you know, where are you standing from your judgmental perspective if you're willing to let it slide if you get some credit? It's for like, it? yeah, it's like ethics are based are ba- is based on reputation. It's like, okay, if you do it, it's bad, but if I do it based on my reputation, it's good. Right. You know, it's like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, it is. And it seemed it seemed actually like plausible that, that that kind of thing happens in the sort of science world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. Hopefully not that often, but... Yeah, hopefully not. But yeah, I mean, in the kind of, yeah, he's, um... He's, he's, I mean, they already sort of establish him as kind of a sleazy character who sleeps with people and lets them be his assistants. And, uh, <laughs> that's, well, what else do you do? That's bad form of science, I have to say. Oh, nice. Well, maybe she was the assistant before. It's still bad for them. <laughs> All right. If, if they're your assistant and then you sleep with them, that's bad. And if you sleep with them and then they're your assistant, that's bad. All right, I need to make a phone call and fire my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, so. yeah, it's, <laughs> and I'll, I'll use that reason. It's bad farm, old chap. <laughs> Uh, okay, the next scene <laughs> is Juliet pacing outside of uh, outside of the hatch, or I don't know what that is. The uh, what's the name of that place? The uh, the the what's the what's the logo of that? It's been a while. Hydra, Hydra thank you. Ooh, I'm uh, rusty on my lost terminology. Come on, man, get with it. I know, I'm trying. Um, the Hydra. There are six stations. Boo. Okay. Um, so, anyway, she's pacing outside. She's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And she's doing the one-quarter pucker and everything. Oh, no, what do I do? Oh, no, what do I do? (laughs) And, um, (sighs) you know, then uh, Tom comes out and says, hey, Ben's awake. What? (laughs) And, um, this is the lost, uh, lost theater. And, um... (laughs) You know, then we get that that nice throwaway line. Uh, Shepard says he's the surgeon, not an anesthesiologist. And I just want to hand it to, um, you know, I don't know who gets credit for this. I don't know who first wrote it, but I know it's, you know, coined in the Star Trek world in the original series with uh, Bones, the doctor, always saying, you know, I'm a doctor, not a lap dancer, or I'm a doctor, not a, you know, whatever. And uh, it's a great phrase. Not a mechanic. 
Yeah, it's a it's a great phrase that can be used in like any situation, you know. Yeah. And um, so they're they're sort of nodding to that, I think. Um, Although in this case, it's he's saying I'm a I'm a this kind of doctor, not a that kind of doctor. Yeah, exactly. Which is a little more narrow in scope. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that's I I'd be willing to bet that might be a reference. I mean, it's a it's a reference. It may not be a conscious reference, but it's like you know. I mean, it's like if they, if he, you know, if Ben said, E2 Juliet, or E2 Juliet, you know, like, come on, it's a reference. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's a little too, uh, yeah. Um, okay, anyway, let's go on to uh, Kate, Alex, and Sawyer continuing to escape, and uh, they, you know, basically... Um, Sawyer calls Alex. He's like, hey, you're in the right place at the right time, and you're just going to let us escape, huh? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, I need you to help me rescue Carl. And so they go and do that, but not before we cut back to the... <laughs> right. This is a short little scene. Yeah, I forgot that scene was really short. We cut back to the surgery room, and, and Ben wants to talk to uh, Juliet alone, and then he says, it won't hurt you to give us three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't know what to do with that, except to note that that was the title of uh, that episode in season two. Um, So, Yeah, Michael's flashback episode where they gave Michael three minutes with Wall, Mm -hmm. but he didn't get three minutes (laughs) because... Yeah, because Walt started talking. Walt started talking about, they're blah, 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 they're not who they say they are. Boo! Wow. Yeah, what is, do you think that's a, a thing, like three minutes, like in three minutes, that's all you need in, for a conversation? Is that some philo- philosophical, like, thing? Maybe, like, any important conversation can occur in three minutes. Yeah, and if you can't, if you can't do it in three minutes, like, it's not worth doing or something? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird. Yeah, it's, I take, I take that as being some sort of thing. Whether it really matters or not, I don't, I don't know, but uh, but I, I feel like that's conscious. Yeah, and uh, then he says, you know, he says he he only has twenty seven minutes left. He so you know you can give me three minutes. Now here's here's a question that I know people on the internet have been talking about. How does Ben know exactly how many minutes he has left? He claims he's only been con- you know awake the the last couple minutes. And in the last couple minutes is not when Jack said Ben has an hour to live. <clears throat> so how does how does he know he has twenty seven minutes left? You know, that's really strange. Um. Well, he he says that he he's been able to hear for a few minutes, and uh, earlier in the episode, Jack did make a reference to how much time. He said something like. In 40 minutes, you're going to find out, or some, something along those lines, uh, making reference to what his... What his oh, was. I forgot. Right before Ben wakes up, uh, or right before he says something, uh, he says, yeah, because Tom says, uh, what you said, did Juliet really ask you to kill him? And Jack says, yeah, in about 40 minutes, she's going to get her wish. There so, basically... Three minutes, not three minutes, 13 minutes later is when... So it took him 13 minutes to get Juliet? I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy that whatsoever. <laughs> what? What is that It's a about? long walk. 
What is that about? 13 minutes to go get her from outside? Then no. that, means, that means by the time he gets back with her, it's going to be another 13 minutes. So he, <laughs> he doesn't have much time. Oh, yeah. You know, I thought that at the time. I thought, man, what happened all that time? But uh, I don't know. Who knows? That's really, really strange. I also thought it was weird that he said 27 minutes. You know, what's three more? Because 27 plus three is 30, and it would seem like... You know, I don't know. It, it bothered my mind. That it, give me three minutes. I have 27 left. And exactly. That, I'll it's, have, you know, 23 or 24 as opposed to saying I have 30 minutes and give me three more. And, and I have 27. Yeah, I thought the same. Because when he said 27 left, I thought he was saying mine with the three or something. And yeah. That he he really meant 30. And it, it was it was sort of strange. But no, he yeah, really that's meant. Yeah, that's why. It, just seemed, it seemed kind of. Clumsy or something. Yeah. Well, people have said, you know, they people have attributed uh, Ben as to having this uh, very uh, supernatural ability to uh, tell time. Now, uh, time is something that um, that this episode is apparently big on. Um, I want to talk about that later. Um, and the the writers have been quoted as as saying that uh, time is important in terms of the island and that time is different on the island and I think that actually lends itself to some of the things that's going on on the island and particularly in this episode so we'll talk about that so maybe the fact that that Ben you know if he does have this uncanny knowledge of time or at least the passage of time that uh, that it has something to do with what's going on the island in general so um, we should talk about that once we get to the uh, I don't know some point we'll talk about that Okay. Uh, the whole time thing. Uh, what's what else in this scene? Um, oh, so anyway, Ben and Juliet talk, and you know we don't know what they're saying. Uh, did you did you find anyone online who sort of like read the lip read their lips to see what they literally said? No, yeah. I mean I found people trying to do it. Um, yeah, but and a, and a few people got a word or two. Yeah, but. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't find anywhere where they had, you know, where they were able to do everything. Any, any, what, what were the words? Anything important? No. It well, they they pretty much matched up with what Juliet says. He said. Okay. Like something like something like um, um, help you know help them out or something. Okay, something like that. I see. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember everything, but it, 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 there was something to the effect of. You know, help Kate and Sawyer. Well, what I thought was interesting about their conversation was was sort of Juliet's reaction. Like, you know, presumably, you know, I, I sort of thought the beginning of the conversation was, you know, Ben saying something about, you know, he's disappointed or he's upset that she wanted him dead or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that maybe he's like, you know, that's all behind us, whatever. Uh, right now is what's important and you need to help. You go help them, and Ben will, and Jack will help me. Blah blah blah. But and then he's you know, and then maybe she said something like, "Well, why do I, why should I do that?" Then he's like, "You know, I'll let you off the island." And just just you know, her reaction just seemed a little weird because she sort of seemed like she was crying or got really upset about the conversation. But it's like I don't I don't see why she would be upset. You know, she's it's like good news, right? Yeah, I, I think it might be one of those. One of those things where 
something good happens after an extremely long period of misery, and you sort of cry about it, even though it's sort mm-hmm. of good news. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Now, here's my question, though. Can she really trust Ben? That's, you know, no. Of course not. <laughs> Can you trust Ben? Yeah, I know, that's God, like... What kind of fucking question is that? Yeah, yeah. No, no one, no. <laughs> Can't trust anything he says. Absolutely not. That's so, it's so Now, the question imagine. is, why does she, why does she decide to trust him? I don't know. Or does she really even trust him? Maybe she's like, you know what? The, 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 the jig is up. Like, I'll just go help them because that's the right thing to do. But I know he's not going to let me off the island. Maybe she thinks, you know, Tom knows, um, you know, maybe she thinks that at this point, you know, she can't, she can't kill him. At least she doesn't think, now at this point, she can't kill him without people sort of knowing yeah. what what's up. And, uh... So she thinks, well, if I can't kill him, I better let him live and, you know, what am I going to do? I guess I'll do what he wants. Yeah. You know, maybe that'll be the best thing. And he says he's going to let me go and I don't really believe him, but oh well, I'll just, you know. She didn't have a lot. She really doesn't have a lot of options at this point. Yeah. Hope for the best, you know. Pray for the worst. Yeah. But not really. Uh, um, So anyway, while they're talking... um, I thought it was really funny and cool how Tom introduces himself to Jack. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, after all this time... And, and, and I think we talked about this before off-podcast of how, you know, sometimes... You know, you, when you watch the show so much, the audience knows things that the characters don't know. And you sort of just assume the characters know. I just sort of assumed Jack knew who Tom was. But it's like they he Jack really never knew his name. So it was yeah. really interesting. It's an interesting detail that um, that they decide to have him tell Jack his name. I mean, I actually thought he would say, yeah, I know, I heard when Miss Clue called you that on the dock. Because mm-hmm. that was when we all found out. Yeah. Um, and he was there, but uh, I could see him not remembering. Or maybe maybe this this scene, because, you know, they don't put anything in there. They don't, you know, they don't write anything or, <clears throat> or film any scenes that, that aren't sort of important, you know, to a certain degree. So maybe maybe they're setting up this sort of uh, not friendship, but this idea of of maybe Jack being taken into the fold, or or you know some some sympathies for Jack in terms of uh, Tom and maybe the others in general. You know. Yeah, you know, I uh, I have to. There's Tom, Tom and Ethan both are, are so perplexing to me because I it's so hard for me to reconcile. Um, who who he seems to be here in season three with some of the shit he did in the past. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Ethan. Like, Tom at the end of season one, when he kidnaps Walt, is a scary, hardcore guy. Yeah. You know, who bombs their boat and, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting story. Look, one little problem. Yeah, gonna have to take the kid. <laughs> oh really? Oh really? They did that, and you got stranded here. And oh wow, isn't that sweet? But you know what? Uh, we gotta take your boy. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna help you. Yeah, we're gonna get you to sell. Oh, but hold, well, okay, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I love that. And then just boom, and then shooting Sawyer, and then throwing the thing, and then and then this guy who's just sort of uh, he's sort of bumbling. 
Yeah, bumbling and kind of kind of friendly seeming. Mr. Friendly being friendly? Yeah. Look at that. You know, the way he acts with Jack in the operating room, like it it was very friendly, I thought. You know, he seemed very nice. Yeah. And uh and I get the same thing with Ethan. I it it's it's hard for me to, to figure out where that other thing is coming from. I, I feel like the difference is when they're being themselves, you know, I think I think Tom is being himself in this scene and sort of pretty much this season. You know, who he sort of naturally is, but when he's on a mission, you know, when he's when he has some specific thing to do, he's he's got to go do it. And he's got to be the bad guy or whatever, you know. As opposed to Pickett, who's just an ass all the time. Right. You know. Like, <laughs> Pickett doesn't need a mission. Yeah, he doesn't need a mission to be mean and, and bitchy. He's just uh, he's just like that. So. So um, you think it's the same story with Ethan? He's just he's just an ass when he's on you know a mission. Yeah, when he when he because I think who's ever in charge, you don't want to let those people down. You know, yeah. Uh, if you know, even even on even Ben on his level, like you don't want to let Ben down. But even who's ever above Ben or whatever, you know, whoever Jacob turns out to be, like um, you don't want to let those people down. So it's like, hey, I gotta if I gotta beat Jack up, I gotta beat Jack up. If I gotta kidnap Claire, I gotta kidnap Claire. Yeah. You know, and and you know, it's not only in ter- you know that in terms of what their mission is. But you know that's that's being backed up by whatever ideology they follow and their their overall, you know, uh, goal on the island. You know, so there's a lot that sort of drives them to be those sort of unfeeling people. But uh, I think I think it's interesting to see that they're they're sort of just normal and plain most of the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Ben is sort of creepy all the time. Yeah, even in the other's village, he was creepy. Yeah, exactly. Like, when no, there's nobody around for him to do an act for, and mm-hmm. he's the same person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guess so, I'm not invited to the book club. Yeah, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, oh, uh, yeah, I want this in three days, go! And, you know, mm-hmm. nothing about let's help him out or anything. And it just, uh, uh, just switching from, from that, that whole, you know, we're going to take your kid, this is our island, and the only reason, and... You know, and Charlie, I'll kill you last, and mm-hmm. all that shit. It's just so weird to that they have that in them. It doesn't from their other scenes. It doesn't seem like they would have that in them. Yeah, you know, I just I don't get that impression. Like Ben, I'm not surprised. He seems like he has all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's either it's either really good writing or really bad writing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, because the characters are sort of you know Tom now between you know Tom and Ethan now between you know before are sort of wildly different, and that's that's either bad writing or good writing. And it's it, a, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting to think about, so I'm going to call it good writing for now. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll call it good writing because I like it. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't like it, I'd call it bad writing. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Um, so, blah, 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 blah. Where are we? Uh, Juliet is going to go help, help them escape, and uh, Jack's going to finish the surgery. That's sort of where they leave it. We do mm-hmm. another flashback. <clears throat> To Juliet's meeting with Dr. Alpert from Middle East Bioscience. Right. Uh, which was a... Uh, I like this scene. It was pretty interesting. Um, Indeed. A whole presentation just for her. Uh, you think he would have like made a little packet or a pamphlet and gave it to her, but no, a whole PowerPoint presentation. It's... Uh, and wasn't, wasn't it a real... Wasn't it a real slideshow? Or, or was it actually a computer thing? Oh, you know what? I think it was. 
Um, he had a. I thought I remember hearing hand. like a slide machine. Maybe it was a slide machine. Am I crazy? Let me see if it says here. Um, You're right. I think it may have been a slide machine. Yeah, this says changes slides. slides, but changing slides. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, I remember I mean, hearing the sound. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll bu- I'll buy that. It, it, I didn't I didn't look at it, but it definitely seemed like a, a slide projector. I thought that was odd. You know, in oh, modern very, times, uh, to use a real slide projector. It's um, such a such a you know antiquated thing. Well, what do you think that means in terms of the fact? Um, oh, I'm looking at it now. It's not a slide projector. It's an LCD projector. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's not a slide projector. He's, Are you he's sure? yeah. He's got a clicker thing, but it's just it's just hooked up to the to the to his computer or whatever he's controlling that thing with. It didn't make no, a noise. I, no, I'm looking at it. It, it. it may have made a noise, but I'm looking at it. That is definitely not a slide projector. Okay. All right. Unless it's one from the future. <laughs> it's a middle-ost <laughs> bioscience slide projector. <laughs> a, com- a company of Dharma. <laughs> Part of the Dharma the Dharma family brand. That's what I was going to, yeah. Um, Remember, the One World Alliance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I tell you, man. American Airlines is is the Dharma One World Alliance. My ass. I know. Like, why have I never heard of anybody else being in the One World Alliance? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because it's One World Alliance. There's only one company, <laughs> and they want it all. Oh God. We'll okay. give you. We'll give you extra legroom. You give us your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good deal to me, because I fly a lot, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, I don't think that often. So the de- so the American Airlines One World Alliance works for me. Okay, let's get back to wow. Lost. Sorry. Wow. Um. <laughs> um. So anyway, he's 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 doing the slideshow about the beauty and wonder that is Middleos, uh, which I guess we'll go ahead and say now for those of us for those out there who are curious and don't know. That uh, one of the anagrams for Middleost is lost time, or time lost, or time lost, uh, which or time slot, <laughs> or time slot. <laughs> okay, enough out of you. Um, Sorry. Which I wanted to talk about that in terms of uh, time in this episode and time in general. But anyway, okay. Um, it definitely seems relevant uh, in light of what they show her. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, you know, we see this whole slideshow and everything looks awesome and fun and he, you know, everyone's frolicking in the sun and the green pastures and he talks about the backpacking trips and stuff like that and it's very, it's very sort of, sort of similar to, I think, yeah. it just sort of reminded me of the Dharma uh, orientation video, you know, just, you know, with this sort of utopian idea or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, science in this utopian world. And, now, uh, Dr. Candle showed up with another name. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm Dr. Firestick. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be some version of Candle. Wickman. What was it? Candle, then Wickman? Candle, and then Wickman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Dr. Uh, <laughs> Firensky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's got a little Russian accent. Okay. Um, so, 
he I bas- have a lot of questions about this scene. Okay, let me finish the recap. So okay. he basically says, um, you know, he shows her these. Uh, I guess. I guess what is that? A uh, I don't know what that is, an MRI or a CAT scan. I don't really know the big difference. But yeah. he shows him some sort of scan of um, of a woman's womb, and, you know, she says due to the endometrial layer, you know, uh, it looks like it's a woman in the 70s, but she's actually, like, 26, you know, and he can he can give her the freedom and money to figure out why. Now, I think this... It didn't dawn on me until uh, I watched it a second time, but I think this is a very important revelation to what's going on. I agree. 100%. So let's move on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough about that. Let's, um, <laughs> let's, move on. let's not talk about it anymore. No, okay, well, I'll let you start. I've got some things to say, but I'll let you go ahead and uh, lead, the, lead the discussion on, on what I, you think is going on in terms of this. I, as usual, you know, I, I rarely say, I really... Even though I'm planning to take a lot of stands, I, at this point I just have a lot of questions, and maybe maybe we can think through it or something. A quick question would be um, those pictures that uh-huh. he showed, you know, um, and I like that line, you know. I know they look corny, but they really are that happy. <laughs> yeah, because those pictures look fake to me. Like, it looked like those people were, like, pasted on there. Like, it, it just looked really fake. Um... So yeah, that's pretty much my question. Are those are those pictures? You know, obviously they're not in Portland, or I guess they could be, but uh, uh, are they just fake pictures? I think or they they're pictures you know from the island somewhere. I really think that they're fake pictures, and I think I mean to me the pictures look fake. Like if you look at them, the people just don't seem to be like they're in that setting. They're in that background. It looks like something they photoshopped together. Because if you actually took a picture of the people on the Dharma Island, like, you know, they would be in the Dharma uniforms, you know, presumably, and the, and the, the, and the Dharma buildings don't actually look that nice. (laughs) So, um, I would say that was just a fabricated picture, unless, unless Middleos is, I mean, I guess, I guess the question is, where do you, what do you want to believe, or what do you believe? Is Middleos just a front for Dharma, or are they sort of a separate, but maybe, uh, linked company, and that Middleos does have their own, uh, you know, facility somewhere. What do you think? I I think I think yeah I agree that the pictures are fakes. Um, as far as that, I mean that's that's a fundamental question. I've been under the impression, and it's even been stated um, by uh, Damon and Carlton that uh, that Dharma is, you know, no more. That they that they they collapsed at some point. Mm-hmm. Now where yeah, is? Good point. Good point. Because I was going to bring that up too. That it seems like th- this is a front for Dharma, but w- okay, Dharma shouldn't be around anymore. So exactly. Now we do have this. What do we have to say? Dharma still exists. We have the supply drops. Yes. At the very least, that's you know, and then uh, Kelvin was sort of the most recent actual Dharma connection mm-hmm. that that you know is living that I know of, you know, everything else seemed to be from the eighties, you know, uh, at the earliest. So, and, and you also have that line that, that I think about differently now in the, in the first episode of season three, where Jack asked Juliet, are you what's left over from the Dharma initiative? And, and she says, uh, uh, doesn't matter what we were. It matters what we are now, you know, 
course, now we know what Juliet's deal is. I, I don't even know what she means by that. But uh, at the time, I assumed... See, my whole theory about the others has been obliterated by this episode. Nice. Like, it just doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I have to come up with a new theory, and it's it's I'm really trying to pull it together, but there's so many disparate elements, it's hard for me to figure out. So, okay. So I don't think Middle is Dharma. I'm going to stick with Dharma's gone. Okay. Um, because the creators have said it, um, it certainly appears so from the look of the stations. Yeah. And uh, and uh, furthermore, there was stuff about this in the in the web maze, the the stuff the stuff in the summer, um, also said that Dharma had collapsed. Okay. So that's enough sources for me to to stick with that for now. Um, so I'm going to say that there's some new company, possibly uh, Widmore, uh, could be in the background of this. They they mentioned that they're that they're privately funded. Um, so I think it's possible Widmore. I think it's also possible Hanzo. Okay. Because uh, I think he could very well still be around, or probably is still around, um, even if the Dharma Initiative doesn't exist anymore. So I think those those are my my two big candidates, and it could be. Both, for all I know, but uh, uh, well, I mean, in a certain sense, if if it's one, it's the other, right? Um, you I think mean, aren't aren't Hanzo and and uh, and Woodmore related anyway? I think yeah, I think they are related, but I'm not sure how. Okay, I I don't. Oh oh right. Oh, there's something about this. Um, what did I know? What did I know? Woodmore. Oh God! There, there's something about this. Um, I think Widmore, they did something. Yeah, yeah, they're related. Okay. I, 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 I don't remember. Like they, I think they might have built the hatches even. Oh, um, is is Widmore maybe the uh, the sort of materials resource provider or something? Like, yeah, and I think they, I think they do construction. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was a building in one of Charlie's flashbacks that was a Woodmore, yeah, like, construction thing, mm-hmm. um, and I think I remember part of the Webmates thing was that they built the hatches. I see. Um, in which case, you know, they're they're way in there with Dharma, Hanzo, and all that business. Um, I mean, that's a big part of the whole thing. So, uh, but they're definitely still around. Woodmore, you know, we saw him. Not that long ago, at least the English part. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I think, yeah. I guess, I guess if 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 you have one, then you have the other. Then that's who it is. That's who I say it is. Both of them. Yeah, I'll buy that. As opposed to Dharma. Um, but then, if they were behind Dharma, what's the difference? <laughs> um, well, I, I think really I think maybe the groove. What it seems to be. What the picture there seemed to be uh, drawing out here is that, you know, there's different segments that came together to, to sort of create what was going on in the island. You know, you had the DeGroots and, you know, Dharma, which were, you know, possibly j- providing, you know, the ideas and the people. And then you had Widmore providing the actual facilities and equipment. Um, and then you had Hanzo maybe... Um, Maybe being the main, uh, you know, just sort of maybe money um, source or something. Yeah, Hanzo was pretty much the funding. Yeah, so it seems like that's that's sort of the three the three big parts that sort of 
formed the island, um, you know. And it makes sense. I mean, obviously, that Dharma, Dharma, you know, was the people, and yeah. and Whitmore being the, the 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 facilities and the and maybe the the labs and stuff and all that and uh, and then yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And it you know that it wasn't just one organization that was able to pull this off. That it took those 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 three. So I, I like that idea. I think that's where they're going with it. So I agree. Um, so I guess I feel like this Middleos thing is. Just sort of a, you know, a front for that. Now, there's a lot, because I had a theory about what was going on with Middle-Ost in terms of Dharma, but but with this idea that Dharma is, is completely gone, it sort of throws that theory, it sort of skews that theory. So my question is, do you think that, I mean, obviously Middle-Ost has to be on the on the island, right? I mean, that's where their See, facility is. and that's where I get into trouble. And that's where I'm... Uh, is Middle-Ost distinguishable from the others? I think so. I, I definitely think so, for a couple reasons. Um, and, and see, this is... This ties in with the last scene, and I guess I was going to talk about all this with the last scene. But I really want to know, you know, there's a big blank there between, yeah, not exactly in Portland, and, like, now... There's a, I, yeah, there's a know, lot I, going on with that. I really wonder, like, okay, this 26-year-old woman with a 7-year-old uterus, is that real, you know? Is there someone on the island fitting that description? You know, is that, were they, uh, like, they, he said, you know, we'll give you the money to investigate this mm-hmm. specifically. You know, did she really do that? Did that happen? What happened when she got to the island? They said six months, you know. Uh, uh, what do they really want with her? Is that it? Was that it originally? You know, what happened? Okay, let me answer those questions in the order that you asked them. Okay. Yes, no, <laughs> 15, <laughs> maybe, I'm not sure, 8. <laughs> oh, they were both numbers. Yeah. Um, okay, there's a, you asked a lot of things now, and, and I've got my own questions, and I'm trying to, this is all swirling in a big mass that is... I know, that's the thing, it's so, it's so big, it, it's hard for me to... Well, okay here's, okay, here's the first question I want to throw out there. Now, if, if Middleos is not just a, you know, a sort of different name for Dharma or something like that, um, which I don't think it is, uh, do you think that, that they're sort of, that this company is sort of picking up where Dharma left off? You know, do you think they found the island... And, and maybe found some of the, the projects that were going on or, you know, or somehow found out about what was going on and found the island, and now they're sort of, like, picking up where Dharma left off. See, that's the question. I mean, I no, I don't, because the hatches are abandoned. Like, we, we saw, like, Desmond came to the island at approximately the same time Juliet did. Well, and I don't mean they, they, that they decided to, you know, pick up the same research projects. You know what I mean? Obvious. I mean, obviously, you know, they're they're not do, they weren't doing the button experiment and all that. Uh, but I'm just saying, in general, do you think that they are picking up from where Dharma left off, or do you think they're they're on the same island, but they they have nothing to do? They don't care anything about what Dharma was doing before, because I think that's weird. If that's I don't true. know, I don't know. It's it's. But I have to take a stand. Let me think. Um... It, it counts as picking up where Dharma left off if they continue at least some of Dharma's research. Yeah. And everything they're doing is an extension of something Dharma was doing, or 
are they allowed to do some of what Dharma's doing and some new stuff? I think they're definitely doing some new stuff. Okay. Now, okay, let me tell you this. Let me tell you my theory, and maybe this, maybe you can make it work. I want to hear your theory. Okay, and, and this has to do with this idea of time and lost time and all this. Okay, my theory, and this ties into what I said a long time ago about the others and why they were kidnapping kids, is this idea that the others cannot have kids. Now, yeah. right now I'm going to say others in quotes because I don't know specifically who that refers to. Uh, because it could be everyone we've seen that counts as another. It could be just some people. Or I don't know. Yeah, this episode really muddles that situation. Yeah. So I'm just going to say the, the the sort of royal others <laughs> um, that um, that they can't have kids specifically because of this endometrial layer problem that that young women were were, were their endometrial layers were whatever Juliet said deteriorating or or they were you know right any sort of aging faster than they were supposed to which goes along with this idea of time which goes along with what the creators have said that time you know uh, moves differently on the island faster or slower we, I don't think they ever said but you know if time is sort of moving faster on the island that it somehow affects certain parts of your physiology and it's affecting these women and so for whatever reason either, either these people specifically want to have kids or you know, and that's why they need Juliet to figure out what's going on, or they're just sort of interested in the science behind it. You know, um, I'm not sure, but I was thinking that my original idea was that you know Dharma, you know, went to this island and doing these experiments. They were there for a certain number of years, and then they, they, the women weren't able to have kids. You know, they wanted to continue their you know utopian life on this island, but they couldn't you know procreate, and so in comes this sort of other company, Middleos, and now they're trying to go find people who can help figure out what's going on. That was my original theory. Uh, but with the idea that Dharma is gone, I mean, obviously Dharma can be gone, but, I mean, if Dharma, Dharma seems to be gone, but we still have, you know, the, the others and living in their utopian commune place. Um, so the theory can still be true that the, the people who live there, the women there, you know, want to have kids or whatever, but they can't. Uh, which, you know, like I said, goes back to one of the other theories that I and plenty of people had that, they couldn't have. They can't have kids, and that's why they took the kids from the tail section. Um, so, what do you think about that? Um, I agree, uh, mostly. I think. I guess my suspicion is that the idea that they want to have kids is sort of a okay. the The idea that they that there's this phenomenon where they can't have kids and they just want to study it is I sort of like that but it's kind of cold oh, yeah. and unemotional and I feel like I feel like the writers would go for the emotional explanation of not being able to have kids and just really wanting kids like I I feel like it's more likely they would go in that direction Oh I agree I just I just sort of left that left that up I mean that's really not important at this point why you know but um well I think it's interesting to wonder um, and I guess I, I guess I, I lean towards the other one only because not for evidence reasons, but just because I think the writers would go for the more emotional explanation. Mm-hmm. I think they'd rather have that than, than the other situation where we just want to study this phenomena, you know. Well, and I was thinking, you know, the phenomenon might be related to something bigger, and that you know, studying this phenomenon might, you know, relate to whatever else is going on and some other things too. But um, but yeah, I don't I, I don't 
Uh, I, I would say, I would I do agree. I know what you're saying, and I agree. I think it, it's it's more um, it's more interesting if they were actually trying to have kids and couldn't, then then they just noticed that they couldn't have kids and and wanted to study it. But um, yeah, I wonder what that's about. I mean, I, I sort of like that. I, it's very scientific, and if some of these people are sort of scientists, it, it makes sense that they would think of it that way. But uh, uh, but I just the way the way loss goes with the plots that they've used, you know. Um, it, it seems like they would they would enjoy a lot more going down the emotional road. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so that's that's what I see happening. But then the problem becomes, like you mentioned, distinguishing between, you know, the others and the people like Juliet, mm-hmm. who she's not a re- as far as I'm concerned, she's not a real other anymore. She's she's just a regular person who was recruited, mm-hmm. you know, and. Are they all like that? I don't think they are. You know, I, 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 I just don't think they all are. I, I don't know where the rest of them fit in, though. I think to a certain degree, I mean, I, wanna, I, I believe that a lot of the others were recruited, you know, I mean, because I think Dharma was, was like the Peace Corps to a certain degree. It was, it was get, getting people on board for this, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, for whatever their ideology was. Yeah. And so in that sense I think most of the others were recruited. Now you, we have this you have this other idea where, you know, Ben claims he's been there all his life, you know, which I actually don't think is true. I think he's just lying. I think he just, you know, it's sort of symbolically he feels like he's been there all his life. Okay. Uh, but um See, I I'm gonna buy that for for now. Cuz cuz they want you to buy that. They do. Okay. And uh and I feel like I should buy that. And that's your New Year's resolution. Because I know that he always lies about everything. But I'm going to choose <laughs> to believe that. But you want to you hope that there's one thing he won't lie about. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess because Juliet says I've been on this island, you know, he, he sort of, it, it just seemed like the same kind of scene. And I just, I guess I, I guess I, I wonder, you know, how this all went down, you know, how did it go from Dharma to Dharma collapse to others? Yeah. Well, you know. yeah, I, I, there's a lot of questions there. Let's go back to figuring out Middle Oast. Um, what do you, what do you think is going on in terms of why they want, uh, Juliet? Uh, I think, I think they want Juliet for, for the purposes of, you know, she's she's demonstrated this ability to make people and animals get pregnant that she that shouldn't be able to, mm-hmm. and you know they show this this scan of this woman who has this old uterus, and obviously women can't have children after a certain age, so presumably, you know, they they wouldn't be able to have kids ordinarily, but they're they're hoping that she will be able to remedy that problem but then my question is what happened you know when she got there did it just not work or well, did it you know like obviously it did, I just it seems obvious that it didn't work or they wouldn't be messing around with the kids it doesn't I seem think like- yeah I, and I think this ties into why they were after Claire's baby you know um, I think I think this whole thing with kids is very important to what the others are doing, and I think you know the, this endometrial problem, and and I think the vaccine too um, might just be some sort of fertility drug. Now I have this wild theory that I'm sure you're gonna laugh at, 
But oh, no. I was thinking that, you know, this fertility drug that, you know, maybe, you know, some sort of offshoot of the drug that um, Julia was giving her sister is this, you know, that, that the vaccine is some sort of fertility, op- you know, some sort of, you know, a, a similar type drug that uh, that Juliet came up with or whatever or was using on her sister. And now, that's really interesting. Well, I didn't say my theory yet. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I I'm, thought that was your theory. No, it's gonna get it's gonna get a lot crazier than that. That's just the beginning. Oh, can uh, I say something to that real quick? Okay. How does that fit in with Kelvin using? I'm it? not. I'm not done. Okay. Let me finish. So okay. So yeah. So the first part of my theory is this idea that the vaccine is really a fertility drug. Okay. And it's the idea that, and I thought of this because you know Juliet was able to get a male you know, mouse pregnant. So I'm thinking, what if, you know, unbeknownst to its users, Dharma or whoever was 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 giving people these vaccines, telling them, you know, that it's actually a vaccine, uh, you know, for disease, but it's really a fertility drug. And, and because Dharma, for whatever reason, really wants, to, you know, there to be kids. So they're like, we don't care who has kids, man or woman. We just want... <laughs> <laughs> we just want someone to have kids. And actually, and then to make it even crazier, I was thinking maybe that's why Rosinski killed himself because he found out he was pregnant and it sort of, he couldn't sort of handle that. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Now that is a crazy theory. <laughs> yeah, and that maybe maybe it didn't work on Desmond or he didn't take it long enough. I mean, to a certain degree, you know, you have to, there has to be some fertilization, right? I mean, you can't just like, get pregnant out of nowhere even if you're taking drugs so I well mean, I, I i don't know what that means i mean because for i mean you know obviously a man will have the the male chromosomes and the male egg and but he needs the female egg to, to create a baby so i don't know if they did something to resisky and gave him the female portion unbeknownst to him maybe and then like he found out he was pregnant and killed himself <laughs> but uh that man but hey if that- it if we find out that to be true, I said it. <laughs> you know what? You get like ten million points if you're right about that. <laughs> that's I, I bow down to your genius if that's correct. <laughs> because man, that's a crazy theory that I never would have thought of ever. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, it just it just hit me that this idea that it was you know it's not like because Albert didn't say oh I heard you got this like infertile female mouse to you know to have a baby you've got this male mouse to have a baby you know mm-hmm. that's that's a big deal you know because because men don't have the necessary organs to, to, to carry a baby so so not only does this vaccine i mean this vaccine i mean i'm sorry the the fertility drug must somehow make the male body create a womb you know and then she did mention that it didn't carry the term right yeah it didn't carry the term yeah um but uh, which makes me think it didn't quite work out because the man didn't quite have the ability to support the baby. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's all you need is a little more time and research to fix that problem, right? Yeah, sure, sure. I think sure. the I think the big hurdle is getting it pregnant. <laughs> Trivial details, yeah. No, I agree. It's it's quite an accomplishment. It made it seem like to me she's inducing pregnancy without the usual means. Yeah, now maybe that's true too, but I mean, on a on a fundamental genetic level, you know, there's got to be a female and male, you know, DNA there to to work. So even so, I mean, maybe the vaccine, um, you know, I'm sorry, I keep saying vaccine. I, I mean, I mean fertility drug. Maybe it, um, 
maybe it's specially tailored. So if you if you're giving it to a woman, you know, it's got the male chromo, you know, the male, you know, it's got sperm or something or whatever you the basic thing you need. Yeah. And then if you've given it to a male, it has the female portion or something. I don't I don't know, but. So so Dharma was handing this out. How long ago? I mean, we talking from the beginning or, you know, when? Well, see, and that's what's weird is because, you know, Dharma was presumably given this vaccine out before Juliet even was was doing her experiments. Yeah, and they made it seem like what she's doing is new stuff. Yeah, unless, I mean, they didn't say when, so maybe she did the, the field mouse, uh, the, the, the mouse thing, you know, long enough ago to where, you know... I don't know. I mean, it's it's a far-fetched theory that 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 it's, that it's the same. But I'm just I was just trying to give an idea of what this vaccine is for, and and the fact that they give it to Claire, you know. Um, I yeah, and it's interesting. Say. A lot of people brought up. Uh, I saw the idea that it's the scene where she she puts the, you know, she gives her sister the shot is sort of reminiscent of the scene where Ethan gets Claire the shot. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so there's at least sort of a visual or whatever connection between, uh, between those things. So, uh, and with Ethan appearing too, uh, 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 I guess it's not, you could come up with a more insane theory. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be, well, Radzinski being pregnant, I, I, <laughs> I would for, love it, man, if he, if we find out he was pregnant. <laughs> And Calvin's like, wow, Radzinski putting on a little, little oh, weight there. Wait. Huh? You're so <laughs> mean, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then he has to take the test, and he's he's sitting on the beach with the results. And Yeah, and then someone's like, what's the matter? And he's like, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What's the matter, Radzinski? It's complicated. <laughs> What, you're pregnant? Oh, yeah, that's not that complicated. <laughs> well, when you put it in two words, it doesn't seem so complicated. <laughs> yeah, give it a try, son. Give it a try. <laughs> All right, well, oh, well, let's let's leave the middle uh void of questions. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it is really something you could swim in forever. Um... If you wanted to, do you have do you have any guesses? Um, or maybe I should defer it to the end. I don't know. Guesses about what? I just made a whole bunch of guesses. <laughs> right. Do you have any guesses about the the intermediate years um, between the recruitment of Juliet and the present day? Well, one of the things I want to mention in regards to that is. Is I thought it was I made a note of this at the end, but I thought it was interesting that he said, you know, well we're not in Portland, we're um, what does he say? Um, something something not quite in Portland. Yeah, he said uh, actually we're not quite in Portland. Yeah. Um, so, um, what was my point? Oh, I thought. I thought to myself, why did okay if they're not in Portland, sort of in any sense, um, why would he say Portland? You know, I'm thinking if 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 they're really on the island, which is you know in the Pacific Southwest or something like that, uh, you know near Australia, um, why wouldn't he say we're in Sydney or we're in L.A. or you know some sort of city that's closer to where they really are? 
you know, because Portland is, you know, you can you can name closer cities than Portland to where they're supposed, where that island is supposed to be. Um, so maybe that means that um, that they're not really on that island; that they are, that they're on some other island near Portland or something. I don't know. Or I guess my point is that they're not in Portland, but it's it is important that he said Portland. I mean, the island shouldn't be anywhere near Portland. No, 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 no. I that's 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 my point. It shouldn't be anywhere near Portland. And it's like, why did he say Portland? If if they if they are on you know the main the real island that we know, why would he say Portland? Did he just pick a city at random? Yeah, pretty much. I I feel like it was a it was a sort of artistic like writing decision to use that. They liked the sound of it. They. You know, they they wanted to pick a city that they're going to pretend to say it's in, mm-hmm. and I think they picked Portland. I, I mean, I can't I can't give a rational explanation, but I feel like it was just some sort of decision that they they liked saying Portland. Well, the anagram for Portland is island, so you know, I I really like that line, and it doesn't sound as good if he says L.A. I don't think there's there's something nice about not in Portland. So I, you know, I don't know. I, it's appealing to me. So well, what about I, not in Sydney? See, and that's because it, it ties in so much with the story. It, I don't know. I, it sounds, it sounds better to me that it's that it's this sort of unrelated. How about Dallas? Weird, I don't know. Hmm. Dallas. Well. Uh, Chattanooga. <laughs> keep trying. Brownsville. Okay. Um. So let's go on to the next scene. Uh, I don't know where we left off. Where did we leave off? Oh, we're talking about the uh, the meeting. The meeting. Um, okay, obviously in this scene is when Julia suggests that uh, Burke get hit by a bus. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, keep that in mind, folks, because uh, Little Birdie told me it happens. Um, now, here's a quick question about Juliet. Why does she still keep her ex-husband's last name? Um, because I'm sure you know. It happens. Sometimes people do that. They they live with their name and they don't want to bother changing it. Okay. Well, that was that was really simple. <laughs> yeah, now, I mean, would you would you would you uh, would you guess that the people who keep their ex's last name have uh, you know sort of non hostility towards those people? Because it would seem to me that if you if you had a messy divorce, you wouldn't want to keep the person's name. Or do you think that really doesn't matter? Um. Oh, it makes sense that if it was a messy divorce, you wouldn't want to change it. I agree. But you would um, change it if it was a messy divorce. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The opposite of what I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, so yeah, maybe her divorce wasn't messy. Yeah. Which, Maybe you know, goes along with what you were saying, we were saying earlier about their relationship not being that bad, so. Yeah. Because they, they still did sort of work together, or she worked for him, or, or something, or, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really catch their relationship. It seemed like he was sort of in charge. But what, not, do you, what do you mean? Well, Burke's, Edmund Burke's relationship with Juliet, their work relationship, like, were they, were they, 
were they just sort of colleagues, like, you know, both in the same field, or were they working at the same company? I mean, obviously, they were sort of working at the same place, right? I, I got the sense he was he was in charge. Yeah, he was in charge. She was sort of an ordinary lab technician, you know, researcher person, and he was an a, a overseer. Yeah, it's really weird that, you know, an a, a ordinary lab technician can get a, a male animal pregnant. Uh, <laughs> it's like well, I shouldn't say technician. I I think she was she was you know. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not pointing out your use of the word technician. I'm just saying that uh, it seems like after after publishing that she would have gotten a lo- you know sort of a little more notoriety or something. I guess we don't really know what happened. Well, but. you know, you can do incredibly groundbreaking work and not become you know the department head or not like you you know. There, there's no reason that you have to become a supervisor be, in the academic world, you know, if you do, just because you do really good work. So you consider science to be academics? I certainly do. Oh, well, <laughs> Learn something new every day, folks. Um, what else I learned was in the next scene, uh, Juliet searches for Kate and Sawyer. Um, and she goes to the little um, con- control, control, <laughs> The little control center and um, with the cameras and oh and right, she sees uh, you know and I'm just like why are there cameras in like random parts of the island? It's like you would think that you know I think our original theory was that you know yeah. they had the cameras there be- to watch the animals, and so you would think they would only have cameras where the animals were going to be, and usually the animals should be in the cages. Blah blah blah. I think if I remember correctly, our original. When we talked about the cameras originally, we said they probably just have cameras sort of, you know, around the station. You know, it's it's watching the station, not just, like, random parts of the island. Well, it seemed like a random part. She found them, like, in what seemed... I know, like that's what I'm saying. I, that's obviously not the case. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was our original thought. That, that the cameras were installed... As certain, they usually are, to watch strategic, the facility. In strategic parts around the facility. Yeah. But they weren't really near the facility at all. No. And and I guess what we learn in this very next scene is that there's another hatch, too. Um, now, is it, it's still part of the same facility, right? But it's a different physical building. It had the Hydra logo. I'm not clear on, you know, if they're maybe connected somehow. And this is like a backside or something. Mm-hmm. Because um, it had the same logo, so it's part of the same. But it might be a compound. It might be another building. Um, I, I think it's another building. It didn't, I mean, because they seem pretty far from the original place, uh, the main complex. So uh, I would hate to think that they were physically connected, because that would be a lot. It didn't seem to me like they had walked that far. But then again, obviously they're not going to show them walking yeah. that far. So I, I just sort of inferred from all the running and stuff that they had gone fairly far. Yeah. But now here's a quick question to deviate from this is like, you know, if Widmore did, uh, you know, get the contract to um, build all the facilities, um, you know, well, I guess I I was going to say, you know, that means that there's a certain number of people out there in the lost world who know about this island, right, and who know what's going on to a certain degree. But then I'm thinking, well, maybe not. Maybe they don't know what's going on, maybe everything was just normal and, you know, they just, they just built the, you know, these workers just built these buildings and that it wasn't anything crazy, so. And that was that, yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever happened afterwards, they weren't, They weren't privy to, yeah. Yeah. 
things got weird afterwards, obviously. Yeah. Um, now, here's another thing that I, I guess is interesting, is that if, if, if the Widmore guys did build this stuff, or whoever built it, if they were... If they weren't part of the the main people who were going to be on the island, like if Dharma didn't build this sort of internally, then that means that uh, that there was some sort of relatively easy way to get to the island, right? That the island wasn't sort of, you know, invisible to the outside world or something. Right. Well, you know, I feel like what was making it what's making it invisible to the outside world is. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Something to do with the hatch, the swan hatch. And that, you know, before it was built, it shouldn't have been invisible. So you think it wasn't invisible, and then they built the swan hatch and started doing whatever magnetic energy thing, and then that made it invisible. And yeah. Then, and then presumably, after the failsafe, it's visible again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have to that's my that. That's my theory. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this next scene, uh, it's outside of... Oh, sorry. (laughs) When I get ideas, I have to vocalize, apparently. Apparently. Um, I wanted to ask... uh, Maybe I should ask this later. I don't even know. Ask it later. How do you think Juliet got to the island? (laughs) She hopped on Dr. Alpert's back, and he swam (laughs) there. We shall fly! (laughs) You and me shall fly to the island, Juliet. Oh, God. We shall stop in Paris for breakfast. <laughs> what about Ethan? Oh, he'll take a boat. Oh, yeah, he'll take a boat. He'll run there. He can walk on water, you know. Um, <laughs> Ethan's an anagram for Jesus. Okay, um, so this... I'm not going to answer your question, by the way. Okay, good. This next, uh, this next scene... Uh, we find Aldo reading a brief history of time, which uh, is another clue, I think, to this episode being about time. Um, and I, I should mention real quick, um, I was trolling the internet and I found uh, a article or of sorts posted on uh, thetailsection.com. Yes. And uh, the title was Not in Portland, It's About Time, which was supposed to be a sort of a double meaning that, you know... It's about time Gloss came back on, and right. sort of it's about time the episode specifically. The episode is, yeah. So, um, if you guys are interested, uh, the person there, uh, I guess it's Doc Arts, uh, makes uh, makes some some uh, claims about why this episode and sort of the island in general is, is uh, revolves around time, which is pretty interesting. Which most of which I sort of agree with. Uh, but anyway, you know, I think it's interesting that Aldo's reading a brief history of time, which yeah, you read Justin, right? Yes, I did. Uh, is there what uh, what page was he on? What what was Hawking writing on that page? Do you remember? Speaking of writing, I thought it was interesting that he was. I'm dodging your question, by the way. Uh huh. Speaking of writing, I thought it was interesting that the guard was writing in the book. Oh, was he writing in it? Yeah, right before they they came out, he had like a pencil, and he was he was writing in the book. Oh, well, maybe he's he's the author. <laughs> oh, I see. You know what? That's a very interesting find. Uh, and actually what it looks like he's doing to me, because it's like a page with uh, diagrams and stuff. Yeah. It looks like he's, like, annotating it, like maybe taking whatever formula or diagram is in there and sort of, you know, using that and sort of saying, okay, and then inputting his own information in there. 
Or maybe he's just saying, like, buy milk. <laughs> Need <Uh-oh>. eggs. <laughs> Aldo's not vegan. Yeah, well, everybody can't be. So, no, good point. I didn't I didn't catch that he was uh, writing in there. Uh, either he's just taking notes or, or he's sort of maybe annotating it using uh, sort of whatever he knows about the island and, and time properties or whatever and... Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty non technical book. I mean it's you know it's written for a general audience, um, and so you know you, there's no there's no requirement that you understand anything he's talking about on a on a real technical level. Yeah. He, he's he's speaking generally and trying to explain concepts behind the, these very you know extremely dense complex and and technical. Uh, Concepts uh, from uh, from uh, physics that he you know did work in that was extremely influential and important and so uh, uh, I when I read it I didn't find the need to write stuff down. It was, it was <laughs> well, uh, you know, to Aldo's defense, uh, were you on an island in the middle of nowhere with strange magnetic properties? Actually, I was. Oh, well, then excuse me. Uh, may I ask how you got off the island? <laughs> or are you podcasting silly. from there? You know, what's weird is everything's an island if you, you know, look at it the right way. Is that what's weird? Yeah. Okay. You know what else is interesting? I was going to say weird, but I didn't. Um, I was going to say, if you still have that book, or anyone who has that book, you can find what page he's, he's reading because... Um, you can just look and see because it has those diagrams on it. Yeah, so that would pretty... make it very recognizable. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't actually have that copy with me. But... Oh, really? I'm not yeah. quite sure I believe that you actually read it. <laughs> What's the second word on page 52? It... <laughs> I... <laughs> okay. I'm... I... Hmm. All right. Point... No comment. <laughs> Point made. <laughs> yes, yes. You win, you win. Oh, thank you. Five points. It's very interesting. I recommend it. It's very short, very readable, and uh, very interesting. So, uh, I recommend it to anyone who wants to know a little bit about all that stuff. But don't take it from me. Dun dun dun. You know, reading Rainbow. Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, so you know they're trying to figure out how they're going to get inside to get Carl, and uh, Kate comes up with this glorious plan. And so Alex storms up to the steps with uh, with the rifle in uh, Sawyer's back, and and he's like, "Alex, what are you doing here?" And she's like, "This is the worst logic ever. Like, I don't think Aldo is that smart because uh, he's like, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll give him the stress factor. Maybe he wasn't thinking clearly, but he was suspicious. He was suspicious, but this was weird. Okay, no, you're right. He he did the right thing. But anyway." Um, she goes, uh, they must have got out, of, they were running around the jungle, they must have got out of their cages, and he, he says something like, okay, you know, if your dad finds, he will, you, you know, you should be here, blah, 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 and he, and then she's like, my dad is the one who told me to bring them here, so it's basically like, okay, you found them in the jungle, by yourself, and somehow mm-hmm. you told Ben, who's in surgery, by the way, Yeah. and Ben said, And hey, does he know that? Yeah, that's my other point. And then Ben says, hey, hey, Alex, 
why don't you take them to Aldo <laughs> alone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I don't actually buy that. Um, yeah, you're right. That's a horrible, made, horrible story. She, it's like she totally changed her story. It's like, first you just found them, but then, oh, no, no, he told me to bring them here. And uh, But anyway, she's thinking on her feet. I'll give her credit uh, a little bit for keeping it together. She she had a lot of indignance to cover up for you know the lack of logic. Yeah, she did. She did. He told me to bring him here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, do you want to call him? I'm sure he has nothing else to do. Like <laughs> that's so weird. Like Ben. Like like he doesn't want to bother Ben because because he's busy. It's like uh, I think Ben would want to know what's going on here. Yeah, I know. But uh, I sort of like. I guess in in retrospect, I sort of like those lines from Alex because she is sort of a kid. So. Yeah, <laughs> they're sort of nonsensical in a certain sense, um, uh, but yeah, th- that was an interesting point that I was going to bring up too. Is uh, you know Aldo calls tells um, tells Danny Pickett that he needs Ben. You know, you think that Aldo would know that Ben is in surgery, which he apparently doesn't. Um, so I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was odd. I I, I guess maybe Ben is not necessarily making sure everybody knows or or maybe he's telling the people that know not to tell other people because he doesn't want them to know he's in a compromising position. Yeah, like it's only need to know information and only the higher ups know that. Yeah, it makes him seem weaker or something. Yeah. It it seems logical to me. But I, I wanted to bring up a line right before this scene, um when when they're about to go up and uh and it's revealed that Alex doesn't actually know that Carl's in there, and 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 he and and then she says Carl's got to be in there. It's the only place I haven't looked. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, what is what's the phrase? Oh man, um, um, what's the thing that she just did? Um, uh, the thing uh, Sherlock Holmes does all the time. Deduction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something else, something to, you know, there's, it's deduction, but it's, I don't know, there's some other sort of phrase, but yeah, it's basically like, well, I've looked everywhere else, he's got to be here. (laughs) Which is, which seems to be correct. Well, it is correct, but it's like, it doesn't have to be correct. But it kind of reminds me of, uh, it made, it reminded me of the whole thing with Michael, even though, you know, he was, he was sort of lying when he said, that, you know, Walt's in this, you know, they're oh, they yeah. got these guards, and Walt's got to be, I didn't see him, but he has to be in there. Yeah, oh, Walt's in this, oh, did you see him? No, but he's got to be in there. Yeah, yeah, I know he's there, and uh, and uh, and then when, you know, when they get there, you know, the, it's just like a fake door. Yeah. I'm still perplexed by that whole business, but never mind that. <laughs> I kind of thought that something like that would happen here. They'd get in there, and, like, there's nothing there. Oh, I see. Like, I was expecting that again, that whole, like, you know, yeah. they just sort of set it up to look like they had something there, and there wasn't going to be anything there. But no, this time there was something no. there. No, yeah, yeah. See, that's what that's what believing what they want you to believe gets you, man. Because, I, I, no, I didn't, I, I didn't think, I guess I wasn't even thinking about the whole FAMP and FATCH and FOR thing. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, I love how Aldo's like, oh, I don't know where Carl is. He's not here. And then Kate's like, shoot his kneecap off. Just shoot him. I don't care. I'm pissed. Shoot, some, shoot something. 
And then I go, oh, oh okay, he's in room 23, and which is a number, of course. Um, of course. Of course he's in room 23. So they go find Carl, and Carl is in the middle of some obvious uh, or apparent brainwashing. Um, which is very strange. Um, now, let's talk about this. Yeah, there's I, a lot here. There's a lot here. Let's uh, let's make a pit stop here, guys, and uh, <laughs> let's uh, stake stake some tents and uh, camp out here for a little bit. Um, I wrote down all of the phrases that uh, is said oh, on the thing, so we can go through that real quick. Uh, the first that we see, I think there's. There's one that is sort of displayed that you really can't see towards the end. And then there may be some a couple that we didn't see because the camera wasn't on it. But I wrote down okay. all the ones you could see. Anyway. Okay, good. Uh, the first one is, plant a good seed and you will joyfully f- uh, gather fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is, you know, very true. Uh, the second one is, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, third one is, we are the causes of our own suffering. Mm-hmm. The fourth one, and most interesting, I think, is God loves you as he loved Jacob. Mm-hmm. Right? I wrote that one down. And then the last one was think about your life. Okay. Okay. Um, now, it's very interesting. And, and along the way, during, during the, uh, the, the video, uh, you, see, you see some sort of thematic montages you know, they had this whole thing with eyes. They showed, like, five or six images of eyes. Yeah. And they showed um, a, a series of, like, circular objects. You know, like, it started with the moon and then, like, an odometer and then, like, you know, some other circular things. And, you know, which I think is sort of reminiscent of this idea of change. Um, uh, so, I don't know what to make of that. But um, what do you got on this whole thing? I want to mention a couple of images that are in there. Okay. Um, don't know how important it is, but there's a frame in there of Hanzo, the famous Hanzo picture from the orientation video. You mean when he's standing looking yeah. out the window? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. That picture's in there, um, and also at the very end when they're walking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you see uh, DeGroote from, yeah. also from the orientation video. I, I, I That's supposed to be DeGroote, I'm assuming. I mean, he had those weird glasses on. It looks like that's who they're. That's who it's supposed to be. But it wasn't yeah. sort of. I don't know. I don't. I think there's five percent of skepticism there for me if that was really him or not. But ninety five. I guess I need to watch the thing again. But I, I was. People were saying that that was from the orientation video. Oh, that it was actually the same image from the yeah. video. Okay. Much like the the Hanzo image is the same thing from the video, also. Oh, okay. Well, I'll buy that. And I, I didn't remember that from the video, but I I, I saw the guy and I, he looked like the Groot, so I was like, okay, well maybe that's him. But, yeah, um, I I I gotta watch it again now, but uh, yeah, I uh, I believe that's him. And the other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, is that, you know, Sawyer seems to sort of get entranced by the whole thing. You know, Kate's, yeah. Kate's like, help, help, help. And he's like, you know, not only does he not hear it because it's loud, but he's just sort of like, you know, getting entranced by it, it seems. Um, but uh, Yeah, and the thing about it to me was I was kind of in the same situation when I was watching it. I was very taken in by this montage, and I was I was like totally focused. I kind of forgot about Carl, too. I was just like, man, I just want to sit here and watch this. Oh, wow. And it's like, hey, hey, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Something to do. Yeah. 
I, I thought it was interesting how they had those glasses on, Carl. I'm not sure what those were supposedly doing. I mean, it seemed like it was blurring his vision, uh, so I don't know if he'd actually be able to read the words. Uh, maybe that wasn't the point, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it might have just been a thing, whatever. Um, stylistic thing? Yeah, stylistic just, thing. I mean, I agree, but it's just like, to a certain point, it's like, well, if you're going to do that, make sure it's sort of reasonable. Yeah, um... It's like if yeah. they blindfold him. Yeah, that was stylistic. Well, but he wouldn't be able to see the montage, and then what's the point? I thought, um, well, I mean, it wasn't as bad as a blindfold. But, well, uh, yeah. But uh, 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 I thought, like, the, the combination of the music and the, and the images, it sort of reminded me of, like, except for the phrases, it reminded me of, like, maybe the, the Ring video or something. It was it was sort of creepy in a weird way. And I, I just, I was, I don't know, I was taken in by the whole thing. Um, but also uh, uh, about the glasses, I think this is a pretty overt Clockwork Orange reference. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Clockwork Orange, they take this guy who you know kills people and rapes people, etc., and they put him in um, a theater type place, and they hold his eyes open with these devices that they sort of clip on his eyes that hold. You know, make it to where he can't shut his eyes, mm-hmm. and they just sort of drop. You know, give him eye drops constantly so his eyes stay moisturized, and and then he they make him watch these images of um, of uh, of sex and, and violence, mm-hmm. and the effect it eventually has on him is that when he thinks about those things, he gets sick. Mm. So anyway, that's the clockwork orange thing. What's going on here um, is different from that. Uh, but uh, but uh, the sort of idea, I feel like the idea with the glasses is supposed to be the same kind of thing as them holding his eyes open. Like it, I feel like it's supposed to be making him look at it. Yeah, it seemed like it was. It was. It seemed like the point to to me was that it was sort of intensifying the visual aspect of what's going on. So, I mean, yeah. he definitely his eyes were very droopy, and it seemed like he wanted to close them, but he sort of never did. So, maybe somehow they were they were stimulating. I don't know. But anyway. Um, what do you think they're trying to get trying to do to Carl? That's what I was going to say. Obviously, in this situation, what they're showing him, these phrases that they're showing him seem like things they want him to believe. Yeah. Not things that they want to revolt him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which was the, the opposite of, you know, if they want to do the Clark Orange me- method, they'd show him escaping or something, or show him doing whatever he did. Or show people doing whatever he did. You know, that would be the Clark Orange and then, method. That seems like... I mean, I, you know, I haven't been really, you know, involved in a, a lot of brainwashing in my day, but um, that seems like the way, the conventional way to brainwash someone is to show them what you want them to do. Um, and uh, the Clockwork Orange thing is sort of interesting in that you show them, you show them what they already do, and then they yeah. make them sick, as opposed to sh- you know showing them you know what you want them to do, which should make them do the things. Right. It's, it seems to make more sense, but uh, I don't like I don't know what if the imagery was supposed to be hypnotic or or if it was supposed to relate to the uh, the phrases, um, but it seems it seems like they're trying to condition his mind to away from the thinking that led him to doing whatever he did originally and whatever. You know, and and him escaping and trying to run away. Do you think? 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're definitely brainwashing him. I mean, and I think this takes uh, the others and their their game plan to a whole new level. I mean, the sort of the sort of this level of maliciousness is is just like they get worse and worse. Yeah. The more we find out about them, it makes them different too. They it makes them a little beyond normal. Yeah. You know, which they already were. They they seemed well. You know, this first part of season three, I really got the sense that they were that they were ordinary people who deal with things in an ordinary way, but just seemed mysterious. Well, they weren't ordinary in the sense that you know that they kidnap and kill people for their okay, own. Okay, well, you know, that's what but, I mean. But they were already they were already strange in the beginning. I guess I'm saying I thought they were ordinary kidnapper killers. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll buy that. Um, but then this little thing that they're doing to one of their own people um, makes them into kind of a different kind of group, I think, than what I the impression I had, which yeah. was that they which was that they they just sort of live there to make their muffins, and then something comes up, and well, you know, we have to kidnap a few people, and and, and maybe people are going to die along the way, but it's what we have to do, and you know, not the you know resorting to this for for whatever he did is. You know, a very strange and strong measure. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's I, I. I was trying to think of what he could have done to deserve this. I mean, obviously, he's not sort of thinking in in the way that they want him to think. Um, and like I, like we said before, you know, they they sort of had him in the cage, and they still tried to escape. And and what is you know, I think this this goes to what. Um, what uh, was it, Juliet? No, what Pickett said, and in, in sort of this scene we were talking about, or the next scene, sort of, when Pickett finds out, though, is that you know Ben would rather them die than escape. And I'm like, why is why is that? You know, and, and what, and even in, in the context of uh, of Carl, it's like if he wants to escape so badly, why not let him escape? I mean, he can't really go anywhere. I mean, all he can do is get loose on the island and sort of just roam around. And probably, you know, well, I guess he could probably survive, but, you know, with the food that's there. But it's like, he can't really do anything or go anywhere, because they are on the island. So it's like, what is the big deal if he escapes? So it's like, not only do the others, you know, sort of want to have control over people, but it's like, they they sort of specifically don't want to not have control, you know what I mean? Which sounds yeah. like the same thing, but the point's a little different. Yeah, it's a different emphasis. But uh, the thing Pickett actually says... Uh, I I know Ben would rather die than let them go. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, why that too? <laughs> like, I don't think I don't believe him. I I think he's saying I think he's saying that I think he wants to go after him. I don't think he really cares that much about what Ben thinks. Well. Now, how does that you know, relate to Especially your... based on that scene, you know, at the end of six, where he goes after Sawyer and, you know, how he put his life in the hands of one of them. You know, uh, uh, Shepard wasn't on Jacob's list. You know, he wants to kill Sawyer because he holds him responsible for Colleen's death. And, and I think he just hates him on general principle. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like he wants to go after him regardless of Ben's situation. I don't care. He, he's going to die. Okay, whatever. I'm going to go kill him. Well, I I don't disagree, but I think specifically having him say that means something. Um, 
And you're just saying you you just think he just sort of said that because he had his own motives that he doesn't really believe that or that that's not really true. I mean, do you think he believes that or you think that's just not true and he just made it up? I I think I don't think he. I don't think he doesn't believe that, but I just don't think it matters to him. Okay. You know, like, obviously that's not true because Ben specifically gives the order to help them escape. So, you know, he he, he certainly doesn't. Uh, hey, refresh my memory. Does... I know Juliet kills Pickett. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. No, kidding. Um... <laughs> And uh, does does she tell him? Does does Pickett ever find out from anyone else that Ben wants them to be alive? No. Okay. Now Juliet tells him that ben, that that's what Ben said, and he says, you know, whatever. I, he'd rather die than let him go. And then he just goes after him. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, yeah, so it came from Juliet. Okay, that's what I was wondering. So Juliet said it. She's reputable. Um, and Pickett's eyes, I think, so. Okay. See, and that's the thing. I wasn't sure if maybe he might have also kind of thought she wasn't reputable. Yeah. Well, if I mean, was... he could theoretically radio to Ben if he really needed to hear it from him. Yeah, but you he, think But so. you're right. I think, I think he doesn't really care. But I don't know. I just think... I think I think Ben, to a certain degree, would rather die than let them escape, although that's not what happened. Um, but because I think they've made they made it very clear that they want these people for some very important reason, and and I'm trying to figure out what is the big deal. And like so, the same the same thing with Carl. It's like they he, they want to keep him so badly, even though he's this big malcontent. Like they want to keep him so badly, and it's like, well, what's the big deal? Why not just let this rogue person go? They can't do anything, you know? The only thing yeah. they could do by not being in your group is not be in your group. You know? So I'm just wondering why why is this uh, this this affiliation so important to them? I don't know. I guess we won't find that out for a while, if ever. Well, the weird thing is, Carl gets to go, but Alex doesn't. Yeah. Well, once we find out that Alex is... Apparently Ben's daughter. We sort of understand that he's not just going to let his daughter go with the infidels. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know. Well, let's talk about that. I, yeah, I, let's talk about that scene when we get to it because there's something I wanted to bring up. So this next scene, uh, we flash back. Juliet comes to her sisters after the interview with uh, Middle East Bioscience. And we find out that uh, the fertility treatment works. Her sister uh, is pregnant. Now, here comes the question that we talked about before. Like, her sister's obviously sick. And I, I, I've seen uh, in, uh, in various places on the net, people are asking, you know, it seems like the idea or the, the right thing to do would sort of get better first and then try to have a baby, not have a baby and have a drain on all of your... <laughs> biological systems and then try to get well during that yeah um which makes me think i I don't know i don't know yeah it just seems selfish it it makes it seem like it's about you it makes me seem like why even write that she has cancer unless unless the cancer is related to why she couldn't have a baby yeah i agree it just makes her seem irresponsible to me 
don't know. It, it um, just seems like extra. It's, it's just extra drama. Unless the cancer is related to the baby thing, it's just extra drama for no apparent reason. It's like, oh well, it's already sad enough she couldn't have kids. Why make it? Why make it? Try to make it even sadder that she just had cancer, or is battling cancer, or whatever it's supposed to be. So it may, it makes me think it's not cancer. Maybe she just has a bad hair day. She's like, oh, if I go and get well, a.k.a. grow my hair out so I can cut it a different way. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a really bad hair day. God. Yeah, hair, like a bad hair month or whatever, however many days this is supposed to be. I woke up and it was gone. I just can't... Uh... I don't understand. Okay, how is she just gonna? How is she gonna carry a baby when she has cancer? I mean, like, or I guess the cancer's in remission, maybe or something. Yeah, right? yeah, maybe she is. Uh, yeah, she's through their treatment, uh, so she needs to recover. It doesn't seem like a good time to get pregnant. <laughs> I think most doctors would would agree. Wait and, at know, least. <laughs> wait at least we- two weeks after your last cancer treatment before you get him get pregnant. And I think Juliet needs to bear some of the responsibility here, too, for enabling this situation. Maybe she didn't think it would work. Even still, it's, uh, you know, let's try to make you pregnant. You know, I, I don't know. That's a weird thing to do in that situation. But I did we, did we skip over the guy, uh, Edmund, getting hit by the bus? No, no, no. It's this scene. Uh, it's, it's the next scene, right? Because uh, she visits him after she tells her sister. Because, you know, the sister has to tell her she's pregnant with, because that's why she goes oh. to visit him. Is to tell I guess I took my notes out of order. Sorry. Oh, look at that. Um, so, anyway, uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking in the back of my mind that uh, she doesn't have cancer. There's something else going on. And it's sort of a red herring. They're making us think that. Uh, and, and we're going to get a sort of a surprise oh about what's really... I mean, sort of a mild surprise, obviously. But, but some sort of surprise about what's really going on with the sister. Um, because it just seems too odd to me. The writer inside of me is saying that, that something is amiss here. You don't, you don't write that a character can't have a baby and has cancer. Like, you know, because, I mean, if the cancer comes back while she's pregnant, like, it can potentially harm the baby. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's just, that, it's too, it's too, um, thoughtless in a way, uh, in terms of the writing. So I think there's something more going on there. Uh, and, and I, and I, I, I think that because they didn't specifically say what was wrong with her. If they had said she had, like, Oh, I wish this cancer never comes back. Like, well, yeah, at that point, how could you deny it? Exactly. And and then I would be like, well, it's just sort of weird. But since they didn't say it, I feel like that's not it. So I'm going to leave that open. But I want to point out something. Okay, New Year's me believes she has cancer, first of all. What? You, oh, New Year's you? Yeah. The Justin 07. Justin 07, that's right. Um... Yeah, I, I think she has cancer, and furthermore, I bet we never see her again. Okay. That's just, I'm just going to go on record and saying that. That's just a nice. feeling I have. Um, another thing I want to say is, uh, back in SOS, um, the whole Rose and Bernard situation, um, uh, Rose tells Bernard, when he proposes to her, he tells, he tells, she she tells she him... Sells, she sells what? She sure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my pronouns are just ugh, not helping me out. She tells him that she's dying. She never actually specifically says what she has, uh-huh. and everyone inferred that she had cancer. Yeah, because it just sort of seemed that way. But she never actually said it. And true. Uh, and she, so yeah. Yeah. this this reminds me of that situation. I think maybe they're just for whatever reason they they like. <laughs> Giving someone cancer but never saying that they have cancer. Although, for Rose, it was a little bit more evidence that it was cancer because she said, like, it came back. Or she made some reference to, like, it being gone and coming back. Yeah. Which is a very cancer-type thing to do. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you, got a good, you got a good point. But, you know, losing your hair is very indicative of cancer treatment. Oh, I'm sure it is. Although, I mean, she had a scarf on. Does that mean she didn't have hair under there? If you if you look in the back, you can see it's sort of like I mean I think probably the actress really does have hair and it's more convincing than this ball cap. But I think also if you're a woman and you don't have hair, you want to do something and you can't pull off a baseball cap. Yeah. So I think that's that's something maybe you do to sort of cope with the uh, the situation. Yeah, but no, my point was that we didn't see that she didn't have hair. Right. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't see that she did either. Oh, true. That's why I'm saying it's up in the and air. They, and they made it a point to have her with that scarf the whole time, every scene. Yeah, like if she had hair, why do that? Well, because they're if they're trying to mislead us with the cancer thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean because that they would, cause they could that would be a reason they could have they could have showed her without the the scarf and she could have you know and if she was bald. It could have been obvious, okay, well, you know, that's more evidence that she has cancer, or had cancer, you know. I don't know. I'm just saying I think there's a little room for something else going on there. Uh, I do agree that that I don't think we need to see her anymore, uh, and I, it would be strange if we saw her again. So I don't really think we will, but uh, I think there's something else going on because it's just it's just a weird thing for her to have. Because that's the thing. If, she, if, she, if we never see her again... What was the point of her having cancer? Why write that she has cancer? To me, that's bad writing. Unless you're going to make something of that. I'm sorry, not not cancer specifically, but like, why write that she has some other illness besides, you know, infertility? Uh, and if you're not going to do something with it, and I think the writers often do stuff like that, but uh, <laughs> but I think I, I think more often than not, they make they make uh, they make something out of the things they bring up, and uh, eventually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I for me the reason is, I well yeah I can't come up with a reason because I, Rose I, being I, sick was was that was Rose's whole thing was that she it was, was sick a, it and was got a cured. huge plot point yeah for Rose in that in that situation yeah yeah but it it does seem like her, whatever she has is the reason she can't get pregnant. In which case, it does serve some kind of plot function. Yeah, yeah. I, now, all they need to do is say that, and I'll be fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I just want, like, a scene, and then, like, Carlton sticks his head in the camera and goes, she's sick, <laughs> she can't have kids because of her sickness, and then, like, leaves. Maybe we'll get that in the official podcast whenever that comes out. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe they'll just come up and say, hey, guys, we thought it was obvious that... And uh, They do that all the time. They're like... We thought it was obvious. She had a scarf on. 
They yeah, they, they love that. <laughs> See that that's the problem with the writers sometimes. They they want it both ways. They want uh, uh, to fool people and then they want certain things to be obvious. Yeah. And if you if you fool people, they're not gonna trust you when you come at them with something else. They're gonna look for a way where you're deceiving them. It's the writers who cried wolf. Exactly. It's that's what it is. They want they want to be able to deceive the viewers and yet have things be obvious that they don't explicitly state. Yeah. So it's it's a hard place to be in, you know, because yeah, whatever. It's it's uh, New Year's me is is gonna allow myself to be deceived with with the benefit that the obvious things I'll get. Okay. So that's that's my uh, you know, unless because sometimes the things that seem obvious are the deceptions too. True, true. But so, uh, some of them will be true. Some of them will be true. <laughs> and uh, those things I'll get right, and the other things some might say there's no. So you might just this. break even. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna get I'm, just as much right as you get wrong, no matter which way you go about it. Yeah, but I don't know. Everything changes. Okay, I know everything changes. And uh, God loves you just like he loved Jacob. Um, did we, we talk really about talk that line? About that. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, just we didn't address that at all. We didn't, we didn't talk about how important that line is. Yeah. Um, Jacob, dude. What, what's going on with Jacob? Jacob seems to know. be like... Now, I know you spent a lot of time in Bible school. Um, I did. Who is Jacob in terms of his biblical um, uh, importance? Well, you see, Jacob was the son of God. I have no idea. I, I've 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 heard it. I, I, the writers have even said uh, what what Jacob is in terms of the Bible, but I, I don't remember what they said. Uh, he's um, the father of Isaac. Okay, good. And there's some relationship to Ben, I think. Uh, to Ben, huh? Yeah. Ben. I know he's grandson. He's Abraham is his grandfather. Okay. Uh, That's a big one. And Abraham like begat like everybody. Oh yeah. He's he's uh, uh, he's old school. He was hundred and sixty. Um <laughs> let's see. Uh oh, Benjamin is let's see. I thought oh, Benjamin... Benjamin is Jacob's 12th son. Okay. And 12 is not a number. 12 is not a number. Uh, if everything were a number, we wouldn't have enough numbers. If everything was a number, we wouldn't have enough numbers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if everything was a number, capital N, uh, we wouldn't have enough numbers, lowercase n. Uh, yeah, that doesn't help. If everything, if every, never mind. Okay. Well, someone out there knows uh, what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, if someone who out there knows what he's trying to say, please email me and tell me later. <laughs> Lostloaded at gmail dot com. Um, I, I yeah. I mean, everyone can go and read the Wikipedia entry on Jacob, like I'm doing, and wasting everyone's time. But uh, you know, all that's important is that he's a biblical person. And uh, this says he played uh, a major part in the later events in Genesis, um, uh, which I think is probably what's going to happen in terms of the show, is that he's probably going to be a big part of what happened sort of in the last part of uh, 
you know, what happens on the island, you know, or the, the sort of formation of the island. So that's probably, uh, that's my guess. Uh, that yeah, I agree. Be... They're, they're setting it up. Because um, I've noticed that they've done these little things uh, this season where they drop a little thing here, a little thing there, and eventually, oh, I need you to do this surgery. And then, you know, a little thing here, a little thing there, Juliet's a fertility doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they seem to have this thing where they, they throw out a little bit, throw out a little bit, and then you get the, the full plot point. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that's where they're going with this Jacob thing. You know, they we get we get sort of two references, and uh, and I feel like at some point, yeah, this this Jacob character needs to come into play. I don't know who he is or what his deal is or why he made a list or what was on the list or any other <laughs> questions. But uh, uh, can he really be Ben's dad? I mean, that would be. Um, I don't know if he'll be his dad so much as he'll be a father figure, you know, and at least in terms of the hierarchy, he's, you know, he's in charge, and he was yeah, in charge, he was in charge before Ben was in charge. Because he'd um, have to be kind of old to be Ben's dad. I'm thinking, uh, just, just from the phrase, God loves you as he loved Jacob, uh, and I believe that was past tense. Uh, yeah, it was. You know, but... You know, that was sort of seemed to mean that either God doesn't love Jacob anymore or Jacob is dead. Uh, but I don't really think Jacob is dead if he just recently made a list. Yeah, that would be uh, beyond unless, supernatural. Unless the list was created a long time before they got on the island. Okay. Uh, and no one knew no one knew what the list meant until <laughs> the plane landed. And, oh, man, that makes sense. Oh man, that's starting to make sense. Although all of my crackpot theories make sense to me, until they disprove <laughs> it. But what if, yeah, what if you know Jacob was sort of the original leader or one of the original leaders of whatever group was on the island, maybe even before Dharma, and for whatever reason he made this list of names uh, and and you know sort of passed it down and it was and, almost like some sort of prophecy. Yeah, I'm I'm big into prophecies, so he and no, maybe no one really knew. <laughs> I some mean, people I, collect stamps, some people <laughs> coins. I like uh, conspiracy theories and prophecies, uh, especially when the two can be combined. And, uh, no, I think I think it's sort of interesting. And then so, you know, maybe no one really knew what the list was about, or maybe they did, who knows. But it wasn't until the plane crashed that, that Ben sort of knew what was going on. And maybe that's why he so quickly said, I need a list of names, because all these many years he's been waiting to see these this list of names. Uh, All right. So a very interesting thought. Yeah, because I mean that that sort of explains why he was so quickly to say, "I need a list of names." Blah blah blah. Because you know we were wondering why that seemed to be like standard protocol, but maybe it's not standard so much as you know it's just important to know who these people are because he's been waiting for James Ford and and Kate Austin and uh, and Jack Shepard to to get on the island. And well, he didn't according know to uh, uh, Pickett, oh, Jack's yeah. name shouldn't be on the list. Forgot Jack's name wasn't on the list, so. Um, I, I might actually stick to that theory at least 80%, because I, I think it's interesting they say, uh, he loves you as he loved Jacob, um, and so, which makes me think Jacob is, is gone, so, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll buy that, and I like this idea of Jacob being this sort of leader, past father figure type thing, but he's dead now, and they live with his principles and stuff. But I think... I think the past tense could just indicate a biblical reference. They actually mean the biblical Jacob. Yeah, that's true. 
in which case, you know, it's it's okay to be past uh, and, yeah. and Jacob's still alive. And is there any chance uh, Eye Patch Guy fits into this? Um, like if he's Jacob or not? Like I, I sort of thought he might be Jacob, but then why is he trolling around? You know, he just he seems like he's trolling around. Yeah, um, I don't know what he's doing. He's he gets to be mystery man because the others aren't mysterious anymore. Yeah, no, you know, I don't, I don't believe that they, he's, they're referencing, uh, Jacob, um, in the Bible. I mean, I don't know enough about Jacob in the Bible, but I, I felt like God loved pretty much everybody. So wh- why say just Jacob unless, unless there's a very specific reference in terms of what Jacob in the Bible did or was about? Well, now Jacob is an Old Testament character, right? Yeah. And the Old Jacob Testament. Jacob is in Genesis. I don't know that the that God sort of loved everybody in the Old Testament. Oh, uh, he was pretty wrathful. I think he might have been a little meaner in the Old Testament. So maybe in that context, um, it makes more sense to to point out that he loves Jacob and loved Jacob in particular. Okay, I'll Which buy that. I, but I I think I don't know. I, I think they're talking about the Jacob on the show though. Oh, I agree. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the problem. See, I, I guess I feel like it could be a double, you know, a double meaning. Yeah. That that they're using it because of the biblical reference, but but the reason they choose that name is because there's a Jacob. Uh, and he's, you know, a very important figure in this, in this other's community, whether alive or dead. Um, I guess I do get the sense that he might be dead. Um, but I, I don't know. There's not, I don't have enough evidence to really come down on that one. I really don't have a feeling one way or the other. Yeah. It's, uh, it's up in the air. But at least we got to talk about it. Um, I think it's, I'm just reading a little bit more about Jacob. Uh, it's interesting. They, 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 they say Jacob was a gentleman who, quote, dwelled in tents. Uh, which sort of made me think about the, the famp. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that was some sort of. He homage. didn't just pretend to dwell in tents. Yeah, like maybe maybe that that uh, that con that they pulled in the in the in the fake the fake camp uh, was sort of some sort of homage to how maybe the real Jacob on the island used to live or something like that. Wow, yeah. that would be really like you know like they like at, at some point those people did live like that maybe before Dharma got there they they mm-hmm. used to they used to live like that for real which is why they sort of had all those materials um, you know they well did. they wouldn't have needed fake beards to really live like that but oh but Jacob was the father of beards so or, or um, theatrical no, glue yeah I agree but uh, um, but I think I think the idea that Jacob was was someone who was there a long time ago and he made this list of names. I mean, I, I like that idea. I think it's very interesting. Um, I can't I can't say there's a lot of evidence for or against yeah. it, but, but it's an interesting idea. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't be unhappy if that were true. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, uh, yeah, so hey, whatever. I don't know where they're going with this stuff, but that's, uh, that's I don't know, I never would have... Uh, I guess I, I got the sense. It's weird that you never see him, but but I guess that's a thing they do a lot in these. It's it's something to do to sort of reveal reveal the mastermind and then say he's not the mastermind. It's this other guy. Yeah, that was a big thing in Daybreak. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's it's important. Like that theory sort of works in the idea that you know Ben 
Ben has been the one that seems to be in charge. Um, and well, first it was Tom. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, so far it seems like Ben's the guy who's in charge, but then right. you have this Jacob character, but it's like, Ben can still be the one in charge because Jacob's dead. Well, yeah. You know. Um, and and at the camp, you know, there was no, it was Ben giving orders. No, yeah, exactly. No Jacob inside. Yeah, and this is, this and that, that, that this theory sort of, expl- that the, the idea that Jacob's dead explains why Ben has seemingly been in charge the whole time. Yeah. You know? Unless... You know, then our, I guess our other theory was that, you know, Juliet was sort of upset. Um, you know, something happened and Ben sort of took control and maybe... Um, wasn't there something with Ben, with Juliet's husband or something? What happened with that? Did we... I'm, I'm getting this idea. Remember in the beginning of the, uh, uh, the season three and she's baking the, 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 the muffins and, like, she gets all upset and cries? Yeah. And there was something to do with, like, her husband or something? Or did we just make that up? I think we speculated. I think we speculated that that Ben and Juliet might have been involved. But I thought there was something like Juliet's husband or whatever was the guy who was in charge, and then Ben got in control. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we Juliet's just, husband. We just made up the whole husband thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just we just to try to explain. As far as we know, there's no on-island husband. Yeah. Um, and this episode makes me think that that's true. Well, then maybe in that scene, Juliet's just crying because she's still stuck on the island, you know? Yeah, see, that's exactly how I interpret it. I I feel like her the way her character is now is because of being stuck there, and that's, and that's exactly why, yeah. you know, she was upset and, you know... Um, and I think, if I remember right, um, oh god, uh, 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 oh, I can't find what I'm talking about. That's I, okay, I read, we'll wait. I read somewhere, <laughs> hopefully is, I read somewhere that, uh, that Carrie appears somewhere in this episode. Oh, I can't find it. Never mind. Carrie, you mean Sissy Spacek? No, I mean the book. Oh. Well, no, yeah, the book appears during the book club. No, no, in this episode. Oh. By this you mean this one. I thought I remembered reading on the forums that it that it appears, but... Oh, I can't imagine where. Unless it's I in, mean, like, the sister's room or something. Yeah, that's... Maybe. But I can't, I can't find what I'm talking about, and so I'll just... Wow, you made a very good point there. I'm sorry. I was going to try to tie that in and say, you know, that's why she was so adamantly defending this Carrie. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, I think I think sad, not just because she's stuck there, but, you know, because of her sister's situation, probably having no idea what's going on there. And, yeah. You know. Or maybe that was the day her sister was supposed to have the baby or something. Yeah, very well could have been. Although, guess, that couldn't have been, because that would have been at least two years and some time before. Because she's been on the island three years. Three, it would have been about three years previous that yeah. she came to the island. And so nine months later, yeah, you're right, yeah, no so, way. Yeah, no way. No way. She should have she had the baby, I guess, around uh, Two or something June, years ago, yeah. Something like that. 
June of 2000. Why do you say June? Nine months from September. What's September? How do you know it's September? Well, because the, the the way the timeline works, where they are now is like early December. Mm-hmm. And she says at the end she's been on the island for three years, two months, and 28 days. Okay. So if you subtract two months and 28 days from the beginning of the December, you get the beginning of September. Okay. So, and and then 2001, the beginning of September, because it's 2004. Okay, so... Well, yeah, and the plane crashed in November, though, right? I thought the plane crashed. No, the plane crashed September twenty second, two thousand four. Okay, and they're in December now. So yeah, it's December now. Okay. So that means that uh, uh, if she came to the island in early September two thousand one, then her sister should have delivered it in about uh, June or maybe May. Or maybe she didn't carry to term. Or maybe she didn't carry to term. Or maybe but she, she doesn't wasn't know that. pregnant and at all. And that's why she's sad. And that's why she's sad, exactly. <laughs> Today could have been my niece or nephew's birthday, maybe. And now I'm sad. Yeah. Alright, so back to the show. <laughs> There's a long, 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 but important and interesting tangent. Indeed. Um, that's what I say. So the next scene, Julia goes to tell Ed off that, that it works, and uh, I, I love this little detail that uh, I'm so happy they put in here, because they didn't need to, but Ed's talking on the phone, and he's like, because you're insufferable and you're mean. Well, you asked me to be honest, Mom. <laughs> I just love that. I, and I don't know who's worse, the mother or Ed, for saying it, but uh, I, I thought that was hilarious. It was such a nice and well like well uh, spoken little thing. I just I just love that whole little thing and yeah, I I put it down as sort of a a cliche line cuz I I've heard that before. Yeah. Some variation on because you're a bitch. All right, mom, got to go. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's you know, it's it's a thing like have have them say something ridiculous and then reveal they're talking to their mom. It's like, yeah, it's a it's sort of a classic joke, I think. Yeah. But uh, but very good. I I like it. It just came out of nowhere. It did. You yeah. know, it was like what? And then who? Okay. And then like it's a little detail that was absolutely not necessary. Absolutely not necessary. Take unless, it out. You have exactly the same episode. Unless his mom is Russo. Unless. <laughs> oh no! Speaking of, we gotta talk about that. But oh, anyway. we gotta talk about her crazy butt. <sighs> uh, so anyway, she tells him that Rachel is pregnant. And I thought it was interesting that she says, it worked. Not, it works. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, there's a slight difference there. And, you know, Get I'm ready, just, guys. It's I'm, time to split hairs. It's time to split hairs. And miss <laughs> Today on Splitting Hairs with Claude, uh, I will take uh, it worked versus it works. And uh, we'll cook this on high for 20 minutes and um, sprinkle with a little uh, pesto. No, um, I just thought it was weird that she said it worked instead of it works. Because, I mean, if you have a formula or, you know, something you created or something, you know, it works. Like, currently, present tense, it works. Not like it worked this one time, you know. But I don't know. That's just me. But you can't deny the truth of the sentence that it works. No, Not, no, it's definitely and, and true. Because 
I think I think the difference is when you say it works, you're referring to the procedure in general, and when you say it worked, you're referring to the specific application on this one person. Yeah, I, well, I think okay. that's yeah. I, I think that's the. I guess she can't say it works until she's done more testing and blah blah blah. Okay, right. see, I'll buy that. See, that's why I need to split hairs and. Uh, <laughs> Now we we're all. No, hey, I enjoy it. it. We got we got a. That's gotta be a segment because that's that's you're very good at that. <laughs> yeah, splitting hairs with Claude. You know, you you catch up on these little things. Like I, I never would have pointed that out for any reason, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's a good. lot of a lot of times it happens because I you know sort of try to figure out what the character is going to say next sometimes, and so uh, I I assume she was going to say like something along the lines of it works. So when she said it worked, I'm like, well, why did you say that instead of what I, I told you I to see. say? Yeah. Okay, so he, blah, 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 gets hit by the bus and uh, comes out of nowhere, or does it. <laughs> now, one of the things I want to talk about with this bus thing is, you know, the, 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 the unlikelihood that she would suggest he get hit by a bus and he gets hit by a bus is one thing, but just the actual, like, act of, the, of a speeding bus hitting him, like, you know, barring any supernatural... Uh, you know, uh, influence here. That means that bus was like, I mean, w- with the idea that it, the bus was supposed to hit him, like you know, on purpose. Yeah. Like that would have been a very hard thing to engineer. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, ridiculously yeah. hard. Ridiculously hard. They have to know when he's gonna walk in the street and arrange for a bus to be there at the right time. And speeding, by the way. Like, and speeding. You know, not just like it's sort of there on the right schedule, but it's like going fast enough to kill him instantly. And how often are people standing in the street? I mean, how often are they gonna get this chance? Like, yeah. And and to have a bus there, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. For, and for him to step off, and he didn't look like he was in a crosswalk either, like... For him to step off the street and not look where he was going and yeah. stand and, and turn and and for a bus to be there, the odds are astronomical. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, which which I that's why that's why I mentioned you know any sort of supernatural influence here. Uh, right. I'd love to see some footage, some maybe Zapruder footage, if like that uh, that bus appeared out of nowhere <laughs> and just like hit him. Oh wow! But um, anyway, he gets hit by a bus nonetheless. And uh, a sad day for the for the Burke family. Um, we go to the next <laughs> scene, which is uh, we're back. His in the mom's s- gonna feel bad. His mom's gonna feel bad because she said he said he'd call her back later, and she's gonna be waiting by the phone. Yeah, cursing, cursing his the name. The last thing he told me was that I was insufferable and mean. That bleep 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 told me he would call me back. Okay, so back in the surgery room. Um, Oh, hold on. Um, real quick. Uh, I think... I mean, I, I guess you agree... I don't know. What, I, got, I got the sense that this, this bus thing is... It, it's sort of building up um, uh, the power of the Middleos and whoever their backers are. And also, it's, it's very dramatic and crazy... That she would say that, and then would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I feel like it's there for drama, and it's wildly unrealistic. I guess that's my. It's yeah, I agree. I think it's both because when she first said, "Yeah, I think it's his by a bus," it's such a cliche thing to say. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's not like she said, you know, oh, I, I hope he chokes on his steak or I hope he gets poisoned by whatever or I hope he, you know, gets an aneurysm. Like, something something else. But getting hit by a bus is such a, like, you know, crazy you know, rare, but it happens. But yeah. like, you know. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's sort of both. It's the drama of it. It comes out of nowhere. Although, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything because it's nothing to toot my horn about. But when when she said get hit by a bus, I was like, he's gonna get hit by a bus. Yeah. And I I I, I said I I guess I'll say I knew that about maybe sixty or seventy percent not sure because I'm like you don't kind of say that line because I just sort of knew that. She was going to have to go to middle work at some point, you know? So it's yeah. like, okay, well, what, what's it going to take? He's got to get out of the picture somehow. So I really wasn't surprised by the bus thing. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, I'm surprised in, that it actually happened because uh, how do you arrange something like that? When I heard the line, I thought the same thing. I immediately thought, oh, he's going to get hit by a bus. But I read a spoiler a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That some old guy was going to get hit by a bus. Like, that's it. That's all I knew. Yeah. And so, as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, he's going to get hit by a bus. Nice. And then it sort of fit into the plot. Like, when I heard about it before, I'm like, God, how is that going to relate to anything? <laughs> yeah. Like, it didn't. I couldn't figure out. I'm like, God, what kind of flashback is this? But uh, it all makes sense in context. But that's why, I don't know. If I didn't know that, I don't know if I would have thought. I'm pretty easily manipulated, but... I did in this case. So anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Next scene. You ready? Yes. So they're back. We're back in the surgery room. Uh, Jack asked uh, Tom, you know, well, if you guys can get off the island, why couldn't you just take uh, Ben to a clinic or a facility to, to get this procedure? And Tom begins to tell Jack, well, they can't get, you know, since the, since the sky turned purple... You know, we, and then, you know, Jack sort of <laughs> fittingly cuts him off, and we don't get to hear exactly what they can't do since the sky turned purple. But but the implication is that they can't get off the island since the sky turned purple. Yeah. You sound like you have something to say. There's something, there's something, there's a problem here. Okay. I know, it, I know, oh, I know what the problem is. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the problem. Alright, so you want to say what the problem is, or shall I? No, uh, well, you can say it. We're both going to say the same thing, I think. So Okay. Um, so <laughs> let, the me problem, tell, let me guess. It has something to do with Jack. Uh, what I'm going to say doesn't really have anything to do with Jack. Oh, uh, well, I got another problem then. Okay. Interesting. We'll have different problems. Here's my problem. Okay. Uh, he says, why didn't you take Ben to a facility? Tom says, ever since the sky turned purple, trails off, right? Yeah. Okay. They didn't take Ben to a facility because something had happened since the sky turned purple. When did the sky turn purple? It turned purple when they were on the docks, ready to take Jack Hay and Sawyer away. Yeah. They were already in the process of kidnapping them. Yeah. When that occurred. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh. But I mean, I, I said it was about Jack because... You know, they claim they wanted Ben wanted Jack to do the surgery, but they were already taking Jack before you know before that. That's the thing. So they can't. If that's the reason they did, that doesn't even make any sense. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> if that's true, they should. I mean, they had time. They could have taken him before. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't just take him. 
Okay, here's my theory. If that shit just happened, like it just happened. Yeah, I got a couple ideas of why why they didn't uh, take him. Um, I think I think there's a lot going on here in terms of this little little part of the story with with Ben and his tumor. I don't think everyone knew about it. I don't think Tom and the rest of them really knew about it. I'm I'm sure Juliet was probably the first to find out. Now, I don't remember specifically when those first x-rays were taken. Like, do you remember when Ben found out he had the tumor? Well, I don't think we know. Well, I remember... Oh, I remember oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it was like two weeks or something? Or? It, was, it was days, I think. I think it was like... It was like two or three days after I found out that I had cancer, the, the doctor fell from the sky. Okay, but okay, but then when he says, I remember Jack asked about the X-rays. He said, "How long ago were those taken?" And didn't he say like, a, did he say a couple weeks? Oh, I don't remember that line. Okay, well, anyway, it was a couple days before before Jack came that uh, that he found out he had the cancer. But now, but no 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 no, he 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 knew he had cancer a long time ago. Oh well, what did you just say? Because remember that whole line about, do you believe in God, Jack and you know, yeah. He, he says to you, and he says, "Well, I do because you know, uh, a few days." God, what episode was that? That must have been I. Oh, not I do. That that was uh, was that the third episode? No, it's definitely not further instructions. Um, oh God, it's probably four or five. I'm gonna guess it's five, because I think in four it was still a mystery. Yeah, Tom does say two days since the sky turned purple, we've been blind. Our comms are down. That was any. That's the thing about the sky. Uh, let's see. Oh, two. Here it is. Yeah. Uh, t- two days after I found out I had a fatal tumor on my spine, a spinal surgeon fell out of the sky. Therefore. He knew he had a fatal tumor on his spine on September 20th, 2004. He's known it for a long time, and he has not done anything about it. Um, well, I mean, a little bit to his defense. He didn't know he didn't know that Jack was a surgeon until after they got the list and stuff like that. So I'm not sure what time that was. The time between he, he got Jack on the dock... From when he got Jack on the dock till before he found out who Jack was, I don't know what that time frame is, you know. Um, but yeah, no, he definitely knew for a while that he had that. So what I'm saying is, he had plenty of time to go to a facility. No, he could have. Yeah, I agree. And so this is what I think. I think that. Well, I think this means. If, I mean, if we take everything at face value, I think this means that. Um, <clears throat> Oh, did I make my point? No, I'm kidding. I think this means that... Uh, <laughs> if I just stop, my point was made, surely. <laughs> that, ben, uh, that Ben didn't necessarily tell everyone about the tumor when, you know, when he found out about it. Uh, and I think that also means that they don't... Ben didn't want Jack just because of the surgery, which is what he claims. Uh, but that can't be true since he had him before, you know... Um, you know, because he had him on the dock when the sky turned purple, you know. Yeah. Because uh, he could have gotten off the island before. So yeah. that makes me think that um, that Tom didn't know, didn't, let's see, Tom didn't know 
that Ben wanted Jack for the surgery until after the failsafe went off. Until they got him. You know what I mean? Like, after Ben captured Jack, that's when Ben said, hey, I need him for the surgery. Okay. And that maybe Ben never said, well, you know, why didn't you, you know... Because Ben could have just said, I just found out I've got cancer, blah, 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 and and we need to keep him for this reason. I know, that's a little screwy theory. I don't really like that. But then the reason would be, at least from his perspective, well, I didn't know about it until a couple days ago. So I couldn't have done anything. But the question is, from, from Ben's perspective, why didn't he go somewhere? Why is he mucking around, taking people's names, and getting caught in nets, and all this nonsense, when he could just be... Going to a facility and getting this thing treated. Uh, yeah. Well, my other part of that was that he wanted Jack specifically, like, even after he found out who Jack was, like, he wanted Jack specifically, sort of because of what he said about it being fate and, and the whole God thing, but because he knew Jack was sort of the best in the world. Um, so after, he, I mean, so after he finds out who Jack is, I can see him having good reason to not go to a facility if he plans to kidnap Jack and have Jack do this surgery. Because he is, you know, going to be the best. And free. <laughs> um, and uh, But, you know, they're not in the best conditions. Like, Jack at a facility would be better. Well, true, but he's not going to get that. He's not going to take kidnap Jack and then bring him to the some mainland somewhere and then... Well, so you Jack go to the group and say, Hey, guys, we'll take you home. Jack, can you please help me out? Oh, like, that's not good. I don't think he's good, not going to do it. That's not good TV. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I just I think there's there's a real real problem of logic here. Yeah, I think maybe maybe because um, he says we we can't get off the island basically since the sky turned purple, but why couldn't you have gone before? Would be the question. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a very recent development. You guys were already in motion before. You know, did that change their plans? Did the sky turning purple? You know, when Ben saw that, did he say, "Okay, well, now I guess we'll we'll go uh, we'll go to the Hydra Island"? And before we were going to go to do this thing, and now we'll do that. It, it does seem it seems like whatever reason that they wanted Jack, Kate, and Sawyer seems to be a little bit different now. I mean, I, we still can't figure out why they wanted them in the first place, and it seems like you know why why take Jack. I don't know why take Jack in the first place. You know, he claims it was for the surgery, but he could have gone off. He could have gone off the island somewhere. I guess my question is, how long before he knew? How long was it before he knew who Jack was? Because yeah, if, if that's it's a, a good sh- question. If it's a short amount of time, then it's like okay. Well, he was just waiting to see, and maybe that's maybe that was the whole thing with the maybe that's why Henry. Uh, ooh, I just called him Henry. Maybe oh, that's no. why. Yeah, because I'm. This is why I call him Henry. Maybe that's why Ben infiltrated the hatch, you know, the swan hatch, as Henry, because he was trying to get to know who Jack was. Um, yeah, see, like, I, I got that sense, too. Do you think Ethan knew Jack? Do you think Ethan knew who Jack was? Do you think that's a safe? I think, yeah. I think Ethan's time there, he pretty much, you know, because, I mean, I think, you know, being around those people, you get to know who's who and who's, you know, field is what, so... Yeah, I think he had a good sense that at least since Jack was such a prominent member of the group, yeah, that he, was, he was pretty much a leader in the early days. Yeah, and I think uh, so. That means they could have known about Jack as early as episode ten of season one. Yeah, which is really early. <laughs> yeah, 
so, you know, so even that's problematic. Why didn't he... <laughs> they went for Walt, they went for Claire's baby. Uh, Jack, eh. <laughs> Nothing about Jack until the very end of season two. You know, they had him uh, in the hunting party. Uh, he was right there. No, didn't bother with him. Uh, you, know. Um, you know, it sort of makes me think that the writers didn't create this tumor thing until later. Yeah, it, it makes me think that too. That's that's the thing. I was going to say either they kidnapped Jack Hayden Sawyer for some other reason and then sort of changed plans <laughs> midstream and said, well, we'll do this instead. Or, uh, yeah, there's just a writing problem. Yeah, there's there's something going on there. And I mean, is there any other re- is there a better reason you can think of why? Because I mean, the reason the reason that Tom gives is the you know the failsafe went off. Any is there a more plausible reason why he wouldn't have gone to um, get help earlier? See, I thought that the others. I figured it, it was they they they. You know, they only have contact with the outside world to the extent that they need to to survive. That you know, to get the things they need to live comfortably. Yeah. But I got the sense that they're this they're this insulated community that doesn't really want outside influence and they don't want to venture out into the outside world. Like I, I got the mm-hmm. sense that he wouldn't want to leave. That was what I was thinking. That he just would want to stay there. Yeah. And maybe that is the reason, and Tom doesn't want to say that. I don't know. You know, maybe he's just wrong. In which case, you know, it's not such a big deal. You know, maybe well, maybe, yeah, and maybe the whole point of, of Tom's sentence was the fact, was just reiterating the fact that things changed for them after the failsafe went off. Yeah, and I mean, he, he, had, he had a line already uh and every man for himself about the comms being down after the sky turned purple. Yeah, yeah, I read that a little while ago. Yeah, that they're they're blind, uh, uh, which I thought was also interesting, because being blind seems like it's different from not being able to communicate. Uh, seems like they they have some kind of way to watch certain things that's been messed up. Yeah. When you say blind, you know, so. Anyway, uh, yeah, you might be right. It's emphasizing that point, and uh, and it's not really the real. You know, Ben maybe has his own reasons for not doing that. Yeah, it's the whole thing of why they wanted Jack, and then you know, alternately, why they wanted Kate and Sawyer. I, you know, I wish they would tell us and get it over with. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to get that. You know, obviously they they don't seem too concerned about the. Uh, the building anymore. Like, it'd be great, like, if Juliet knew, sending them off. Oh, you know, they wanted you for blah, blah, reason. I know it sounds weird and be out of nowhere, but it'd be nice to, to hear something. Yeah, or, or maybe something weird like, you know, now that you're leaving, you know, they'll never finish that project they're building, and they won't forget that. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, what about that nonsense? Yeah. I, <clears throat> oh, man. Oof. Yeah, I mean, it really was only, like, technically, like, yesterday when they were building that, but it seems like it was a long time ago. It does. It was months ago, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's a weird thing. It's it's hard to keep this timeline straight. I, I'm still shocked. It's like it's it, 2004. You know, they don't get to move ahead very much in time. Yeah, man, they haven't seen the new iPhone. Like, <laughs> man, they don't know what's going on. All the new oh, movies God. that that's came out. That's surely the best thing to have come out in the last. Uh, you know what? Or so. Besides the PS3 and Xbox 360 and the Wii, uh, what else you got, man? Wow, video game, video game, video game, and then phone slash multimedia device. Yeah. Hey, what else do you want? Interesting. I think that says something about modern times, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> yes, that's for our modern times podcast. <laughs> the criticism of... <laughs> uh, Pros and cons mm. regarding. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> okay. So I think I think we've addressed this sufficiently. Oh, oh I, I've got one more thing. <laughs> now that Excellent. we're done, I've got one more thing. Um, Tom says, since the sky turned purple. Um, now, I thought that was interesting, because that <laughs> sort of implies that he doesn't know why the sky turned purple. You're right. You know, it's, he didn't say, "Oh, since the failsafe was activated," <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So to me, that that means that either the to me that means that Ben also doesn't know why the sky turned purple, or he didn't tell Tom why the sky turned purple. If Ben knows about the failsafe, now see, this is related to another question that I wanted to ask later or earlier and forgot that. But how? It, so the question is. Um, <laughs> Thank you. How much do the others know? If if this Middleos is continuing in the footsteps of Dharma, like you suggested, how much do they know about what Dharma was doing? You know, do they do they know about the the hatch and the button? And they all know that? about as much as Dharma was doing as they know about as much as Dharma was doing. You like that answer? That's my that ch- was that's my ch- that's my woodchuck answer. <laughs> How much Chuck could a woodchuck chuck? Well, Middleos would know as much as Middleos would know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think... I mean, I don't think Middleos is... uh, That's the thing. I don't really think that, that they are... I did imply that, didn't I? Or said that specifically. But I don't really think that they are sort of... I don't know. I, I can't really reconcile what's going on with it. Because I think the people in the others camp, I feel like those are Dharma people. I feel like those are people from the Dharma utopian society, largely. Now, I think there's some other people like uh, like maybe Ethan and Juliet who were conscripted, you know, to join up, maybe through alternative, you know, things. Maybe, you know, maybe for each person that they try to get, they have some made-up company that, you know, facilitates their interest, you know, like if Ethan was, you know, good at, I mean, obviously Ethan's medicine too, Yeah. Uh, I don't know what his specialty is, besides kidnapping women, but uh, it's a hard, that's a hard specialty in medical school. Um, so anyway, I don't know, my point was that maybe, you know, maybe Gathering they make up, firewood. Yeah, maybe they, <laughs> looking evil, <laughs> maybe they make up, um, Spontaneous generation and degeneration of scars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zombieism. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm done. Are you done? Yes. Okay. 
Maybe they make he up. He was good, though. <laughs> Ethan has a lot of specialties. He did. He was very smart. Um, maybe they make up, you know, fake company fronts for, um, you know, for whatever person they're trying to get. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe when they got when they when they got Kelvin, you know, they did something, you know, because he was whatever. And whoa, you think Kelvin was recruited in the same way? I don't, but I don't necessarily not think that. Because he referred to the people who Ethan and Julietta are residing with as hostiles. And so, and he referred to himself as being a part of Dharma. Yeah, no, I think, I think Kelvin joined Dharma, you know, like one so I, joins the Peace Corps. Yeah, I guess I see Kelvin as being a, a different case. I feel like he was, I feel like he was the one of the last you know, uh, um, participants in, in sort of the original plan. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I don't, okay, I definitely don't think he was, he was, uh, they got him the same way, but I think they got him nonetheless. (laughs) How did they get, they got him. They got him. (laughs) Oh, that, oh, that's, that reminds me of, uh, the next scene. (laughs) Oh, make fun of that later um i don't know i don't know the middle i gotta i gotta think some more about this middle middle lows thing i keep wanting to say middle work are you yeah well that's a that's a thing from the lost experience yeah but uh um are you so are you are you, is your thinking that a relatively small percentage of the others has been recruited in the fashion of of juliet and, and possibly ethan I yes. Now I I think maybe 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 Juliet could be sort of the only one, but I, I think it makes more sense that they sort of recruited a couple more for whatever reasons. Um, but I don't know. I I I'm I firm on the majority of the others being Dharma ex Dharma participants. You know, right. from the Utopian thing. To me, that makes sense. See, I'm glad you say that because that was my theory that I thought was destroyed by this episode, having the, having them sort of being recruited, and I got the impression <laughs> that it was that it was sort of more even, like m- a lot of recruits and maybe a few like Ben who are sort of originals. Yeah. Now, because like, where where do you think Ethan fits in? Like, he he's you think he was an original other from the island and he sort of came to recruit. Or do you think he sort of joined up and then went to the island? Well, what does an original other from the island really mean? Because, I mean, at some point he has to come from America, so... Well, an original other would be would be, would be be born there. I don't think he was born there. Okay. I don't think he was born there. Now, I, I do want to say, as, as firm as I am about the, the majority of the others being Dharma people, I think it's just as likely uh, that they're not, and that... Um, that maybe Dharma, you know, created that uh, that camp, the Utopian camp, you know, for their own people, and then they died out or whatever happened, and then Middlework came and took over and settled there. Okay. So I want to throw that theory out there that maybe maybe Middlework, oh, uh, maybe those are Middlework people that we saw. Oh, I'm sorry, Middlelose people. <laughs> yeah, I was working it. Uh, Middlelose people. I was like, what are you saying? I, I, mer, mer. You get get it wrong once and I let it go. Get it wrong three times in a row. I have to start saying something. Nice. 
It's it becomes a consistent, you know. Era. No, yeah, no. Please, thank you. Um, so I don't know. I, my hands are up in the air uh, about what's going on with that. I need some time to think. I need some, I need more evidence to figure out what's going on. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, but just just the idea that the others recruit people from the real world goes against what I thought they were. Um, I agree, but I think I think maybe you can gel that with the idea that they don't they weren't always like that, and maybe they got desperate. I mean, obviously, if if they can't have kids or or something like yeah, what's going on that we think you know that we think is going on is going on, then they get desperate and they have to sort of change their 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 usual modus operandi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. I guess I don't have to completely abandon my theory. That's nice. I was a little sad about that. <laughs> well, good. Um, so, okay, back to my, my little question. Do you think oh. Ben knew that the sky turning purple had a connection to the failsafe? I do. So you think Ben knows there's a failsafe? Um... Yeah. Oh. Mm, not necessarily. <laughs> I'm, I'm think, leaning towards not. I think he. I think he knew. I. I feel like he knew that had something to do with the swan hatch and the button. I guess I. I want to go that far. Did he know that there was a failsafe? I don't necessarily think so. Okay. But I feel like he. He had an idea of what was going on. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I would sort of, if I was him, assume at least, at least in terms of the general area from where the sort of explosion or implosion came from. Please. Um, but um, you know, you can sort of tell what's going on, but because uh, you know, people have said, I think we said, you know, we pointed out that he's got that look on his face at the end of that episode when he sees it, sort of like, oh, it was only a matter of time, you know, right. or whatever. But maybe and, it was, and the actor himself. Uh, when he was interviewed, said that that's that's pretty much what he was going for. Mm-hmm. Was you know I I saw that coming. Yeah. Which which is like how can you see it coming if you don't know about the failsafe? It doesn't even make sense. The whole thing is problematic. He he. Oh, we've we've gone over this a million times. But yeah. He, he pushed the button and said he didn't and tried to get lied not to do it and then. Yeah, and then it happened, and then that messed up their shit. And it's like, well, why did you? But whatever. Um, I don't know yeah. what he was doing. It here's, doesn't make any sense. Here's the question: If he did know, if he didn't know about the failsafe, right? Okay. Then that, then that, does that that should also mean that he knew what it would do, right? If it was used. If he knew about the failsafe, would he know what it did? Uh, yeah, maybe. My point. I don't is, know though. Like, like Kelvin knew about the failsafe, but I'm not sure if he knew specifically what it would do. I feel like he he knew in a general way what it would do. You know, okay. like how specifically do you mean? Well, I meant like causing the sky to turn purple and and maybe releasing all the magnetic energy in the in the on the island. Um. My point is that yeah, if he if he didn't if he knew what the failsafe was capable of and had a vested interest in it, 
then you think he would want to stop it. You know, like if he needed the mag, if that magnetic energy is needed on the island and it protects the island or whatever it's doing, and if the others are invested in that, you think he would want to stop them from doing that if he knew about it. Yeah. If he cared, which it didn't sort of seem like he cared. <laughs> it actually seemed like he actively wanted the opposite. He wanted them to keep pressing the button and it not to be destroyed. No, he oh. wanted them to not press the button and, and for it to be destroyed. Yes, yes. Okay, why though? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I don't know what he was doing with those suggestions. Like, if... Okay, if he doesn't know, why would he do that? If he does know, why would he do that? The answer to both questions is 23. (laughs) 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 All right. Like, it seems like either way, he shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if he knows about the fail-save... Okay, say, for instance, he knows about the fail-save, he knows, okay... If they don't push the button... Well, here's... Okay. Before I ask this question, do you think... Okay. Does does not pushing the button... Okay, obviously not pushing the button doesn't do the same thing as turning on the failsafe, right? Right. Okay. So I was trying to think, like, if he tells them not to press the button, then the hatch gets destroyed and potentially the whole island, potentially the whole world. Mm -hmm. Which, if he believed that... Why would he tell them not to press the button? It would be extremely foolish. Okay. So obviously that's either not true or he he doesn't believe that. Yeah. Okay. And then then the corollary to that would be maybe he believes that uh, they don't press the button and then things will escalate and it seems like they're all going to die and then someone will hopefully turn on the failsafe, which is maybe what he really wanted. But do you think he can... I mean... Now, yes, exactly. Can he count on someone doing the failsafe? I don't know. Do you even think any of these people know about the failsafe? Well, they he knew. No he knew. I think he probably could could guess that uh, Desmond knows. You think he even knows about Desmond? Oh, Ben knows about everything. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm not clear on how much how much he knew about any of that stuff that was going on, as far as Desmond and Kelvin and Bitsinski and. You know, I feel like I mean I feel like you know they were Desmond, uh, Kelvin, and Rosinski were definitely on the island at the same time as Ben, right? Yeah. Okay, and if and if Kelvin and Rosinski are calling the others hostiles, then they sort of know about each other. So Ben, you know, Ben's gonna know about Kelvin and Rosinski at least you know in a general level. They're gonna know that there's these two guys out there in this bunker and they're causing havoc for us. Blah yeah. blah blah. And I think they're going to be interested in, in knowing what's going on in the hatch, you know. Yeah. Unless, of course, they're sort of Dharma people to a certain degree and they already That's know what's going thing. on. That's the thing. If they know, then what are they doing just leaving them there? Yeah, that's the thing. We talked about that before. It's like, okay, if, if, if Ben, you know, in terms of Ben coming into the hatch as Henry, it's like, if he knows that they have to press the button... Why and and that the present button's important, then why leave that up to these people who might stop pressing it? And, and not only leaving it up to them, but really trying to get them not to. Do and it. trying to get them to not not to do it, um, which which makes it seems like he he doesn't want them to do it. Um, so maybe he doesn't believe it's going to destroy the world. Maybe he just believes it's going to destroy the hatch, and 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 maybe he thinks it'll destroy the hatch, and release the energy. 
And so later, when the energy is released and the hatch is destroyed, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. he's like, well, that's what I wanted in the first place. That's what I wanted. I wanted the energy to be released. Yeah. And and maybe he didn't know about the failsafe. Maybe he was like, the only way to release the energy is for the button not to be pressed. Uh, do, you, do you think it's possible that the failsafe was just sort of an accelerated, safe version of what would have happened if they didn't press the button? Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, that seems plausible. I mean, it seems, it seems like the not pressing the button was, was, was a buildup of the energy. Um, and maybe the energy, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe the energy would have been released at some point after the build, like it would have just built up for, for however many minutes or hours or whatever and then but in that meantime building up it would have destroyed things and then eventually it would have released the energy but the failsafe basically caused it to release immediately and sort of minimize the destruction I, I can buy that yeah I guess that's what I was thinking you know that's why once the failsafe goes off you know there's no need to press a button anymore like yeah well, there's no hatch there. what there's oh no yeah well <laughs> Yeah, but that's the weird thing. Like, did they... Oh, never mind. The, the hatch imploded. Let's not talk about that. Okay, the hatch imploded. Let's move on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. So easy. Man. I'm no writer, but I would never think I could get away with that. You know what? You couldn't. <laughs> and they don't. But, After uh, a season about that bullshit, and then, well, imploded. <laughs> <laughs> well, Desmond, looks like someone took your clothes. Yeah, I think they tried to uh, they tried to get us uh, get our mind off the implosion with a naked Desmond running around. Yeah, yeah. Implosion? What? What? Naked Desmond? <laughs> oh, almost worked. Hey, I bought it. So let's go back to the episode. Um, okay. Body body blue. Maybe Ben knows about the failsafe. Maybe he does it. Maybe he knows that the the purple sky uh, was caused by the failsafe specifically. Maybe he doesn't. Okay. If he doesn't know, then what was he doing trying to get him not to... Do you think he just thought... (laughs) Do you think he actually maybe thought that it didn't do anything? Maybe he knew he was going to die and just wanted to see if it did anything. I don't buy that, but... Oh, maybe maybe he was completely without hope. He thought, well, I'm stuck here, and I'm dying anyway. Well, but he's not stuck there. Why isn't he stuck there? Because they, the, uh, <clears throat> they can get off the island at this point. No, I meant, I meant stuck there in terms of being locked in the armor. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. You know, because that was the point at which he was doing all this nonsense. So, you know, maybe at that point he really thought... Uh, nothing I can do. I'm, you know, I'm stuck here. I got cancer. I'm gonna die. Uh, I've been curious about this whole business, so uh, let's see what happens. Well, and I, I guess, I guess, I like but... the idea that that he has cancer because you know that sort of that sort of lends credibility why he would put himself in such a dangerous situation because he's like, well, what can they do? Kill me? I'm gonna die anyway. What do I have to lose? But the weird thing is, if he was really that curious, he had the chance to not press it during the lockdown and chose to press it. So, you know, I guess he wasn't that curious, or he didn't want to do it himself. Or maybe he, yeah, he didn't want to die in the implosion. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's not as cut and dry as I would like it to be. Yeah, like if he didn't want to press it, he could have not pressed it. I, whatever, fuck it. Season two. Ugh. Maybe maybe he didn't press it though because he ne- or maybe he pressed it because he he needed lock he needed Locke's trust. Okay, and that helped him <laughs> to be a better person inside. Okay, you know, I, God, I thought that was going to be so important. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, it's going right. to come down to him having to protect Locke or whatever. No, no, Michael shoots and then he's gone and that's it. Yeah, but but Nothing don't forget, um, you know, I think Locke and Ben aren't through. Oh, I agree. They can't be. I mean, that, that line, I was coming for you, Locke, like, I don't buy that, but I think there's some bit of truth in there. I think, I think they were, I think they were the, the closest, I don't know, if that makes any sense. He he took the most interest in Locke. Was he Locke's only friend? Yes. <laughs> or Ben or Locke was Ben's only friend? The closest thing he had to Locke. Nice. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> um, okay. Can we go back to the episode? Oh, can I mention one more cliche? Apparently. Uh, uh to go along with that is uh uh are you telling me this because of blah 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 or are you telling me this because of this other thing? Yeah. Like that's something they did that with Desmond and Locke and it didn't even make sense. Are you going after Echo <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Uh Rose is like, Oh, I'm gonna cook some beans and Bernard's like, Are you cooking beans because you're hungry? Or are you cooking beans because you wanna eat? <laughs> Bernard, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like one of them's supposed to be sinister, and then but uh, Juliet's sister does that in this episode. So anyway, yeah, no, no, I totally buy that. Okay, so back to the episode. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> God, I'm trying to read my notes and so uh, easy to wander off. God. At least we were talking about Lost. We were definitely talking about Lost. But uh, that's the thing. This episode is expansive. It's it's hard to it's hard to not talk about past episodes. Yeah, I hear like fifteen other podcasters out there. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do it every week if it's not that hard? Uh huh. How does everybody else do it every week? Um, okay, so the next uh, scene is um, uh, skate. And Alex, um, trying to escape, they find the boat, um, and then, then we find out that Alex is Ben's daughter, um... For the second time. Oh, for the second time, sorry, I just meant, they mentioned it again. Yeah. because uh, he says, you know, you know, they won't, if, what did she say? Something about Carl living. Uh, you know... Oh, oh the, I wrote the Carl's. line down. Okay. We both know your father. And the only way he'll let Carl live is if you're here when he wakes up. <laughs> yeah, what a weird line. I couldn't. I, I don't even know what to make of that. And that's it's it's so weird to me. I you know if, we, we know your father. He's he's completely insane, and he he's gonna let Carl live as long as you're here. But if you weren't here, then he'd kill Carl because. You, don't you know, know what's funny is the transcript doesn't even have that scene. It stops what? at a, it stops at a certain point. Uh, oh, or is it? Oh no, I'm just kidding. Maybe it should be. Oh, sorry, just kidding. Yeah, there it is. 
Okay. Uh, haha, jokes on you. Um, wow. If, uh, the writer in me tells me, <clears throat> that's the kind of line, like if I wrote that line, it's basically, you know what, uh, I can see them in the writer's room right now. Hey guys, you know what, uh, Alex is poised to escape here with her with her boyfriend and with, you know, Kate and Sawyer. What do we do? We need Alex to stay. Yeah, you're right. Alex needs to stay because of blah, 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 we got planned later. So what are we going to do? Well... We'll just have Juliet tell her the only way he'll let Carl live is if you're here when he wakes up. Uh, that's the kind of line to me that means basically they need Alex to stay plot-wise and they don't have a really good reason for her to stay that they can just tell us. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because that, that, that line is so off. It, it, it seems like some sort of contrivance to get her to stay. Now, here's, here's, here's my, my big question that I, that I was thinking all throughout sort of this whole thing with them, with their escaping. Um, what's to prevent the others from re-kidnapping Kate and Sawyer and, and Carl at this point? Like, once they get back to their island, why can't the others come and get them again if they really need them so badly? Or if they just want to kill them, they can just go kill uh, Kate and Sawyer. Um, Nothing. You know, this idea that... I, it, it seems like the writers... I mean, it's not it like... It just takes more effort. Yeah, it, it's not like it's the writer's fault, but I think, you know... And I was doing the same thing, you know. I think a lot of people watch the, the episode and, you know, the past couple episodes with them escaping and think, oh, once they'll escape, they'll be fine, you know. But it's like, that's not true. Like, the others have continued to, to sort of attack them all throughout the whole series. Yeah. And it's like, what? why would they stop now? I mean, just because they're, you know, you escaped, you know, and, and Ben almost died so you could escape? Like, now we're really going to get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, I guess we have to give up. Let's uh, let's go home and hang our heads in our failure. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, you know, I never understood all sorts of things. You know, when they, when, I don't know, should I even bring this up? Definitely. When they sent Michael to go rescue um, Ben, they, he specifically said, Michael said to Miss Clue, if you want him back, why don't you go get him back? Mm-hmm. And she says, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Because we don't and wanna. That's, like, first of all, classic Miss Clue. <laughs> classic Miss Clue. Classic Clue. It's classic Clue. Second of all, you know, What? <laughs> You can do all this other shit and you can't manage that? Like I don't I don't understand why that's so hard. Um and and it almost seems like they are defeated by this. Um but I, I don't I don't understand why. They've kidnapped people from the camp before. Yeah, so maybe it's like the only way they could get Caden Sawyer back is if someone else they, they, they convince someone else to, to get them in a trap. Yeah. I guess. I mean, Ethan was there in the camp, and he himself took uh, Charlie and Claire, you know. Yeah. Uh, if he can do it, why can't someone else do it? Oh, Ethan's special. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention, I guess I'll, I'll bring it up now since we're talking about Alex and the whole Ben thing, sort of, uh, in the scene. Um, do you think that... What do you think about Ben being Alex's father? I think uh, that, first of all, it's not 
literally true. I don't think he's her biological father. I think she was, you know, kidnapped when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she doesn't... I don't think she knows what her origins were. And I think... Her French origins? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I think her real father is Robert. Okay. And uh, 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 Ben has sort of, I guess, raised her or acted as her father. And that's all she knows. I don't think she has any way of knowing who her father is. And, and everyone, whoever knows about this, I mean, this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people like Juliet, for instance, wasn't there when Alex was kidnapped. Yeah. So she might um, not even... Uh, liberated, please. She might. <laughs> <laughs> Kidnapping Excuse is such me. an ugly word. Excuse me. <laughs> it's all about um, perspective. So Juliet might actually li- really not know that Alex is not actually Ben's, you know, daughter. Yeah. And there might be a lot of other others in that same position where they actually think he really is, uh, you know, her. But then that makes me wonder who's supposed to be the mother in this situation. Now, good question. Now, can I pose a, a crackpot theory? Okay. Alright, crackpot theory time with Claude. Oh, man. <laughs> if you if your crackpot theory is what I think it is, I I can't wait. Oh, uh, I don't know what you think it is, but here's my crackpot theory. What if Robert is Ben? Yep, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. And and here here's a couple ways that Robert could be Ben. Okay. Okay, first of all, name wise, you know, Robert could be Ben's middle name. Or Ben could be <laughs> Our Robert could be Ben's first name, and Ben's middle name is is Ben. <laughs> or, is he right about his last name too, Linus? Uh, who knows? Uh, that's not part of my theory. <laughs> <laughs> my theory, the, the scope of my theory, does not uh, include that. Um, okay, now I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, okay, how could Ben be be Russo's, <laughs> not Russo's dad, but Alex's dad? Because uh, Russo's dad would be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, I was thinking maybe, maybe, and I call this a crackpot theory because I don't really believe it. So, but maybe Ben was part of the the, the research team uh, yeah. that got they got them there, and uh, you know, that's all you need for that part of the theory. That you know they had a baby and blah blah blah. Now she claims that she killed Robert. Uh, maybe she shot him and thought she killed him and, and didn't, and you know. And then he went off. I mean, she went off into the jungle, and he whatever, and you know, got you know involved in whatever he's involved in with the others. Blah blah blah. Long sad story. And he may not even know that Rousseau's alive. Now, that's one crackpot theory that uh, how Ben. Oh, he be. knows Rousseau's alive. They've seen each other. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> they did see each other. And you know, if that's uh, if that's Alex's dad, bitch is gonna say something about that. <laughs> You know, that pokes all kinds of holes in my theory. And he ought to say something, too. Like, I, totally hey. forgot they, I totally forgot they met. Yeah, they totally met, and she really didn't care enough, if that's who that is. Like, she like, didn't even ask about Alex. That'd be funny if, 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 he's like, if she's like, and don't believe him, he'll lie. Just like he lied when he said he was dead, but he really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I shot him, and he said he was dead, but he wasn't. Don't believe him. I'm leaving now. 
Okay, well, I'm going to give up on that cockfight. I forgot they met. Them meeting and not saying anything really doesn't add up to my... uh, See, that's exactly... I had the same thoughts. I was trying to make it work, and then the forums brought up that scene, and I'm like, man, that scene doesn't even... (laughs) If that's where they were going with that, they should have known, and they really... That scene fails on every level if that's what's going on. Unless Russo forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Like maybe they brainwashed her, and Ben forgot too. Oh, he didn't want to mention it. Oh, he didn't want to. It mention wasn't. It, it wasn't the right time. He was in a net. <laughs> I mean, that's just wow. Now, what I what I want to say about your theory, although I definitely think it's not true, is it would at least sort of go along with my crackpot theory that the that the the science team being sick was them sort of joining the others. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had that crackpot theory, and yeah. it would sort of go along with that. Yeah. If that's what, you know, Robert or Ben did. Um, so I like that part of it. Um, what if they brainwashed Rousseau to make okay. her forget? Here we go. Not forget that she had a baby taken, but forget about <laughs> who took the baby. <laughs> uh-huh. No, 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 no. Scratch that. I'll scratch that. How about this? What if Ben had plastic surgery? All right. So All he doesn't right. look the same. Sure. Why do you have plastic surgery? Well. <laughs> but you know what? If they wanted to make it go through, they could. They could. If they... If they when if I was they a boy, that... I was diagnosed with a rare face disease. But you know... And then I got plastic surgery after I had Alex, and it <laughs> changed my face. <laughs> Alright, I shouldn't um, be a writer, because that's what I come up with. But you know... Uh, what I think they're going for with this is, you know, and, and even Sawyer has a line where I feel like it's the audience or, or something, you know. I think Ben had, like, the same line in the last episode where he says, oh, boss's daughter, huh? Didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was really bad. It's like, yeah, it's just, you know... Ben said, like, the same thing about Kate and Sawyer. It's one of these things they throw in there to... And they they said it they've said it about other stuff too where they just sort of have characters react the way they think the audience should maybe. Yeah. But but I feel like what they're going for with this is uh, a reveal that Ben isn't her father and that she was kidnapped and she'll meet Rousseau eventually and Yeah. I, I feel like yeah. that's where they're heading with this. It's pretty crappy though cuz most of us already assume that, but I guess I guess a lot of the casual fans don't sort of have and make that connection. And and I think I think yeah the, the I think they like that kind of drama that kind of cheesy drama. Yeah, and I I mean it's weird. I think if they really wanted to if they really wanted to make you know this sort of red herring about Alex being Rousseau's daughter, they could have given her a different name or or you know changed the name to it to a different degree you know a nickname or something else or. Or Ben gave her a new a new name, didn't use her original name. Yeah, I mean we, it's odd enough that they kept. Yeah, her we talked about that. How did how would the others know what Rousseau was going to call the baby? You know, and all that. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, you yeah. Know. Like and before it, we take the baby, what's the baby's name? Yeah, exactly. We'll take him and we'll use your name just to be nice. But and that was the other thing. The first thing they did with I mean Alex has been the subject of like. The, the flip-flop for a long time. I mean, the first big thing was, you know, when they said, you know, Russo said she lost her baby Alex, and you always you thought it was a boy, 
And yeah. then you find out, oh no, it was a girl. You know. Yeah. And so they they've been doing that whole thing for a while about just in terms of Alex and changing up stuff, but. Um, yeah, that was the whole thing. And it, and in maternity leave, there was a scene between Rousseau and Claire where it it certainly seems like Claire realizes that that it was it was Rousseau's daughter that rescued her, mm-hmm. and Rousseau sort of realizes that her daughter's still alive. Yeah, but she doesn't seem to care too much. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no, she she. She has an emotional scene, you know, there, um, you know, and, and and Claire pities her for a few seconds before going back to her usual uh, bullshit. And so I think Claire sort of is maybe the only person who understands who Alex is. Well, um, you know, the other thing about that, I have a question that hopefully I'll remember to come back to, but... Um, the other thing about Alex is that, you know, Kate saw Alex, you know, sort of first, well, not first, but, uh, you know, during the hunting party when she was kid. well, it wasn't during that episode, but during that time when she was uh, yeah kidnapped. Oh, no, was it, or was it, no, it was, uh, wait, 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 now I'm confused about what happened. It was Michael, right? Who was, who was Alex with? Was it Michael and Kate? Oh, oh, oh. Michael, uh, yeah. Somebody no. was blindfolded. Kate was blindfolded. Yeah, yeah. Alex talked to Michael. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but Kate was there. But Kate was blindfolded, right? Yeah, she had a bag so of she didn't. Hand. So she didn't see Alex. She didn't see Alex. Okay. Now, she might have qu- heard her. I recognize that voice. You were in the jungle, weren't you? Um, my other question related to Rousseau is, um, don't you think that Rousseau would have seen the mini island by now? And said, yeah. you know, something, you know, possibly said, hey, you know what, there's a mini island, and, uh, you know, I've searched this whole island for my daughter. But you know, know what? Shouldn't she have found the other's village by now? Well, who's like, to say she didn't? If she found it, what... Oh, I mean, boy. what is she going to do if she finds it? I mean, she's only got one gun. She's one person, one gun. I mean... That's not enough against Ethan. Yeah. No, I understand, but, like, your daughter's there, like, I feel like, I feel like if she went there, I guess maybe she doesn't have the humility, or I don't know what the word is, for her to do this. Cajones? But, but, uh, that's not even the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like letting go of her anger to walk into the village and say, you know, you guys took my baby, you mind if I meet her? Like, you think they'd turn her down? Like, I, I don't think they would. Well, maybe maybe she didn't know that her daughter was alive until, you know, the, the maternity leave incident. And so then I would say after that point, maybe that's when she should have tried to, you know, if she had found the, the others camp before, go find it again and then say, you know, but... I don't but know. But, like, in the initial stages, like, I guess it depends on how early she found the village. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, it seems like, I don't know, if she found the village and that's their home base, you know, that's a place to stake out. Yeah, maybe she never found it. I mean, it is a big island, and they're sort of nestled right there. And, I mean, she's been on the island for, like, 16 years, but at a certain point, you know, you're not just going to, like, you know, sort of explore the entire island. You know, you you know, I think... 
I think logically you'd explore a large portion of it, but then you know you don't want to leave whatever your home base is too often, you know, yeah. because the further out you go, the harder it is to sort of well. I guess you can camp anywhere, but I mean, she had those maps and stuff, which made it seem like she had sort of covered. Most well, she of the definitely island. she definitely covered the you know the the beach area. You know, she mapped out the beaches and the shape of the island. And, but and I, the interior is different. I think it shows other islands on her maps. You're right; it does show other islands on her maps. So maybe she does know about the island. Then. How come everyone was so surprised when the separate island came out? I do remember another island on her map. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, some people weren't. There, there, there yeah, was speculation so. about other islands for a while. Well, those people deserve a medal. <laughs> they certainly think so. <laughs> I agree. Okay, well... Um, anyway... Alex, Ben, Rousseau, a happy family if they ever reunite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Like, if she knew Ben was raising her daughter, God, she was way off just handing him off. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. What if Ben doesn't even know where, where Alex came from? I mean, Ben might not necessarily be responsible for Alex's, Alex's kidnapping. Uh, yeah, that's true. He would have been... Sort of young. Sort of. Uh, well, let me think. Kind of young. He should have been what is he, almost... He's like 45, almost 50? Yeah, okay. I guess he would have been like 30. Yeah. I was thinking he was 40, and then that messed everything up. Yeah, that messed it all up. Because then I was like, well, that means he's 24, and that means he's... And then I decided he was only, like... Ten years older than Alex, but never mind. That didn't <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That really <laughs> Wait, if he was twenty-four when Alex was born, and she's sixteen now, that means he's only ten years older than her now. <laughs> wow, that's really bad logic, man. That's yeah, really bad. I uh, oh. <laughs> I made a slight error. <laughs> slight. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to carry the one. Okay, so the next scene is we're back at the beach. And uh, Alex has to stay behind. And then my question is, what's Ben's beef with Carl? And we sort of talked about that a little, little bit. Yeah, I mean, presumably his beef with Carl is whatever he did that got him locked up and put in that room. Why is the blame all on Carl? Maybe Carl didn't do anything. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why is it all on Carl and none on Alex? Yeah. You know, it seems like Alex is has been actively messing up their plan. <laughs> Alex Rousseau. Yeah. <laughs> fucking up others' plans since, since uh, 1982. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, like she, you know, she helped Claire escape. Yep. And she uh uh also uh has now uh helped uh, uh Kane Sawyer escape twice. She uh twice. Very good, very good. She, uh, you know, showed up and knocked him around a little bit. She also... Hits people with rocks in the head. She also um, uh, asked about Claire and sort of refused to help bring Kate out in the uh, hunting party episode, although it wasn't actually in the hunting party episode when they showed it. It was in that other episode. It was in Three Minutes, which was Michael's flashback. But uh, anyway, we see that she sort of refuses to uh, help out with that situation. 
Um, so I get the impression she's, you know, actively messing up their plans. She's obviously very mischievous, and they know it. No, they know um, it, yeah. Whatever Carl did, is it is it worse than letting Claire go? I mean, well, maybe they don't know that she did that. Yeah, I think I think Alex is getting away, and I think they're sort of sort of trying to tell us that she's getting away with all of this because she's Ben's daughter. Yeah, that's the thing. I get the impression it's it's almost similar to Pickett saying, you know, I'm going to kill Sawyer because Son killed Colleen. Mm-hmm. Like just because I hate Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, and you know I you know. And Ben needs Jack and, you know, whatever. And, and Ben's like, well, Alex, you know, I care about Alex, but I, I don't care about Carl. And maybe I don't like Carl. Yeah. So, you know, he can take the blame. Because <laughs> I get the impression that he is, uh, you know, he's with Alex in terms of not liking the other's actions. Yeah. Um, and so, but it just, I... Maybe he really did something, though. Maybe he yeah. he did some specific thing. Well, yeah. I wonder why why Carl and Alex are against what the others are doing. You know, they they you know, and it's like, when did this happen? You know, because if Alex was raised, you know, was obviously sort of raised by the others, you think she would just sort of naturally go along with whatever they're doing. But for whatever reason, she's just is like, you know, this is wrong. They lie. They blah blah blah. And maybe the maybe the crux of that is you know they crossed the line when they started messing with Carl I guess that that's when she saw that things were wrong when you know her boyfriend one of their own got in trouble and she saw how they were treating him so she you think it was that long ago that that happened what long ago because I mean she's been like I said she's been messing around with him as early as you know. Let's say approximately episode fifteen of season one. <laughs> that was her first action that we know of in terms of actively going against the others. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Carl could have been screwing up stuff back then. That's what I'm wondering. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's Carl's stuff has been more recent, but I get the impression she just developed her own moral conscience. And what? <laughs> Kids should never do that. And 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 wasn't able to, wasn't able to buy whatever line they give about the greater good. She couldn't uh, <laughs> justify those those actions. Someone needs to watch a video again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It seems like Alex is in need of the video. Yeah, from their perspective, you know, like. Why not throw Alex in there? She, you know, she obviously needs a little mental readjustment. <laughs> yeah, she needs a little booster shot of uh, brainwashing. Um, I, I did want to mention quickly that you know the whole thing about the maternity leave um, when you know Claire's was kidnapped and uh, and they were gonna they were gonna take the baby and you see the the room the surgery room there's all these medical people. Um, I did want to say I <laughs> know bring up that old dead horse um i did want to say that that it could be uh that this episode lends credence to the fact that you know those people in there weren't just sort of pretending they were really yeah. real medical professions because um you're right dr alpert said you know you'll get your own team of, of medical professionals basically is what he said yeah. so presumably wherever juliet was going there was going to be a team and she ended up on the island so the team was probably those people so right right 
Now, where those people are now is a good question. It is a very good question. When Ben desperately needs them. Yeah, exactly. Not not one of them is a surgeon capable enough to at least attempt this surgery. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit. But let's say they are all fertility experts. <laughs> okay. Just I'm just gonna throw that out there. Let's say that's who they recruited exclusively. Okay, I have another theory, but say your theory. In which case, they'll all be about as helpful as Juliet. Okay, okay. But in Claire's case, they knew what to do. Well, you definitely need an OBG uh, to uh, to deliver the baby uh, and stuff like that. But so, yeah. Um, do you think Juliet could deliver? I guess she could deliver a baby. That's, that's uh, medical school 101, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think she could. I mean, it, fertility it is definitely different. Do. I mean, it's uh, doing C-sections and delivering babies I think is 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 different than being a fertility person, but um but Kate I, I delivered a baby. Yeah, didn't she? Oh, yeah, but she went to medical school. She didn't tell me. Just have to yet. breathe, Claire. Just breathe. Oh, look at that. The baby popped right out. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> How come no one else tells people just to breathe? <laughs> Everyone else is like, hold your breath, hold your breath. <laughs> um, I, I had another theory. I was thinking maybe uh, maybe those people, uh, after, after the botched Claire abduction, uh, maybe, the, maybe Ben let those people leave the island, but, but he made Juliet stay. Yeah, okay. Because they're really not needed all the time. No. You know, and maybe they weren't even there for a while, and he brought them there. To do this and then, you know, let them leave or something, so. Possible. It's possible. <laughs> so, uh, bloody bloody blue. Where are we? We're, okay, we're back in the room. Jack panics. He, you know, blah, blah, blah. He cuts something. Who cares? So we go, oh, no, we already went past the scene. Sorry. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're at the beach. We're and that. Yeah, okay, so now, sorry, we're back in the room again. <laughs> it's all about this surgery room. And uh, Kate tells Jack the story, you know, the mm. very sad, touching, poignant story of the uh, of Jack's uh, tentatively titled Count to Five. Just yeah. Count to Five. Uh, which he really doesn't do in the episode, but uh, I guess telling the, sto- the story made him count to five. Yeah, I think um, the story itself was inspirational. Maybe he did a mental one, but... Uh, I, I thought it was interesting how Kate said, you know, they're letting us go, and Jack says, who's letting you go? And Kate says, the blonde woman. And it's it's similar before how, you know, you sort of assume that everyone knows everyone's name by now. And, yeah. You know, you assume Kate knows who Juliet is, but she's just like, the blonde woman. Yeah. And I'm glad that they, that the writers are aware that Kate doesn't know who she is. Although Kate does, because she's a mole. But, uh... Oh, right, right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, now, here's a question. That's probably pretty obvious, but why was Jack so scared when he when he cut he accidentally screwed up Ben's surgery and he was really scared that Ben would die? Like I guess this goes back to my earlier thing about like is he is it really that important that Ben lives? Maybe I'm just heartless. I, I did have To whom? Two. You? No, what? To who are you saying to whom is it important that Ben live? To Jack? To Jack. I mean is it really that important? I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think he takes it as seriously as he does any of his surgical procedures. Mm-hmm. 
So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can understand being being sort of, you know, he wants to fix this guy, but like he was literally like scared. I mean, that was the whole point of the story was that he was literally scared. And you think in a situation like this, after all of his experience, that he wouldn't get scared when he makes a mistake, uh, but he did. So I, ju- I just I just thought it was strange that he actually got like, you know, not nervous or apprehensive, but he got like deeply scared that he wasn't going to be able to repair this thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he was sort of talking, having a nice little conversation, Mister <laughs> Badass. I'm gonna remove a tumor and have a conversation and talking a walkie-talkie and stitch up the kidney sack. But uh, uh, and then you know, then he cuts a what did he say, an artery, you know, and, and he's like, "Shit, I need to concentrate." Like, I think, <laughs> oops, I think, hey, I keep think my eyes open. But like, man, if I don't pay attention, I'm going to fuck this up. You know, I think he really, he takes, you know, great pride in what he does. And I think he feels like he really needs to concentrate. And, like, making air like that is probably, I guess, not a, not a trivial thing to deal with. And so I think it sort of put him, you know, on edge. And Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was, it was purely, it was concern for Ben, so much as sort of a general reaction to the situation. I love when he's like, he, uh, he's just like, I don't know what to call it, just like emphatic Jack, I don't know, but like, he's like, hand me the walkie, you want me to, hand me the walkie! <laughs> yeah. Hand it to me! Like, okay, Kate, tell me the story, you want me to, just tell me! <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing, it's like, it's like, if they don't immediately do it, just yell at them. Yeah, it, it's very dramatic, it makes the scenes more dramatic when he's like yelling stuff. Yeah, it does. You know? Hand me the scalpel. Yes. Okay, so you're going to hand me the scalpel. <laughs> Jack, I'll answer. Tell me where my friends are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's a signature thing. He's He loves that. He does love it. You know, you're not... The first word out of their mouth is not what you want. Yell at Yeah. Them. Actually, he doesn't want any words out of their mouth. He just wants them to do it. <laughs> Don't ask me about it. Just do it. Well, if he wants them to say something, then if they don't say it immediately, oh, exactly, yeah. time to yell. If he wants them to do something and they don't immediately do it, time to yell. Time to yell. So, and then Kate and Sawyer push off. They leave, and it's sad. And I, I also thought it was sort of weird how they, you know, she told them the story even though they weren't off the island. Because Juliet could have just shot them dead right there after, you know, after they told the story. After oh, she yeah. told the story. And it's like, why don't you tell the story when you're, like, a little bit out of the range of the gun? Yeah, but uh, hey, that's just me. So we do the. I flash- mean, Julia shot shot uh, Pickett. I mean, if if she was gonna shoot him, why would she even shoot Pickett? You know. Well, she needed. She needed. I mean, obviously, she wasn't gonna kill Kate Sawyer. But I'm saying, if she if she wanted to, then she killed. She she had to she had to kill Pickett because Pickett was gonna kill Kate Sawyer. She didn't want that to happen until Kate told the story, so that Ben could be safe. So she could get off the island. So oh, once okay. Kate tells the story, she could kill him right then because Jack cuts the walkie off anyway. Yeah. So she could have killed him right then, and you know, got them dead and Ben's alive and blah blah blah. So she could have, yeah. All right. But she's not evil. No. And Ben said to let him go, so that would be disobeying his order. Oh, right? she'd never do that. <laughs> which would put, which I think would put her in jeopardy at least to some extent, as far as her agreement. Yeah. Well, I guess. I guess. I guess Ben 
never never told Juliet not to kill him when he was on the operating table. So when she tried to do that, it wasn't breaking an agreement because they never specifically agreed to that. Uh, hey, Juliet, try not to kill me when I go under the knife, okay? Don't plot my death, all right? That never that conversation never happened, so so she can't be faulted. You know, you got a good point. So the next scene, we find uh, Juliet. She has to identify the body at the morgue. It's very sad, very sad indeed. Uh, Edmund was a noble scholar and a wise man, mean to his mother, but nice to his research assistants. Um, <laughs> he always gave them a helping hand when they needed it. You're, you're giving them a little, uh, uh, what's the word? Eulogy. Eulogy. Yeah. He was always there to help his research assistants when they needed uh, extra assistance in bed. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> everyone saw where I was going with that like 20 minutes ago. Okay. So anyway, Ethan and Dr. <laughs> in bed, you know. <laughs> you know when they would have sex? <laughs> you know the thing that they were doing together at night in the dark? Okay. Oh, you know what was weird? Uh, when Juliet snuck in, the lights were off, right? Yeah, and then they cut the lights on, and then she claimed she was doing research in the dark or whatever. And, so and then, it. as she leaves, they're like, can you turn the lights off? Like, you turn the lights on. Yeah, I think they only did that because he was rubbing it in her face. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was, I'm rubbing this in your face line. That's I like... See. Can you turn the lights off and then roll in that bed outside and then light some candles? And then Unwrap put on this condom. And then, yeah, put on some easy listening music and then set up a video camera and then you can leave. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, good point. Because it's like, we're obviously going to have sex, but let me just make it extremely clear. I gotta tell you, that's a weird place to have sex if they're whatever sex. we're gonna do. We don't need the lights on. Yeah, but but Edmund, we're gonna read. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go uh, over those documents. Shut up, you. <laughs> I thought we were gonna reorganize the filing system. Yeah, shut up, you. I'm trying to do something here. You see, <laughs> he turns into a '40s gangster. Shut up, say. <laughs> I don't like names. They talk too much. Quiet, you. All right. So, anyway, Ethan and Dr. Alpert come in right on cue. And Ethan looks so weird with the hair and the face. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He just looks weird. The hair and the face. Um... Uh, anyway, um, so he basically, you know, she's like, what? Oh, my my ex-husband's dead, and I said he get hit by a bus, and, and then he got hit by a bus, and I'm implying you had something to do with it, and he goes, oh, oh, you're obviously under distress, and, uh, and I don't even remember say, saying that. <laughs> and I, I love how, uh, the actor says that line, because it's, he says it both as, like, it comes off as a lie and the truth at the same time. Which I think is really hard to do, because yeah. um, it's like y- y- you don't believe him, but you do, and it's, I don't know. It's it's, it's somehow he some, the way he phrased it, or or the in, the inflection in his voice. I don't know, but he, the way he said it, I'm like, oh, 
He doesn't even remember, but it's like, oh, he remembers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you you have to remember, but the way you're saying it, I can almost believe you don't. Yeah, it's like it's like. Oh, I don't even remember you saying that, but I did write it down <laughs> for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. So, anyway, they know her sister's pregnant. They know pretty much everything about her life, you know, which, which you know, they... What did he say? They, they, uh... I forgot the line. Something about something. Let's find it. Oh, let's find it. Let's waste everyone's time while we look up the, uh... We're very thorough in our recruitment process. Yes, exactly. That, which, you know, shades of the others, and they're sort of, you know, looking up stuff about people. Yeah. It makes sense. So, obviously that means, though, that they really wanted her, they're really interested in her, and that they can't have, like, anyone else, um, apparently, so. Uh, anyway, I guess she goes to Portland because um, she ends up she has no reason not to go, and, uh... Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. You know, after this, you know, she obviously has suspicions that they had something to do with killing her ex-husband. The whole thing is pretty shady. Them showing up in the fucking room where she's identifying the body. Yeah. And, uh... And she agrees to go? Like, it's... it's it seems a little far-fetched to me that she would agree to go. And I just want to throw in a, a little bit of realism here and say, you know, he claims he heard on the news that that the husband that the ex husband was hit by a bus, and you know, I'm not a mortician, um, but uh, I play one on TV. No, um, how long does it take to to get a body ready to be seen? I mean, I mean, he would be pretty, pretty, pretty. Does she look at his face? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, his face would have been, like, unrecognizable if he got hit by a bus and run over by a bus. Yeah. Like, I don't know why she looked at It was slightly scratched. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's the real mystery. How do you you get hit by a bus and you only have a slight scratch on your... (laughs) Like, your head should be, like... Because, I mean, think about the impact of the bus, like, hitting you and then you hitting the concrete, like... You're, you would be unrecognizable. I, I, I didn't even think about that before. How could... She's just like, oh, he's got a light scratch. Yeah, he really looked pretty good. I mean... Yeah, the forensics tests show he died from a light scratch <laughs> on his face. <laughs> that, that was all that was wrong with him. This light scratch. It's a lesson to us all. Be careful of long fingernails because you can have a light scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I had a point here once upon a time. Uh, Do you know what my point was? Sorry, I don't. Oh, uh, he doesn't have. He has more than a light scratch, but he's he's really not that bad. Anyway, I just looked at it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. He has scrapes and stuff, but it, it's just not. It's not very severe. Yeah. Anyway, I think my point was has something to do. Okay, he claims that this is this is this is another splitting hairs sort of with Claude, but um, he claims that he saw it on the news. But I'm thinking, you know, when there's big accidents like that, you know. The news people don't don't first of all necessarily know who the victim is, and a lot of, sometimes they don't release the names until the family knows, you know. Um, 
So I'm like, is it really true that he really could have seen that on the news and then had the time to come down there, you know? But I don't know how long it takes for, you know, how long from when the body was hit that she got to see it. But, um... Are you saying this? I mean, I feel like he's lying. Yeah, my point is, I think he's lying. And I was trying to put in some realism in there to see if it it made sense that he could actually... That he, I mean, even if it was on TV, I just, I, I mean, I don't think he saw it, whether, regardless if it was on TV or not, I don't think he saw it, but I'm just saying, using that lie that he told, I don't even think that the lie is plausible. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I guess not. So... And then he, you know, they have the whole discussion about Portland. Well, it's not really in Portland proper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a, more of an outer borough. Outer uh, borough adjacent to Portland count to the county. Um, it's the more. The commute is a little bit extreme it's, with <laughs> traffic. Um, <laughs> you probably aren't going to want to go into town every day. Yeah, you want to go into town once every never. Um, <laughs> so the last scene we have, uh, we we get we're back in the room, the surgery room, and Jack. Oh, and hold on! Before you move on, I want to bring up the fact that they say, "Give us six months, and you can come back before your sister gives birth." Uh huh. So they, you know, they they have this time commitment that obviously wasn't. Have. Is it? Do you think that's intentional? Do you think they knew they were going to keep her there for longer? You know, I was thinking about this earlier, and I didn't mention it, but I was wondering if, if, if maybe. Okay, let me answer your question, then I want to bring up something else. Okay. Um, I think that they knew that she was going to be there longer than six months. Okay. <clears throat> Now, I don't think they knew when she would ever get off the island again, but I, I think that they knew it would be longer than six months. So, okay. My other thing is, here's, here's, here, walk with me on this tangent. Um, what if um, what if Middlework was just a regular Lose. company? <laughs> and Middlelost, too. Just a regular company, and, um, and everything they said was sort of true. Okay. Like, no ties with Dharma, no ties with anything. It's just a regular company, and they're, they're sort of not really in Portland, but they're, they're close. They're in Washington anyway. And, and what if, this is totally not true, but what if Juliet, you know, was, was coerced to get into this organization? Okay, I'm going to stop now, because I just thought of a lot of reasons why this isn't true. My point was going to be, you know, what if, what if she goes to work with Middle Lows, but that's not how she got on the island? Uh-huh. You know, like she goes to work with them, and then there's some other thing that comes up. Maybe, maybe Ethan is a you know is working for Dharma or whatever at this point, and in middle those people don't even know that, and he recruits Juliet later or kidnaps her later or takes her later, you know, to the actual island. So, because mm-hmm. I'm just wondering in terms of her backstory, where is it going to go from here? Because I'm assuming we'll get some more about what happened. So I'm just wondering if, like, you know, that she didn't just go from working at this place in Miami straight to the island. You know, I feel like there's there could be room for some other stuff going on there. Yeah, you know, I expected you to think that. 
Um, <laughs> and you were right. It popped into my head, you know, he's going to think when they say this that they don't mean the island because he doesn't say, well, we're not in Portland, we're in an island in the South Pacific, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I Just wouldn't expect him to say that. Southeast of Fiji, and it's all very mysterious, and there was this thing called the Dharma Initiative, and at some point you'd have to believe him. Um, but for me, Ethan's there. Um, you have... Uh, you know, a tenuous fertility connection with the kids and stuff, and uh, uh, and not only that, they immediately segue from we're not quite in Portland to her saying how long she's been on the island. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think she did go straight there, straight to the island from there. Okay. So you think if they do any more backstory in her, it's not going to be have anything to do with her being in the states anymore? No, it should be it should be on island. If they want to do stuff uh, in the states, it's going to be before this. Yeah, which would be boring. Which would be really boring. Please no. Please no. If you're listening, please don't. I can see a little bit of room for something else happening with middle work, like like. They, you know, she goes to work with them, and it's it may be, you know, and it's still sinister, it's still tied to Dharma, but something else happened that actually gets her on the island. You know, I could see her meeting Ben not on the island, you know, meeting Ben before, you know, because like Tom says, you know, they have history, and, uh, you know, and obviously he could just be meeting, you know, their time on the island together, but I sort of thought that Juliet might have known him from before that. Okay. So anyway, I'll just put in my own head a little, a little leeway there for for some other some other stuff happening before she gets to the island. That she gets there pretty quickly, but maybe some other stuff happens, and she maybe meets Ben before she actually gets to the island. Because Ben could have been the person who recruited her specifically to the island. See, I think if he says actually we're not quite in Portland, and he means like, you know, is that? Is that too much to to get from the writers though that they would that they would plot that put that idea in our heads, <clears throat> and they really mean that you know they're in Peoria or something like in this case, in this case, well, I'll, okay, if that's true, I I don't like that. I think that's yeah. awful. I love that be, them them saying not quite in Portland, referring to an island in the South Pacific. I think yeah. that's great. If they mean somewhere sort of vaguely in the Portland area and he's really meaning not quite in Portland and it's not the the understatement or whatever of the century then uh, uh, I just think that's really crappy Uh, one quick example of how I think this could work out and it not be that horrible is that you know that that middle Lowe's is not the, the big company it claims to be and she gets there wherever it is and you know they don't have the 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 money to back up her research and sh- and stuff like that and and things are falling apart and incomes you know maybe Ben or 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 you know some other person who lures Juliet and maybe even Ethan to the island for whatever else you know they're gonna do there so I could see that happening but uh, but I mean I don't think that's where they're going but that's all. yeah I feel like Ethan's there to sort of. Make the the ambigu amb- the ambiguity less less uh, to make or it- to intensify the uh, distraction. This is one of those situations where you know 
it's something that could just be the obvious thing or could be a deception. But in this case, I just I'm I'm strongly leaning towards it, it is what it seems to be. I really don't think this is a deception. I just that just I I, I really don't think this is a deception. I uh, that would just be ugh. <laughs> Oh, uh, it would be good if they did it. Shut up. They would do it, it well. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Man, you'd be like, oh, wow, I can't believe they did that. That's awesome. I won't say that. You will, I promise. I'll give you credit for being right, but I won't like it. You would, if they do it right, you'll be like, oh, okay, now I see why. Because they, they won't just do it just to do it. They'll do it for some reason, and it'll make sense, and it'll be the right thing because of how they did it. And Man. I think you'll be like, oh, okay, well... Now I see because we find this out about Ethan or because we find this out about Middle Oast that there's no way they could be the Middle Oast, Middle Oast be on the, the island and blah, blah, blah. Well, at the very least, I don't like this if that's what happens. Oh, I'll buy that. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm coming down on here to the island... No middleman. Okay. I think, uh, yeah. Now you, you're you're giving. You know, you've been known to play devil's advocate from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're pressed, you know, what do you what do you really think? Do you? No, 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 no. Like I said, I think it's from Miami to the island. I I'm taking it from okay. face for face value, but I'm saying. I'm still, I'm not holding too strongly to that. I'm giving a little leeway just because of how, you know, this is her first backstory. I'm thinking that there's, that there's you know, room for something else in there and that, that you know, they, they like to play games with, with where they want the audience to think the story's going. So I See, just wanted to throw that out there, that there could be more going on than just, you know, from Miami to the island. What, uh, like, my percentages would be like 99-1 or something like that. Oh, what what do you think? I'm like eighty twenty maybe. Okay, all right. Yeah. I just wanted to get a sense. Um, I think there's a possibility that we don't get another Juliet flashback. I think I think uh, we might find out more about Juliet's backstory through maybe a Ben flashback or, or something else. Um, but I think it's possible that this is it. Well, I think we definitely need to know how she learned how to make muffins. <laughs> so we're definitely going to get that flashback Her and Muffin School Well clearly it didn't work Oh yeah well Well maybe she dropped out of Muffin School she didn't Oh okay <laughs> that's going to be Yeah <laughs> Which that's... Muffin School is really a one hour class And she missed the last 15 minutes <laughs> Oh oh Juliet <sighs> You're so unreliable It's 10 minutes to read the instructions And <laughs> 50 minutes to actually bake the muffins <laughs> That's the whole class. <laughs> Read the instructions and do what they say. Wow. Um, Almost seems like you could kind of just read the instructions, but you know. Well, how would Muffin School stay in business if they didn't charge for that <laughs> class? When you have a point, you just have to stand back and marvel in its rightness. Hey, that's what I do all the time, every day, all day. Uh, speaking of days, Juliet claims she's on the island for three years, two months, and 28 days. Indeed. Uh, and I have nothing else to say about that. Now, and the writers pointed out uh-oh. in an interview that if you do the math with this, 
you get a date that's sort of close to a certain infamous date in U.S. history. and uh, Signing of the Constitution. Yes, and like I said earlier, we're, we're here in December 3rd, something like that. December, early December, if you subtract, there's conflicting reports. It's hard to tell exactly what day it is. But it, it lands her around September the 3rd, 6th, something like that, mm-hmm. of uh, 2001. You know, which uh, is vaguely close to September 11th. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they hinted that this that this is sort of intentional, but I just want to say, I, I hope nothing comes of that. I don't know what you can do with that. Uh that's that's gonna be good. I mean, the the only thing I can think in terms of the story and September 11th is that uh, allegedly the some of the hijackers of the planes uh, went to pilot school in Florida. I don't know if it was Miami specifically, but I, I remember I remember they went to state. They learned how to fly in Florida. You're so right. I don't I don't know if that if they're gonna tie that in somehow like like Juliet knew. Like, I don't know what they can do with that. That's the thing. That's the, I just don't see what they're, how they're going to tie in. Now, like, if they were in New York, like, if Juliet, if, this, if her backstory took place in, like, Manhattan, yeah. then I could say, oh, well, maybe, you know, they're saying that, you know, Dharma or Middleos or whatever knew about the attack and they took Juliet before because she may, you know, maybe she lived near the Twin Towers or maybe she worked there and she would, you know... Then I could see that, but it's not Don't in New York. Don't you think that would be like seriously going out on a limb for the writers to throw in? And it would like be sort that? of sort of pointless too. Like, okay, so what? Why bring up September 11th? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think it's a it's an extremely sensitive issue for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make me angry, but I just think it's kind of crappy. It seems sort of. I don't know. Well, maybe there's some other big event. I mean, you said around the 5th or 6th of September. Maybe there's something else, maybe less less known, uh, but still, like, important for, for U.S. history. Um, yeah, but it's, it's really close to a big one. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just, I hope there's, I just can't see any way they can use that in and make it good. It just it just seems like it just seems like a bad idea and I I hope I hope they don't really do anything with that cuz uh whatever they do it doesn't seem like it can be good. Uh it's just not, you know, I don't know. <sighs> hmm. It it hasn't been long enough to to pull off stuff like that. Maybe 30, 40 years you can sort of start saying stuff, you know, like they do about maybe the JFK assassination or something like that. You can you can start coming up with all these things, but eh, I, I, I don't think you can pull that off yet. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, to me it's like, it's not even a matter of trying to pull it off. It's just like, why would you want to try even to pull it? I mean, what could you gain from that? Like, yeah, I mean, it just seems like you're sort of capitalizing on a on a big, you know... Not even capitalizing, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it doesn't add to the story. It doesn't, like, do anything. Well, you're calling I, upon... Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I see it's, it's an attempt to capitalize, but I don't think you get anything. 
You know, it's really weird. Well, you bring up all the feelings that people have about, you know, that event. And I feel like that's what you... If you're going to bring it up, that's what you want to do. I don't know. And, and I think I think it'll definitely have, have an effect. If they really bring it into the story, I think it'll have a, a, an impact. You know, I think it, it'll get some attention. You know, people... But, yeah... Yeah, I mean, if they could figure out a way, yeah, to bring but, it into the story meaningfully. Yeah, but I just think, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. But anyway, I wanted to bring that up, since that's something people are talking about. Interesting. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know anything else in 2001. Now, was it, was it, is it the year that's important, too? Or just the day? I think they said a day. So it's really the day that's important, not necessarily the the year. Well, it's a year. It's a it's a day in a year. It's a, it's you know, it's a specific. Okay, event. yeah. Okay, but what I'm saying, it's not. It doesn't like if it's if the if if it's September 11th, it's like it's important what happened September 11, 2001, not just what happened September 11th in any random year. Um. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Because if they're trying to you know, say the day is you know September sixth, and they're trying to call upon the 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 whatever fertilization, the first fertilized whatever artificially fertilized Venus, September sixth, you know nineteen eighty one or something like you know. Oh, see, no, no, I think I think they're I think they're saying it's an event that happened on that day in that year. In that year, okay. Well, I think I that's know. what they mean. I mean, they they weren't that. Sp- I don't remember what the, how they phrased it. I, I'd have to uh, look it up, and I don't think I could find it. Well, I don't know. I mean, given that, I don't know what they could possibly be talking about. Besides September 11. So, I hope yeah, that's, I agree. I, hope I agree. It's, it's, it seems ironclad, but I just I don't know where they're going with that. And it doesn't seem to me to be anywhere good, but... It can't be that big of a part of the story, so I'll just, you know, withhold. Or maybe it's just like, you know, like, um, you know, man, you know, she left on September 11, 2001. Guess what that was, guys? And that's the end of it. And that's it? Yeah. If that's it, that's fine. Whatever. You know, that's not a big deal. But it's like, why make it that day? Yeah, I know. It's not, there's no reason to. Um, except that you just you really want you really want to call upon that that event and what people feel about it and bring it into your story. Yeah, but the question is, once you bring it into the story, how are you going to use it? Like, other than you know, because it's useless just to say, you know. Anyway, we're rambling. But. Unless they do like what you said, and you know, and, and Dharma or. There, there's actually some actual connection mm-hmm. between the story and the events. Yeah. Now they're d- treading on dangerous waters, trying to say anything about September 11th. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. You know that that if they go down that road and say, "Oh, Dharma's behind September 11th," you know, it doesn't make me angry, but it will make a lot of people angry. You know they. People are extremely sensitive about that. I mean, the only thing you can beat with that is, like, talking about, you know, religion. Yeah. 
it's just like you know when 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 Ben asks Jack if he believes in God and he doesn't answer. It's one of those things that if they did have him answer, it's sort of a you know it's a tricky thing to deal with. So yeah, I was just on this TVGuide.com community thread that uh, Critical Myth. They're talking about the episode and they just. One of their speculations about the September 11th connection is that uh, uh, what if the attacks were designed to hide Juliet's trip to the island? Yeah. Which, I'm like... And they, and they also say, why would something like that need to happen if there is a connection? And I, the answer is, it wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope they don't do that. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think they will. See, I just don't like it. I, I don't I don't think writers shouldn't do it on principle. I just think it's crappy. I think a little bit of both. I mean, I think it's crappy, but I think if they were going to use it, you know, they should... They, there would just be no benefit to use it in a show like Lost. There just wouldn't be a benefit unless you're going to say, you know, like, you know, tie it into the story, like, this would have happened if this didn't happen, or you know, blah blah blah. But it's like, but then what's the benefit of doing that? It's, and then that's to me when it gets crappy because it's like there's no benefit, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Speaking of benefit, Ben says he'll let Juliet go home, uh, and uh, but here's my point. Uh, if Tom's right, they can't get off the island. So, was Ben just lying to Juliet? <laughs> I mean, does Juliet not know they can't get off? And, and oh. says, okay, I agree. But Tom said they, Tom, Tom implied they can't get off the island. Making the situation even worse, you know, yeah. Uh, and he also told Jack he would take him home. Mm-hmm. You know. He's going around telling everybody he'll take him home, but, uh, you know, Tom's like, well, you know, we can't. Because ever since the schedule blah, 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 he knows about it. He didn't seem to be keeping the secret when he's saying it in the Every Man for Himself yeah. episode. And, you know, he's about to tell Jack. It doesn't seem like it's a big mystery. But you, think Ju- you think Julia would know? That makes me think that Tom was going to say something else, like, and, and which, which, might, which might lend itself to what we were talking about earlier. Why didn't, why didn't uh, Ben seek help earlier? Um Maybe maybe Tom wasn't going to say you know ever since the the Skyturn probe we we weren't we can't get off the island maybe there's something else it's still hindering like their ability for him to seek help or something uh, but it's not specifically hindering their ability to get off the island. What I saw a few people say was that you know he specifically said that the comms are down and they were blind. I saw a couple of people say that just because they can't communicate doesn't mean. They can't leave and, you know, just sort of set out without communicating. Mm-hmm. Seems like it should still be possible for them to leave. It just might, you know, no one might know they're coming, but... Yeah, it, it just really depends on how they leave the island. I mean, I don't really think they take that submarine. Well, you know, you just go Compass 325 and... Oh, yeah. uh, you're good to go. Uh, but may- maybe the point is, you know, they don't have any other boats on the island... So they can't leave because they can't communicate to tell someone to bring a boat to get them off. Maybe that's maybe it's as simple as that. Well, they got they got the the um, they got the boat they took. The boat they took from who? From uh, Son and Saeed and Jen. 
Oh, that's just a little sailboat, though. You got to know how to sail to use that. Oh, okay. And and like Desmond, like Desmond said, it just it just put him around in circles. So you probably have to have like a powered boat so you can stay on that course or something. Mm, okay. Because the winds, you know, maybe the winds just like you know circle around the island or something, so it won't take you in that course. So I'm gonna ask again, related the question of how they leave the island. How do you think Juliet got to the island? Parachute. Parachute? Yeah. Okay. She came with one of the supply drops. <laughs> she's, in a, she's in a big box of uh, Let's pasta. Let's see here. Mac and cheese dinner. <laughs> a little cereal, a little Dharma O cereal, and Juliet, <laughs> fertility doctor. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's like Juliet in a box. Uh, um, did you see that Saturday Night Live sketch? You probably didn't because you don't watch TV. Besides Lost. But uh, they had a very funny sketch about something in a box. And many of you out there will know what I'm talking about. Something um, in a box? Something in a box. Go what to YouTube. You'll find it. Let's just say it wasn't totally out of the realm of what Juliet does. <laughs> it had to do with fertility. Alrighty. Alrighty. Um... Well, anyway, I don't know if they can get off the island. Oh, your question was, how does she get on the island? Uh, I mean, I think boat or something. I mean, how else do you get to an island? Yeah, I just, I guess I wondered what the standard method was to bring someone to the island. I mean, most of the people we know got there by accident. Oops. And, uh, yeah, and that's what they said. <laughs> Sorry, did that oops throw you off there? Yeah. <laughs> At first I thought you were just saying that, and then I realized you were relating to what I was saying. Yeah. Um, it's a commentary. Yeah. But, you know, she, uh... Her and, I guess, Calvin are, um... The only two people... Well, I guess Ethan is there, too, now. Who, who seem to have been deliberately brought there. Yeah. You know, um, and the other others possibly too, but we just don't we don't know their story specifically. So it would be speculation. So we and we definitely should not speculate. That's we never speculate on. This we show. never ever do that. No, we but Russo and Desmond and obviously the Lost uh, folks. Uh, you know, they all just sort of Henry Gale. They all just sort of crash there. Oop! Look where I am. The Black Rock. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so I guess I wondered, you know, if you if you don't just crash there accidentally, what do you, you know, what do you do? You know? Supply drop. And 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 if the island is invisible to the outside world, then really, how do you do it? But I think you're you right. Have to know they the have coordinates. a supply drop. If they can do a supply drop, they can. Yeah, I think it's all about knowing the coordinates. Like, obviously, once you get close enough to the island, you can see it. So, if you know where the coordinates are, and presumably they don't change, um, then you can you can get to and from the island, you know, by knowing where it is. Because you kind of once you head towards that course, you know, you're gonna get there. Um, so, I think that's how you do it. You get a boat. You probably come in, fly to Fiji or something. Or Bali or wherever, and uh, is it Bali? Bali? What was the other? What was the other island that they're near? Oh, 
Fiji and uh, something else. I think it's Bali. I don't remember. But anyway, you fly to one of those places that's that's near and on the map, and then you take a boat. You take the Pala Ferry. <laughs> now here's a question. Now that we know about this mini island, maybe the Pala Ferry just went from the main island to the to the mini island. And why why would they do that? I don't know. But maybe they did that. Maybe they did that. Because that's what a, you know. That's what ferries do. Back and forth. From two relatively close locations. You think that's what the Paul Ferry did? Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the Paul Ferry. God, man, there's so many things. Ugh. Forgot about the Paul Ferry. Don't forget about the Paul Ferry. I. You know, once the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of unanswered questions still. Do you think so? I think I think there's gonna be a fair amount that we that that they never explain. Trying to put all this together just seems you know it seems like it, it would take a while to sort of. I oh, think what's man. gonna happen is we're gonna get we're gonna understand like the the everyone's backstory and motivations, and we'll be able to reasonably extrapolate why certain people did certain things and said certain things, but we won't ever specifically know why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I guess you're right. They can't explicitly deal with everything. But yeah. You're right. Certain things. Four toed statue, man. Four toed statue. Hey, I am waiting for the day when they talk even a little bit about the four toed statue. <laughs> Just a word or two. And and if they and if they find if they take an expedition and they go up to the statue and they're like, Oh, here's the fifth toe <laughs> Oh, you probably just the, couldn't see it because you were... the, Yeah, on the back of the foot it says like "Made in Taiwan." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Then I'm gonna be like, "Oh, that's boring." <laughs> oh man! That they all know you. Korea makes better statues. Hello. All right, so I think we're done. Are we? Yeah, we're done. Let me see. But what about? Yeah, we talked about this. Oh, whoa, whoa, here's a big thing we didn't talk about. <laughs> or very big thing we didn't talk about. Um, Juliet basically tells Jack he's going to go back in his cell until they figure out what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is they, is my question. Uh, before that what she says? Yeah, before I... Well, is that what she says? Now you're making me second-guess myself. I think that's what I heard. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That is what she says. Yeah. I guess by they, she means Ben. Yeah. He's he's big enough. His ego's big enough to, for two personalities. <laughs> uh, ben and his friend Ben. <laughs> uh, they're both the same, but don't tell either one that. Um... Uh, you I'm guys thinking, already met my friend Ben. Allow me to introduce myself. Yeah. Uh, my name's Ben, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, before, before I sort of thought that Jacob was dead, I thought she sort of meant Jacob and whoever else is in charge, or mm. Jacob and Ben. But now that I think Jacob is dead, um, maybe she just means, like, Ben and... Maybe she just means the rest of them. She says they to sort of distance herself. 
Yeah, that's a, that know? was the, that was the sense I got. She was saying they as in not me. As in like yeah, like I'm not. Not only do I want to have anything to do with them, but I definitely won't be involved in the decision making process. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. But the thing is, I don't think I don't think any of the others who are around are going to have anything. Are going to have any authority? Yeah, but see, to, but see, that's the thing. Jack Jack questions. He says they. Yeah. So so that makes me feel like it's not it's not the they that we're just talking about now. Like there's some other they that Jack doesn't know about, or unless he's just questioning, like oh. They is in, not you, huh? Yeah, I, I feel like that. Oh, okay. I thought that was what he meant. I'll buy that, because then he goes into what did he say, because it's like, oh, so you're not part of them anymore? What did he tell you? Yeah. You know, what made you not a part of them anymore? So, okay, I'll buy that. Yeah. I will buy that. So do you have any, uh, do we want to talk about anything else? <sighs> um, Next on Lost? Oh, Yeah. There isn't much there. No, it was actually a pretty lackluster uh, promo. It was really weak. I, man, I hope it's better than it looks. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like one of those things like when the when the preview looks good, it sucks. So maybe it'll, you know, yeah. I mean, basically, you got what do you got? You got Claire looking scared. Someone in the jumped in the water. Jen turns his head. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's that's it. I think that's all he's gonna do in the episode. He just turns his head. He looks from uh, right to left. You got Juliet uh, being uh, taken. Looks like she's gonna be in prison. Jack oh, and Kate. Yeah. Um, you know Desmond rescuing someone out of the water. Uh, Kate, Kate uh, wanting to go rescue Jack. Right. I thought he said, "Don't come for him." Screw what Jack says. Oh man, yeah. I I would love if uh, if this is on HBO, she'd be like, "Fuck what Jack says." <laughs> I'm going back for his ass. Was that Sawyer who said? But Jack said, "Was that Sawyer?" Um, I don't know. I thought was it if was... that wasn't Sawyer. Who who knows what Jack said? I thought it was um, in the scene in the promo. It's it's uh, what's his name? Locke and uh. <laughs> The little scene, Saeed. And I think it's one of them that says it. And, um, Kate, I mean, Kate probably tells tells him. Jack Jack said not to go back because it's (laughs) Jack said not to go back, so let's go get him. But Jack said. Yeah. I just told you what Jack said. Shut up. (laughs) I know what Jack said. I just told you. Oh, man. Okay, um. There's nothing else really in the promo. Uh, for those of you guys, I mean, I guess most of our listeners uh, watch th- watch it on TV, like we do. Um, <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> but for those who don't My watch local, it, on th- your your local ABC affiliates. Exactly. Uh, for those who don't watch it uh, on TV, um, I don't know how else you watch it. You don't download it, I'm sure. There's no other way to watch it. Although the quality is really good, and uh, there's no commercials, um, but it doesn't what? have the yeah, it doesn't have you can't the promo. Cut out the commercials. I know that is the best part, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> my point is, lost-media.com has the promo for those who uh, download it. I don't know how you do it. Don't tell me either. 
Uh, and for those who uh, want to see it again, if you missed it or didn't catch it on your TiVo or whatever. From iTunes. Dash you mean iTunes, com. right? Oh, yeah. Two dollars an episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you know what? That's the only way to download it. That's a deal. That's a deal. Two dollars an episode. I totally wouldn't pay for that. I mean, I would pay that. Um, <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm going to get my I hope tongue. we get a cease and desist for this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get my tongue out of my cheek right now. Um, anything else you want to say before we uh, cut out? I forgot the season, season this is for. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I sent you one. You should have gotten it. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't send it registered mail, so I'm not. I can't prove that you got it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. It'll never hold up, will it? No, it won't. Um, I think I did have something to say. Oh, I wanted to say real quick a comment, sort of continuing something I said at the beginning of the last podcast. Regarding the flashbacks, the one the podcast we did like a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mentioned I was sort of dissatisfied with the backstory, and I do, and with the backstories in general in the first uh, six episodes, saying that they they seemed to have lost their charm. They they were getting repetitive, and they didn't seem to contribute anything to the character or to the plot. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, this one has a big advantage because it's a brand new character. We know nothing about, you yep. know, their background, and so I guess, I guess she gets an advantage. But you know, immediately after I say that, in terms of episodes, we get a flashback that says something about the character and <laughs> something about the plot. Yeah. So um, it was nice to to have that. Like I enjoyed the flashback. You know, maybe not as much as the island stuff, but it was it was good. It wasn't a waste of time. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Now, does that mean that you your perspective on flashbacks has changed? <clears throat> that the flashbacks are only really as good as as the ones that have come before it. You know what I mean? Like the the earlier ones get are sort of better simply because they are first and they get to tell us new stuff. Whereas the later ones can't contribute because they just can't because they we already yeah. Know I mean, is there anyone who had a better later flashback than their early than their first flashback? Like I I I don't know. I can't think of one offhand. It seems like most people got their good flashbacks the first one. I think I think some of Lost's flashback lost Locke's flashback. Uh I think some of his uh were pretty good. I mean his were all pretty good. And um so I don't yeah. I don't I don't know <laughs> if they got like decreasingly worse or anything like that. Lockdown was kind of weak. Um What was the flashback in that one? Uh it was having to do with uh, Helen and uh, was that when the dad took the money? And yeah, was like, fake the dad, dad took the money and he conned him into doing exactly what he said and not lying about anything. Yeah, that's um, a good con. Yeah, that ben, uh, ben should try that con more often. <laughs> yeah, he really should actually. Be good for his soul, <laughs> for his karma. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, that one I think the. The orientation flashback... I don't even remember it, so... I shouldn't even say anything about it. Um, but you will anyway. His, uh... His... God, what was it? Wow. I guess I'll sit here and try to think about it. I really don't remember. 
Anyway, um, uh, I see your point about the flashbacks, though. But I was just Deus Ex Machina was really good, but Walkabout was like a great flashback. I mean, it didn't really add to the. I guess it what it added to the plot was the island heel to him. Yeah. Um, but it was very character developing, <laughs> and it was a really good flashback. Like you know, that was you know just really good stuff, and I you know. Jack's like white rabbit thing with his dad and you know a lot of people maybe they maybe they pull off a couple more but at a certain point it gets stale you know and uh, it starts to they, they don't really know what else to do with them yeah you know and they, and they become redundant and uh, I don't know what they can do about that they're stuck with their main characters and uh, they can't ignore them so I mean at a certain point there's nothing to flash back to right yeah yeah, and I think uh, with a lot of characters, they're kind of at that point where basically they just they have to work pretty hard to come up with something that's worth flash, you know, doing a flashback for. Maybe that's why they have these new characters. Yeah, that's what it seems like. You know, now that they have these others, and they also have uh, yeah, Nikki and Paulo. Uh, you know, I think they they get a chance to to do new character flashbacks. Boring. I can't imagine Nikki and Paul's flashback being any anything interesting. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being disappointed. I think it's going to be uh, <laughs> interesting. All right. I do. I do. Okay. Well, um, high hopes. High hopes. Anything? Anything else you want to ramble about? Um, probably not. Let me think. Um, lost. You know, I like this episode a lot. I don't know if I said that. But I like this one episode a lot. I can tell. Um, uh, just in terms of the season, there's just it was you know there's a lot of stuff here, obviously. Okay, well I think I think that's it for me. Alrighty. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else really. I just wanted to, uh, in general, uh, give a little shout out to Bob M and Four Twenty Brownie for uh, uh, just. Posting on our site, oh. they're the first to what? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and anonymous too, but I don't know who that is. But thanks, anonymous. Thank you guys for posting. We appreciate your comments, and you know, four twenty brownie and uh, Bob M have been longtime listeners, uh, so we always enjoy hearing from them and from anyone else who wants to uh, talk to us. We definitely read all the comments, and uh, we try to respond. Uh, you know. Well, and, and I guess I'll say we, we only respond if there's something to respond to, uh, which is just logical. <laughs> so um, if we don't respond, it doesn't mean that we didn't read it. It just meant that, uh, you know, there's nothing really to say. We definitely thanks. read everything. <laughs> only thing to say is thanks. Um, anyway, so yeah, the last load the comments, even if I don't respond very much. Yes, thelostlowdown.blogspot.com is our site. Um, you can catch our feed on iTunes. Um, email is lostlowdown at gmail.com. What else? I need to give a little shout-out of my own to the Irish Lost Podcast. Uh-oh. Um, I, uh, I, I promised a long time ago to this guy that I would do it. Uh, uh, he mentioned our podcast um, a long time ago as well and uh, I said I'd bring him up the next time we podcasted and this is the next time so uh, anyway huh. 
irishloss.podomatic.com. I think he uh, is just one guy. He he does a short sort of like thirty minute run through. It's supposed to be for the Irish Lost fans, but I don't know how many there are. Um, I think he has a lot of people listening who aren't from Ireland. But I uh, found him through Lost Cast, and uh, I sort of enjoyed his little thing. It's it's not a big sort of theory podcast, but I thought it was a fun little uh, sort of light um, jaunt and take on things that's, you know, it's a little... Light and jaunty like the Irish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little different from, well, look at that. you know, a normal podcast. So I, I don't know. I, I liked it, and uh, check it out if you, you know, want to. But I, I just uh, I wanted to mention it. It's uh, pretty good. So there you go. Well, there. I think you've you got done it. your you've done your penance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Cool. Uh, well, we're here at uh, what five hours and like forty minutes or so. Um, you guys wanted a big podcast, and we gave you a big podcast. Uh, that's we'll how we it. do. That's how we do. It is. That's how we roll. Lost style. Okay, I'm done. Thank you, and namaste. Namaste, and good luck. <laughs>